Adventure Price just reinvented the wheels. Roller skates that grow with your kids as they learn to skate. Bicycles, roller skates, and you. She had wheels on. On her feet. Fisher-Price roller skates. It's about time. We got another one, huh, fellas? Whoa, 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 guys, guys. You, you wouldn't mind if I went first there, would you? Is that all right? It's kind of a personal thing between me and this little piece of shit here. So, we meet again, huh? <laughs> Did y'all hear this little motherfucker's mom pulled a shotgun on me this afternoon? Fucking bitch. You, you haven't had any licks yet, have you? Hmm? No. Woo! Another cherry, boys. Get the fuck off this wall. I would like to dedicate this first lick to your mother. Fucker. Listen up, all you mamma jammas and banana ramas. We've got an all-new episode of Weird Out Loud going on now. The best goddamn DC Comics podcast that your lovely-ass mama don't want you to listen to. I'm the modern-day Bazooka Joe, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode 66, Pick Up Sticks. Everybody in this town is a bunch of hicks. Yeah! Can I get you a little beat? Uh, 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 uh. I was going to yell, everybody dance now or something. <laughs> Now my throat hurts. Hello and welcome to the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com. This is the podcast for the week of April 9th, 2016. I just added that. I, I threw myself off already. <laughs> I'm already going off my uh, notes, but we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. Proud! I always just wait for that. Uh, yes. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. Everybody knows this crap, right? All this crap. Email us at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com if you want to get on uh, later in the mail section. You can also follow us on our site. You can just go to the site. Follow us on Podbean. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. All that good All shit. All that crap. And the rent and rave line. The rent and rave line, it's causing people problems. It, so it caused problems. Alex M problems this week. He, he kept up. messaging me on Twitter. How does this work? I got this. I don't know. I, tr- I called in myself, left two messages. I, it, it is confusing. But if you want to try to root through that and <laughs> uh, end up leaving something, that's at 641-715-3900. Enter extension 452 followed by the pound sign. Now, I will tell you because I left two messages. Now, I know exactly what you're supposed to do because what happens then, I think Alex M. might have hit the star, not the pound sign, which you always, I, I'm sure he knows the difference. I think that maybe something got a little screwy because it was asking for a, uh, a password. password, and that would have been like an administrator thing. But you hit the pound. It goes to there. You'll hear my lovely voice give you a little uh, green. Ah. Then when you do that, you will say the message, give your rant and rave, then you'll hit the pound sign. Then it's more options then. Then it's going to ask you if you want to save that, which I believe is one. You can listen <laughs> to it, which is two. Or you can uh, delete it, which is three. So basically just yell and scream at us and then hit one. 
Freaking hope it works. Just give your rant and or rave. And or rave. I think I even say that on the message because nice. I had to do a new message. I used to have the leave your name and leave your number. Don't wait for the beep. That, that, oh. But that got, that got erased by somebody oh. or something. I don't know. But uh, we'll continue. I think by, the devil did it. Might have. I'll continue by saying please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, all that crap. Again, God damn it. Just Everybody knows the routine. If you're listening now for the first time, go back to last week. You can hear this garbage. Uh, we had a Just for the Hell of It podcast. We promised that for this week. And because, Good times. Yeah, and I, I was late to, the, to get to it to edit. I got up this morning. I was going to put it up this morning. And when I went to edit, all the files were corrupted. So there was no Just for the Hell of It podcast, which sucks. You, you can say, oh, man, I, I was hoping that I get. It sucks for us more. We recorded that son of a bitch like an hour and a half, two hours of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. Really enjoyed um, it. But, yeah, nothing happened with it, and it's corrupted and done. Uh, we had a continuation of that last night where we got together with Chris from Chris is on Infinite Earth. So you'll hear it later um, when we talk bloodlines because he was on our uh, site. He had a Bloodlines article, so we got together with him, and there was even more issues. And then Reggie, fucking his internet went down. And something is telling us to stop doing this I think it's podcast. the devil. It might be. I think it's just telling us to just stop doing the podcast. Uh, so I agree. See you in seven, Eric. We're done. Done. Adios, buddy. You would like Adios. that, right? Would you like that if we just tonight just said the hell with it, or would you be mad because we have actually like set up a lot of things, a lot of work to go towards this? But if you want to end it now, we'll end it, and I'll go to bed. How about that? But I, but I love the podcast, Jim. Okay, well, then we're going to do it. Then we're doing it, okay? And uh, I'm going to continue then with telling <laughs> you that there is the Matty D Weird Science DC Comics podcast drinking game on the site. A bunch of people saw it. Some people commented. I also told you that eventually... Boosh. Me and you are going to play. There you go. I have it right here. If you, the main one is the Eric Shea uh, bingo. And I look, and Boosh is there. I see Boosh. I would have put Boosh twice. I would have put that, Boosh like four times. No, that would have been the deal. But there is a lot of other things here. Y'all suckers are going to die. Suckers, is that there? No. I have no idea. No, suckers not there. Stinky yeah. is. Yeah, is. Uh, stinky. Stinky's there a couple times. Bullshit. Boosh. Huh? Uh, uh, Jimbo, girlfriend. Oh, Jimbo. I think you already called me Jimbo once. See, now we're we're throwing the game off. Don't start the game yet if you're or you're participating. The other one is start the game. Yes, the other one is me saying ay ay ay, which uh, I already said it earlier when we were talking to Reggie, and it was off mic. This is not something I make up uh, just to say on the podcast because boy, I was getting very frustrated. Hopefully, this is recording right now. But just a shout out, Matt, Matty D is in Pittsburgh right now for a wedding. And I said to him, sent him a message, I want one of those Permani Brothers sandwiches. You know oh, one of those? The freaking fries on there? Yes. Little fucking coleslaw. That'd be good stuff, Aaron. Good stuff. But it's bring time, me a picture of it. It's every time week. for the news. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I got to do a little bit of tree. Who else in the level car say yeah? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. That makes me so happy, that guy. <laughs> That guy makes me so goddamn happy. We'll hear about him later in the mail, Eric. Sure we'll will. Hear, but we might, maybe it's an update on, maybe he called in. That'd I'd be love amazing. If he had, actually, I had. Um, you racist motherfuckers. Th- I'm not dead so and good. or in prison. Uh, when we had, uh, what's his name, uh, do the intro. Now, I'm off again tonight. We have to, when we get started, I can't remember anybody. 3XL? No, freaking <laughs> from the YouTube. From the Utah, oh, Stephen Copper. Stephen Copper. We had Stephen Copper do the intro that a couple weeks ago. We should have that guy. If we can find that guy, 
to do the, you know, see, weird science, this guy would say, yeah. Oh, I'd be so good. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pretend it's me next week. But the news, the first bit of news is. Why are you going to do it in blackface, though? I'm not. I, maybe I will. The first bit of news, Wonder Woman gets a new release date. The Wonder Woman movie gets a new release date. Ah. And two untitled DC films added to the release calendar. I'd like to think there's a big calendar just there, and they have it there, and they just freaking Jeff Johns walks up with the marker, scribbles it. But, yeah, Warner Brothers has moved the release date of Wonder Woman up to June 2nd, 2017, and scheduled several unnamed additional DC films uh, for other dates. But for the Gal Gadot starring film, this is three weeks ahead of the previously announced June 23rd, 2017 date. The change moves Wonder Woman closer to Disney's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which comes out May 5th, but further away from Sony's Marvel Studios-produced Spider-Man reboot July 7th. Honestly, I think you're fucked either way in this. I just It's right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's fine right where it is. I don't think... I. I don't think this is anything that they're trying to run or do anything. Maybe a little bit of a, you know. Oh, shit, that Spider-Man's coming out. Let's get this but it's, going. But it's not, you know, it's not like they went three months ahead. or You know, that's just where they're having it. But the two well, It's like when Warner Brothers pushed back Batman v Superman for like a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, two get that I, shit away from Avengers. Two unidentified new DC films are scheduled for release on October 5th, 2018 and November 1st, 2019, with a third untitled WB event film scheduled for October 6th, 2017. What do you think they're going to be, Jim? I don't know. I have here the big talk is Suicide Squad sequel. Ooh. Could be one of those. A Superman solo movie. Ooh. Or possibly a Batman solo movie. I, I don't go know, Batman. I don't know. Well, one of them. There's three here, so I, I don't know. Maybe All of them Batman. What, when's that Shazam movie coming out? I don't even know. Uh, 2018, okay. 2017, well, something like that. But yeah, well, that goes hand in hand with this next bit of news, which is Kevin Smith says that Jeff Johns told him Kevin ben Smith Affleck says. solo Batman movie is real. It's kind of weird. Do you think that this was something that Jeff Johns told him, hey, just leak and, and go? Because it seems like he's kind of dicking uh, Jeff Johns over right here. I don't know. Honestly, the thing is, uh, this was recent. I, I just read something like before this week about this, I, obviously, so it's recent. But weeks ago, I listened to something where he said that Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck were writing this uh, screenplay. Well, I think that that's what this is saying. I think I'm that's saying that was weeks is. ago, though. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying that Maybe this came months. out. But still, they haven't announced it yet. So why would Kevin Smith, he's kind of fucking Jeff Johns. If anybody, like Jeff Johns isn't going to get yelled at, right? But he, <laughs> if he was somebody <laughs> else, he, yell at people? I'm telling you, yell. If this was not Jeff Johns, there could be people getting fired. If this is what it oh, is. Oh, Hollywood, you take yourself yeah. too seriously. I'm telling you, there's a lot of guys who leak shit oh, like that, and they end up done. But yeah, writer-director Kevin Smith says he can confirm that Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns are working on a script for a solo Batman movie. Smith related a conversation he had with Johns during the latest episode of his Fat Man on Batman podcast with Mark... Bernardin. It? Yeah, Bernardin. I, don't, it, I think they spelled it wrong in this. Uh, ben Affleck has been working on a solo script with Jeff Johns as well. Last conversation I had with Jeff Johns, I was like, are you working on it? And he said, yeah, Clay Smith. I Good said, job. <laughs> what it, what's it like, man? How do you co-write with someone? And he says, we just break it up. He takes halves and I takes halves and then we write. And then we switch material. And then he goes over mine and I go over his. That sounds so fucking fun, man. There's I don't. I don't think it does. Honestly, I worked on a script with a guy before. Oh, did and was, you? Oh, and was a, here pain, we go. No, I'm just saying it was a pain in the ass, and actually to split it up in halves like this sounds even worse. You know what I did? Nothing. I don't work on any scripts with people. Excellent. I, I am a normal working day man. I'm not <laughs> no fancy script writing guy. Look at you, your highfalutin scripts. 
working on the script. You I mean, adjust fucking, my tie a little you bit. You in that pink sock business. That would have revel- <laughs> been awesome. Yeah, Everybody would have been introduced to the pink sock worldwide. People would have been like, you wrote that piece of shit. It would, it would have been worse. So like, script, they'd though. be like, oh, what? that wasn't that script. That was a solo on mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Next one. Report. Warner's bro- Warner Brothers shocked by BVS. Batman vs. Superman. Reception. New creative voices could be added to the Justice League movie. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice may not be the critical and financial success that Warner Brothers hoped for. In fact, a recent report from The Hollywood Reporter suggests the studio was shocked. I'd be shocked <laughs> by the film's poor critical reception. Hate is going to hate. But the question of how the studio will respond remains unanswered. I did. I mean, it's it's definitely making money now. I That's heard, what I'm wondering. Where, where are we at on this? Well, I the last I saw was seven hundred million. Uh, the issue though is it had to get above five hundred million to even break even. So Correct. they're the, but they're in the you know they're they're making money now. So I don't know. They're still. I think that they were guy. Remember, we heard crazy amounts that they were claiming this was going to make. Seventy-five and, billion. And something like eight trillion billion. That same report <laughs> indicates that Warner we Brothers is considering shaking up their film slate in the wake of Batman v Superman, which is kind of maybe what we saw earlier with the Wonder Woman, but not in, an, uh, not in the expected way. Instead, the Hollywood Reporter asserts that the studio will scale back its smaller productions to focus on its tentpole franchises, such as its DC films, the upcoming Harry Potter spinoff series, and its, Ooh, and its Lego properties. <laughs> Lego. However, according to the report, Warner Brothers may consider some personnel changes on its upcoming Justice League films. While director Zack Snyder will almost certainly remain at the helm, WB may consider adding a new producer to the mix, which may add a small amount to fuel uh, the unsubstantiated rumor about Mad Max Fury Road director George Miller joining as a film producer. I don't know. What do you think of that? I saw an April Fool's thing today that was, I guess, really late. And it's like Kevin Feige leaves freaking Marvel to go to uh, Warner Brothers. And then yeah. Zack Snyder leaves to go do something else. I'm like, mm. yeah, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah. I hate April Fool's. We I hate it so goddamn so much. Because like then, then they hang around for weeks. Yeah. It, weeks. They'll be up for whatever. Somebody will Forever. look up something and it's like, you know, I don't know. What are some other ones? Spaghetti tree. Spaghetti tree, Eric. <laughs> Spaghetti tree. DC reveals the Rebirth DC Challenge. Uh, this was something that um, Dan DiDio had tweeted out. Like, I wonder, I think we found people who are up for the challenge. Dun, dun, dun. And so everybody's like, oh, my God, what is it? And I thought it was Challenge of the Super Friends. That's what I thought. Honestly, I was hoping it was some goddamn contest. Well, it kind of was. I don't know. It seemed like... Actually, you say that. I thought it was going to be some sort of online reality show. You know what I mean? Like they'd yeah. have some crazy reality show that would be a lot like Double Dare, and you'd have physical That'd challenges. Half of these guys, I've seen them. Besides, uh, DC's know, like uh, Legends of the Hidden oh, Temple. Oh, be so good, and uh, and also mix in a little American Gladiators. Have Greg Capullo out there. He's Nitro. Oh, it'd be awesome. Uh, who would you be? Who was what your do you favorite mean? American Gladiator? I'm gonna Ice Man. Iceman. Ice. I don't remember Ice. I remember Nitro. That's Nitro all I was remember. Cool. And the me, Nitro, in my head looked a lot like, uh, uh, not Randy Macho Man. Sting. Bret Hart. Oh, really? I remember one looking That's like Sting. That's who I kind of remember him. I don't know. DC's launching a I'm new... making this up as I go. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty no, sure Ice was somebody that I podcast. liked. Ice. I liked Fire. He was yeah, his partner. Sure. I think that was a woman. I don't oh, know. Oh, really? Fire and Lightning. DC's launching a new 12-issue series in the spirit of 1985's DC Challenge titled 
Commandi Challenge. And now, I'm telling you, the challenge is one, <laughs> that it sells, and number two is reading it. That's what I think. What do you think of that? The yeah, publisher announced correct. Thursday evening at the Emerald City Comic Con. Like the original, this 12-issue series will feature a new writer and artist on each issue to tell an interconnected story. What do what they get together with Jeff Johns and fucking Ben Affleck with that script writing? Everybody wants to do shit in like little parts they can sit at their house. In this case, about commodities. So <laughs> yeah. Curiously, yeah, we, we live two seconds away and we're talking on Skype. Curiously, DC announced 13 teams that are involved. So that's weird, Eric. 13 teams for 12 issues. Yes, it's very odd. Twelve issues. They are. Here we go. Here's the teams. You give me a yay or nay on each each team. We got, got Dan it. Abnett and Dale Eaglesham. Yeah. That's pretty good. Peter J. Tomasi and Neil Adams. Yeah. Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Come on, my man. They're married. I know they're married. I think that Justin Gray is out there crying. Because since all of a sudden, Jimmy Palmiotti... Was, the bromance was, is over? Yeah, the bromance is over. It's, it's true. I think that... I don't know when they got married, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, but I think it was somewhat recently. I think they In were dating In my mind, a it was right time. before Harley. I think they were dating a long time, but uh, they got married. And it, it's typical. You have a bro you're hanging out with. Next thing you get married, you're not allowed to talk to that guy anymore. That guy, Justin Gray, is the symbol of Jimmy Palmiotti's fucking bachelorship. <laughs> and he's not allowed to call him anymore. What the fuck's going on? Going on, poor, poor, poor Justin Gray. Gray. I'm gonna message him. He's the wing eating champion. He is the wing eating champion. James Tynan the fourth and Carlos Danda. I don't know who that Carlos Danda is. I don't either. Bill Willingham and Ivan Rice. I like Ivan Rice. That's I don't know who Bill good. Willingham is. Steve Orlando and Philip Tan. I enjoy Philip Tan. Oh, Philip Tan. But I said Steve Orlando and Philip Tan. You know what? As long as it's not midnight, or it might be yeah, all right. I'm, I read. I actually reviewed a um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Zero today, and Steve Orlando was a backup, and it's okay. I'm telling you, he is starting to win me over. I hate to say it. I think I'm getting nice in my old age. Uh, Marguerite Benet and Dan Jurgens. Okay. So Dan's going to be doing the art. Marguerite Benet, I guess that's how it seems, right? Uh, Keith Giffen and Steve. Don't call me Rick Rude. I love it just because the dude's name is Steve Rude. Yeah, I love Rick Rude is so good. I, I tried to send you an animated GIF on Twitter the other day uh, of Rick Rude, and it kept failing. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Rude broke Twitter. What oh, you I didn't know, Rude. though, was I was already watching it all yes, day. Yes, that is true. Uh, Tom King and Kevin Eastman. I like that. Greg Pak and Joe Prado. I like that. Good. Rob Williams and Walter Simonson. I don't know if I'm familiar with Walter I Simonson. Do. I can't remember. Uh, I forget what he was on. We did have uh, Gail Simone and Ryan Sook. Who's Ryan Sook? We had Ryan Sook before on some. Oh, yeah, we've yeah, had him, huh? I, did. I didn't look these up, but yeah, Gail Simone is the big name there, as well as Len Wein and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. And no, that is not three guys. That's one guy. I, think Jose like, Luis I know we had Garcia them before. I, I think I made the same joke before. Uh, I will tell you one thing. Kamandi, no, not... I'm not hyped on Kamandi, are you? I have never been a fan of Kamandi. The thing, though, and this goes hand well, in hand. I got hand. so angry when Tufton showed up in goddamn yeah. Batman Beyond. And it says no, no debut date is given for the series. But I will tell you one thing, that this goes hand in hand with what I think of the Hanna-Barbera books, uh, whether or not I'm excited about them, which I'm getting more and more excited. Um, they're, they have well, no. I'm saying Joe. these are some kick-ass names. Yes, they are, and they're not fucking around with it. A lot of things that they are fucking around with, but they're not fucking around with these like side things. This is very impressive. The 
Hanna-Barbera stuff, very impressive names involved. Uh, so I don't know. I'm sure this will be okay. It's just Commandi, though. I don't think it'll sell. Do you? I don't know. Honestly, I've never been a fan of old Commandi, but I would don't expect that I was a fan. Of, I'm sorry, I didn't read it, but the original 90s Bloodlines. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and we'll talk about it later. Both of us were impressed. Yeah. Now. Um, but I'll check seriously, this out. seriously, you, we don't have a site, and you're in the comic book shop, and I know you're going to lie and say you would. You would not pick up one issue of this. I know. No, you why would, would I not. lie? I'm saying I would not. <laughs> I thought you were going to lie. Well, I'd probably I've, check it. I out. have said my entire life how I hate Kamani. Yeah, yeah. I, it's weird where they're grabbing these old things. I I don't know that there's many Kamandi people out there i would this is love, totally a dan to dio move in my yeah, mind i would He's love like, we, we got to bring out commandy we got to bring out the forever think people that somewhere there is a commandy podcast that they're just non-stop commandy they can't wait for this oh, to come out they are so happy and somehow <laughs> it'll get canceled and then they'll be all freaking crying uh but speaking of sales eric sales uh, the top 10 comic book uh sales for what would this be march right we're in april yes. Is it April now? It's and, April. Uh, the top 10 came out. The full sales have not come out yet, but the top 10 have, and it's led by Batman. Number 50 was number one, right? That's pretty good. Pretty impressive. I, I didn't realize that was five ninety nine. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if I put that right on my review. Yeah, you might not have. Uh, the next one is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one, Kyle Higgins. I did huh? zero. I did the little preview. Now, do you think that was a loot crate bit? No. Or No, they don't do that anymore. Nope. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They're not going to count. And that is strange no. that that is number two it's, for like Mighty Morphin big, Power Rangers. Kind of, kind of a big thing still, I, I guess. I, I'm telling you, it must be. Imaginex came out with an original Power Rangers line. No, I think that a lot of people. One thing I'll tell you, I did the issue, the zero issue. I'm going to yeah. probably do next week. I'll probably do one, which this one, and then two just came out. It's fun, and I, I'm telling you, there's a That's lot boom of people. Studios? Yeah, boom, and a lot of people I think want some fun nowadays. There's not a Damn lot right. of fun out there. There As reading Green Arrow 51, I want a shit ton well, I'm of telling you, tonight, I'm even going to put, I put my notes before the books that I have rated a couple of these issues this week, probably higher than I would have just for the fun factor. But the number three, Star Wars number 17. And I know Star Wars is Star Wars. It, it really is a cash cow for Marvel. <laughs> that was like their best move ever. Ever. Oh, my God. Superman 50 is number four, which actually kind of surprised me. I wasn't a big fan, but... No, uh, and then but we it's Superman fifty. That's going to bring people out. And you like DC Comics, right? Because we're I, not going to mention I another one since. Uh, yeah, we're not mentioning another one now because the last ones are uh, Amazing Spider-Man number nine, Darth Vader number seventeen, Darth Vader number eighteen, <laughs> Deadpool number eight, International Iron Man number one, and the longest uh, title: Avengers Standoff Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha number one. It's worse than our URL. <laughs> I, a lot of people must have bought it. That was a four ninety nine book tour. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm, t- I would probably put out seven star Wars issues a month, 20 Darth Vader. I think Vaders. they do. I just keep going and going. I, they put two Darth Vaders. Obviously those are, you know, cut there. back on all these crazy ass Avengers, put out some more star Wars, yeah. well, get some rogue one tie-ins. Are, are you, you're going to be the voice of the Marvel fans now. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> you're the voice, your voice already the voice of green arrow fans. Now you're going to be the <laughs> voice of fucking Marvel. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. The voice of Green I'm Everybody sure talks that to us about it. Loves it. We do the uh, like professor, uh, not Professor DC, uh, Mister DC was up there in the fucking <laughs> penthouse. Like, yeah, yeah. I think Mar- uh, Mister Marvel is yeah. just up there, just Star Wars. That's all he yells. <laughs> hey, play- hey Mister Marvel, a, what do we got to do? It's a young kid playing Star with an ad at. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars, and I'm sure okay, it's, sir. it's just like like what else can we have? Uh, how about a, a Greedo series? We're in, let's go. That's what it kind of seems like. Yeah, DC is kind of like a bunch of old men, and Marvel is a bunch of young guys. Yeah, 
Like you said, or women, whatever. Would, I'm not yeah, sure. guys and women, but you would go into the boardroom and they probably play them with toys. It's like your dream come true. It is the freaking uh, big, is well, what it is. Yes, and the weird thing is about DC to me. We always say it seems like old guys and all that. Jeff Johns is like the young guy. He's not, he ain't too young anymore. He's no yeah. spring chicken. So I, I don't take that, off like, that hat. And where you get these younger guys, I believe say a Steve Orlando. Now I'm going to talk about this uh, without knowing any of their ages, but I believe <laughs> that Steve Orlando was a little bit of a younger guy, even like a Ben Percy and stuff like that. But it's weird how DC thinks that they're the, you know, the young bloods, young bloods. I, I just, I don't know. Marvel seems like a lot more fun to me. Let's, it does. Let's go. What but would I you never want to have a Marvel site. Lost boys. The Marvel site. Wasn't that what you said it was going to be <laughs> exactly. called? We are in. Yeah, we could have done like an April Fool's and people could have went to the site or we could have the podcast and we could have, hey, we're Marvel now. Star Fuck Wars that. number 17. You know what that means? A lot of work. Sure does. I said the only thing I wanted to do was have a uh, break into electric boogaloo site. And I had to make like, say, eight dummy uh, articles. articles to put on the front. <laughs> That's Fuck too, that. It's too much work for me. <laughs> I'm a lazy man. All right, we're going to get on with the mail. And the first mail is from D-Ron. All right, D-Ron says, Jim and Eric, I feel like I am waiting on June already for this whole rebirth thing. He is Hear not that? alone. Are you with me that even with us doing the reviews and things like that, where I go to do a review, especially a book that I know, it's actually more of the books that are being rebirthed. Not the mm -hmm. books that are being canceled. The books are being canceled. I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish this I'm out. I'm in it for the long haul now. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the rebirth ones, though, it does seem like, oh, God. And I start nitpicking about, like, oh, they're trying to rush this to do this. And it, it's starting to really get to me. Oh, it's like Batman Beyond shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the big one. I have it in my notes. That is definitely like, holy shit, rebirth's coming. Let's get <laughs> shit going. Yeah, I have it. When we talk about that, I will mention that again. But it is. I start doing these. I'm like, huh, where's this going to lead and whatever? I almost think we shut it down, start up again, and, you know, fuck it. We'll just do Marvel until then, right? No. Lost no, we will boys? not. No, we have no idea what's going we're on in Marvel. You're saying we're for the long haul? Yes. I had no idea what we were doing in the beginning with DC, except it was the new 52, so it was easy. But, yeah, it's kind of, he continues, it's kind of like last year during Convergence. That's very good. I, yeah. I agree. I hope that DC doesn't make a habit of this every year. They are already two for two. I would say they're 0 for two, Eric. Ooh, wait. <laughs> for your information, I'm actually originally from the Mobile area. Eric, oh, shit, real. A town called Daphne, I guess it would be pronounced. And that guy is from the Pritchard area. And how he says that guy, I believe that guy is our guy, Eric. Our guy. Our guy. And that was kind of a hint for you to hit it, but you I did know. not. There he goes. Yeah. All you got to do is look up in the tree. Who else seen the level car say yeah? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. I like that guy. Well, we're going to learn a little about him, maybe. Pritchard is a small God, town within the city of Mobile. And let me tell you, it is known to be rough. <laughs> you can tell. It seems like a party. In that you want to see a crazy ass like Survivor, you plop my white ass in the middle of that fucking video and you'll see me running. I'll be the Quicker Town fucking Comet right there. They have problems with crack, meth, oh. and guys oh. yelling about leprechauns. All mixed in with I don't some, think that's a problem, really. Says it's all mixed in with some good old-fashioned gang-related gun violence. <laughs> hmm. I still have one friend who lives in Pritchard where he still works two full-time jobs at Kroger. You ever go to a Kroger? I have. I have as well in West Virginia. And Wendy's. As well. Have you ever gone to Wendy's? The, the, Wendy's? <laughs> yes. You go today. Have you gone to Wendy's today? No, I have not. I almost went there. My buddy's name is Fritz. 
And when I told him, Fritz. you guys played the excerpt from that news report, he laughed his ass off. I'm telling you, Fritz, get the hell out of that town just with your name. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Fritz. I had a guy, Fritz Uxtons, I grew up with. He was a baseball player. He also was a guy who was in the baseball cards and lost his shirt on those baseball cards when the uh, market crashed. I have one small request. Good. Could you please Good. play the leprechaun thing one more time? Give it to me one more time. One more on. time. To me, it looked oh, like a man. leprechaun to me. All you got to do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? Yeah. You know what it is? When that plays, and anybody listening right now, if you're not smiling, you have no <laughs> that, That's the best. I told Fritz you guys play the shit out of it, and he said he would listen to you guys this week on Podbean. Yeah, Fritz, get out. Get out. Fritz, you have two jobs there. Save up some of that goddamn money and get out. Just go somewhere else. Somewhere. You know where where else there's a lot of leprechauns? Go to freaking Tuscaloosa or something. What's that? Where else there's leprechauns? In space. I I come to work all the time. I just watch the leprechaun this, leprechaun that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're in space now to me. And nobody says yeah to you, though. No. (laughs) Anybody ever see those leprechaun movies say yeah? Yeah, crickets. Cricket. Just thought <laughs> I would share this with you guys, considered as indeed a small world after all. Regards, Darren. D-Ron. Darren, D-Ron. I, I say Darren, you say D-Ron. D-Ron. Yeah. I, D-Ron is from the Mobile uh, area. That is crazy. I went to Tuscaloosa one time uh, when oh, yeah, I was in college. I almost got the shit kicked out of me. I think I told you this. I might have even talked on the podcast where an uh, Alabama football player had a car and had a number on his license plate. Now, obviously, this guy, this car was not his, you know, it was a little donation. And we went, and my buddy I was with who lived, is from uh, Tuscaloosa, went and looked to see, like, oh, man, I wonder whose car that is, and went to look, and the guy got out of the car and proceeded to say he's going to beat the shit out of us and that we were fucking assholes. And uh, we got the hell out of there. I I ran. Compelling. (laughs) Yes. Next one's from Manship. Manship starts with a little uh, little Fridays uh, deal uh, with the, the song. I'm not even going to do it. What do you think of that? Because it's Friday. Every time I see this song, I, I looked at it a couple times, I think of that song, Friday, Friday. I, honestly, Isn't that's that what I thought you were talking about. Isn't that the theme from that? No. He has the whole thing. He has quotes, I think. Here. Ah. But he says, still can't believe that a movie buff like James Tiberius Werner, professional reviewer, <laughs> refuses to watch the cult classic movie Friday. I know, right? You don't just watch Friday, you live it. We did this. We did just that in college. The thing is, I'm telling you, when did that come out? Didn't we say when it came out, like 97? Something like that, 96. I was already out of college. I was almost 30. And it wasn't a movie for me. I'm not a pot smoking fellow like you. It just, I was done with nonsense like that. Former. Yeah, I was done with that nonsense. But he says, the porch was the place to be after class on a Friday afternoon doing our best Craig and Smokey if uh, they were extremely white. The worst 1995. Thing, okay, 95. Yeah, I was, I was out of college. I, it was, this thing had passed me. Passed me, Eric. I'm not watching that like I do Bloodsport every fucking day. <laughs> the worst thing that ever, ever happened out in front was a broken car mirror uh, from throwing the bee, which is a Frisbee, in the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what they did in West Virginia when I went to West Virginia that was a lot of fun? You burn couches. They actually, oh, had, they actually had to pass an ordinance in Morgantown <laughs> because of the people burning couches. You would think that'd be common sense, right? <laughs> My buddy Pete, he came to see us, or he came to get me for his brother Jay's. Why do people have all these couches they, his, to spare? Uh, for his brother's they cost wedding. Money. And when he showed up, they, he just 
80 couches being burned and the assholes came with a U-Haul, roommates, couches. My roommates almost set our house on fire. Well, I did get did chased he go to by the some, house? Yeah, some townies. Yeah, that's what this was. What do you think I was, where do you think I was you burning put them the out couches? Front. No, they, people burn them on the freaking porch. That's why they had to stop it. I bet you a bunch of houses oh, In my down. mind, it was in the living room. No, no. There was okay. on the porch. Yeah, everybody would pull I can the understand. couch. Right. You know, you go in any of those hick towns, you got the couch on the porch. People get fired up, they burn the couch. Sure. Seems like the next step, right? Talking well, I did get chased by some townies in a pickup once while I was rollerblading back from class. Rollerblading? Oh, wait that. a minute. Boom, boom. I, they kept yelling faggot at me as I cut through yards and parking lots. This is... <laughs> Roller, 90s are rough. Rollerblades, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> they might have been on this. Rollerblades from class. I would have done. <laughs> it's making me laugh. Oh, my goodness, man. Chip, don't rollerblade back from class. Looking back, I did look super gay. <laughs> Rollerblade. He had no shirt on. Short shorts and a backpack. Rainbow oh, suspenders. My gracious. He says go watch Friday. I actually want to see videos of this. I'll put them on like some site. You'll have fucking fans within minutes, man. Ship, you'll fucking have a, a following. If they, if they're anything like us, watching Friday makes you feel not so white for ninety minutes. See, that's this is the thing. That's my crush groove. I watch crush groove, and then I, I think I'm down. It's like when I got done watching Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, yeah, everything was serious for you. You had to be real after that. Still haven't watched it. I, I'm telling you, it just it makes me upset. Makes me upset for Easy E. I'm keeping yeah. it real for Easy. That's for you, Easy. Well, uh, he's kind of had I redemption just, by the I'm end. I'm telling you, I just think of Manship just rollerblading <laughs> around without a shirt and these short shorts. And fuck Rainbow guys. suspenders. And you do think of, in my mind, the guys in this pickup are very similar to the guys when they're going to beat the shit out of people in Dazed and Confused. When oh, you yes. have like Ben Affleck in there, they're hanging out of the truck and they're banging the <laughs> side of the paddles? truck. With, no, they have baseball bats. They're going to beat the <laughs> shit out of them. Uh, seriously, I, could, I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's making me laugh. Oh, my God. I needed a good laugh, matchup. Thank you. Fucking rollerblades. <laughs> Who rollerblades <laughs> to and from class? Dude, it was the 90s. Oh, my God. I went to God, I hope it was the 90s. Early night. Well, that's the whole thing, too. I was in the early 90s when I went yeah. to college, so it was a lot of flannel and stuff. In West Virginia, God damn it, there's a lot of hills, so yeah, you're not rollerblading shit. But rollerblading All they have is hills. To and from class with no shirt. It's in the winter, too. I, I wear, Did he go to class with no shirt? Did he I have the shirt know. he's taken off? It's like after class, it's, it's fucking no shirt Friday for manship. He gets out of there. He rips the shirt off. Hulk Hogan style. Gets out the goddamn roller. Just think of this process. By the time he gets done class, he can walk the fuck home. Instead, he's going to stop. He's got to open up his backpack, get his fucking rollerblades out, take his shoes off. I'm telling you, though, shit's rough like that. I though. would love to. My buddy, my buddy Bruno used to rollerblade a lot in the, yeah. like, the mid-90s. Yeah, I and and I he did started well. a fight with him. Yeah, I didn't. I went to the one. There's a uh, a park that I would go to, and I had these uh, hockey rollerblades that yeah, I had, so. and I would just I just rollerblade around. I didn't, you know, I'm not there. I, I picture Manship. He's got a boombox and he's doing a lot of spins and <laughs> a <lot> twirls. Of spins. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a Mr. Microphone. These fucking hicks are like, right? "Hey, faggot!" And he's like, "Hey, I'll be back to pick you up later. Good looking." They're like, "Kill him!" <laughs> shooting fucking with a shotgun. Seriously, though, it, the class is over, Eric. You just want to get home. Hey, guys, what he way to the roller rink? He's Back there. To where he, came. he gets there. He's freaking putting on the rollerblades. Shirt comes off. Oh, my God, man. Ship. Oh, my 
goodness gracious. Good times. He signs at Bullet Manship. Oh, God, Manship, please. That's a good email. All right, the next one is Mark. Mark says, What's up, Mark? Jim and Eric. Boggles the mind that Dan Jurgens can write a great book like Superman, Lois, and Clark that's well-paced and well-written. That is true. I actually, I got this email before I read uh, Batman Beyond, which he's going to go on to, and I, I kept this in mind, and it really did. I'm like, God damn it, he's right. Well, at the same time, writing a book as bad as Batman Beyond has been, which is not well-paced or well-written. No. So what actually happened to Cuvier? Last we see him, Cuvier. He, is, he is running away. Then Superman is threatening towards him. Or, yeah, when we, we never see him again after this. I think Tufton John takes him, him away. Regardless, it was rushed and unsatisfying. It was definitely rushed. Definitely rushed. Definitely. Apparently, Cuvier captured Micron and used one of those implant things to make him think that the Justice League had been killed instead of just captured by Brother Eye. To what end? Unless Cuvier was working for Brother Eye, which would explain his possession of the League, the mind control implants, and that remote thing. Still, it wouldn't explain why they would, wouldn't use Micron to take down the Shroud and, you know, win the war. But I chalked that up to bad writing. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of the story... We, we make the joke about, you know, painting yourself into a corner. Oh, yeah. Uh, this definitely happened. I think that was going to be a longer story. He had some yeah. more focus on the, you know, this uh, people ripping down the walls to get uh, freaking food and medicine. Yeah. And then that at the end, what? What happened to the elephant man? I don't know. Yeah. What happened to him? What happened to fucking Poppy and Eternal Air? Oh, Poppy. Poppy. Where's Poppy? <laughs> Maybe. I'm the only one who thinks this, but I think Matt McGinnis should be training Tim as Batman since he apparently knows much more about he knows what's Batman up. suit than Tim. C3, um, motherfuckers. Seriously, I wouldn't have minded if this was a setup to get Matt McGinnis as Batman Beyond, but we already know that that's not the case, that uh, Terry will be coming back. But Matt actually would have been pretty cool. As a you, zombie! And you know what I mean, though? You could have actually had like that dynamic of Tim being an older guy. I don't know. But you Matt, just want that like in Batman uh, Volume 2, I don't know. You? I do. But Matt, just he all of a sudden knows everything. Or just like that guy on the site. Fucking, what, what did he yell? C3, Eric. C3, uh, that's what, From now on, no CU in 7. At the end, I want you to snap your fingers, yell C3, and boom. Wow. Right, and you get the idea of the, the hands in front of your face, squishing, oh, yeah. and then you're out. You, you, I and, just did it now. And then yeah, what you do is you disappear and then dodge me. <laughs> I try dodge. to dodge you as much as I can. Yes, yes, you do. You know, Tim, the guy who rebuilt the suit, which was in tatters after Brother Eye War, was already over and apparently didn't notice in the blueprints, which was a plot point, by the way, that one of the functions of the suit was a stealth function. I'm not really sure how he would have missed that. Yeah, he, he has no idea. Finally, someone, I think it was Jim, was wondering what I thought about the book going into Rebirth. Yes, I was wondering. I was cautiously optimistic for Rebirth to hit Batman Beyond, so imagine my surprise when I see that it's not getting a... Not getting a change-up in its creative team. No, it's not. This is one of the few that are not. I love Jurgens on Superman, Lois, and Clark. I can't stand him on Batman Beyond. While I'm excited for Terry coming back, him returning feels more like a desperate move. I'm willing to give it a chance, but it I'm really not does. expecting much from Jurgens. I, I agree. Um, he Which just means, this honestly, for a year Terry now. coming back, it means that future Zen meant nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, so be it. Really? At least I had an idea that it was just a prologue to Tim becoming Batman Beyond for this series. And that sucks, but now it's just nothing. No, it's going to be like how they they explain, like, Micron thought the Justice League was dead. Everybody just thinks Terry's dead. He's just going to walk out of the fucking woods. Zombie! He he has written this book for over a year now, and I'm not sure if even Terry can save it. On a positive note, the cover for issue 13 looks awesome. 
I did not look at that yet. I did not look at that yet. Um, the thing about it, and that's from Mark. Thank you, Mark. And I will tell Thank him you, that maybe Dan Jurgens just spends all his time on that uh, Superman book because that's what's getting all the hype. I don't know because, don't yeah, know. that Superman book, it is like two different guys are writing it. It really is. Um, it's like night and day. Well, he's got a good feel of the pre-Flashpoint Superman. Just he doesn't know does. anything about future Batman. And maybe... Maybe this is what happened. I'm going to give you a little scenario that might pick up your spirits. Maybe, maybe when Future's End was going to go or whatever. But Batman Beyond, originally they wanted him to do a Batman Beyond. It was going to be Terry McGinnis. And then they had this DC themselves. Editorial had this great idea that they were going to have this spin out of Future's End. And oh, my that, God. We don't have an ending. We and that, and that stuff. forced it. Like They're like, hey, we're going to do this, and that's how we want it. So you're forced with Tim Because I remember when it was reported, I even told you, if you remember, that he was hinting, hey, there might be other timelines, and there might, and you're like, that's bullshit. Bullshit. You were so upset. But, yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe he's been waiting to do the Terry story. Bullshit. Oh, Jesus Christ. What was that? It was a megaphone. Yes, you had that megaphone. You, you didn't use it up until now. It scared the shit out of me. But yeah, Mark, maybe <laughs> that's that, it sucks Maybe so he bad. is going to be, and that's why they're letting him continue, uh, because it is the story he originally signed on to do, and now they're going to let him do it. Um, this, I think, Ben Percy on Green Arrow and Palmiotti, Connor, and them on Harley seem to be, I think, the only ones. Oh, no, there's some. Cause there's Jurgens, some other ones. Jurgens is also on. The, but no, it's not Superman, Lois, and Clark. It's a new book. I think that that's about it. I don't think there's that many returning things. Everything else seems to have changed up. So we'll see. I'm sure we'll run into some that will prove me a liar. Uh, the next one is Chisanga. Chisanga says, hey, guys, which story do you think celebrated the Robins better between Batman and Robin Eternal and Robin War? What do you think was a better Robin story, Batman and Robin Eternal <laughs> That or is Robin a hard question War? right there. I would because still say they were Robin both War. underwhelming. I would still say Robin War. Robin War at least started, well, Batman and Robin Eternal, we love that first issue. I love the first <laughs> issue of Robin Wood. Yeah, I like the first couple, and then it got bogged down with just repeats and the, the tie-ins. Um, I don't know. Neither. Neither. I'm not, not going to choose. Yeah. But Eternal, to me, ended up more of a Harper story. So sure was. It wasn't really much of a Robin. Anyway, personally, prefer Robin Moore because it was shorter to the point while they were building Duke <laughs> and the Robin that. kids, they didn't make them Messiah characters like Harper was made in Kind of did the Duke. Eternal. Uh, yeah, Duke is just the, he's the MacGuffin Good everything. knows everything. All right, but yeah, Chisanga, I would say neither. 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 And Brandon ends up with the last mail here, and he says, What's up, fellas? What's up, Brandon? We have to start by clarifying things from my email last week. You said okay. your wife must have overheard my class question when she asked you, why would anybody write in and ask you guys for marriage advice? I feel I must defend myself here in this instance because the question was how to avoid marriage, not asking technically for marriage advice per se. So in my mind, I feel the question was well within the realms of expertise this show's covers, especially aimed directly at Mr. Batman number 44 himself, Eric Shea. Ooh. Yes, I logged his answers into my brain for my sarcastic mental Rolodex and will use them to crush spirits when the time is right. Damn right. That is until I am inevitably, inevitably worn down and eventually have a courthouse wedding when my daughter turns eight and starts asking me weird questions. Uh, Don't yes, do it, sucker. I told you. And really, I'm with him, courthouse. That's what I went with. No fucking wedding. That's bullshit. It's a big waste of money. I agree. Moving on. I had a nice variety of books to read through this week, finally, now that we're out of the five Wednesday March. Speaking of March, that month in general just sucks ass. In Buffalo, you pretty much haven't seen the Lousy, smart since weather. it's set on Halloween. 
at this point, you must, uh, you just want to catch a glimpse of it. That's the sun it is. And know it's still around, which might happen once in March, just to tease you into thinking that bloody groundhog might be right. Whatever, no, it's April 9th today and it snowed know, all it's goddamn day. It, but no, then it goes back to shit weather so that Groundhog and March can all go mother and orphan, us, uh, orphan on us and jump into an ice volcano for all I care. The ice volcano. Wow, the ice and volcano. Now he's going to go on because me and him were talking earlier about this and it is funny. Anyways, I have to say my first week without an eternal in some time had me a little down. <laughs> I told him I'm with him. I was so used to that book going. <laughs> hey, I threw me off. I think I actually enjoyed reading it first thing. When I get home from work, which would then inevitably lead to my proceedings to make fun of it with Jim over Twitter messages for the next few hours of my day. And no crazy comments either this week. Oh, Eternal, I miss you. Come back. Yeah, I told him. I said, it's like uh, Cinderella. You don't know what you got till it's gone there. So needless to say, new comic book day missed something since I had so much less to laugh at and actually was enjoying what I was picking up this week to read. I thought Detective was cool despite my issues with where it falls in the Batman timeline of things. I had that issue as well. The April Fool's special, despite being marketed as a Harley comic, I really enjoyed. If that's a sneak peek of Rob Williams' version of the Rebirth Suicide Squad with Jim Lee, I'm all down with that. I've not read it yet. Me and Reggie Neither have I, about but the specials tomorrow. are usually pretty good. Yeah. It might just fill my Martian Manhunter-sized hole in my heart, which I now realize might really just be a thing I have for Rob Williams since he writes both. Call me Rob Wink. Call me Rob Wink. Wink. I will not. Wink here. I'll call him up. Dark Side I War, conti- Dark Side War continues to be awesome. Just wish it wasn't always delayed, damn it. I'm holding out hope for Superman until I get all of this month's issues together for that event, though. So he's not reading Superman until that event is all over, right. I guess. That's weird. My thoughts are I'll enjoy it more reading it as a whole at, than at once. But I'll be or as a whole at once. But I'll be here for the spoilers to keep me up to date anyway to see if I will be if I will be a hate read or something I enjoy when I get around to it. I think you'll enjoy it. What do you I think? do as well. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, it's kind of talking ahead of time, which we're going to get right to it, though. Made me feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just it a really nice did. story. That's basically what I put at the end. That's one of the ones I was talking about earlier where I said I, I really, if, if an issue was fun or was nice, I, I gave it a little more props this If week. it made me feel. Yeah. It made me feel good. Some of these made me Something feel. Some of these made me feel fucking intense <laughs> hate. But, oh, that's really all for this week. Dr. Drew, I mean Jim and Eric. Brandon from at Beamer3660. Now we're done that part. Oh, I I had a lot of problems reading that. I don't know what's going on with me. Words are hard, man. They are. Especially when I have, I don't know, this font I have where I read the notes. Very small. Uh, but now we're going to move on to the Gorilla Review. <laughs> I think mine's set up to like 204 yeah, no, for like the freaking really like Zoom. I should Zoom it a little. Uh, but when I do, it gets it gets too big. It gets too big, Eric. Nothing's like too my big dating. for me, baby. It's like my dating times at college. All right, we're going to go to the Gorilla Review. Uh, Brandon, he called in. I think he left like seven messages, but one of them Good. he says is right. <laughs> he has the worst <laughs> problem. I, I did it. I had some problems. I'll admit it. But yeah, my message, I think I left a yo, yo, yo. 22, because I'm just calling in to make sure it works, and then I still have to leave a stupid message. But yeah, he's going to do Black Panther number one, Eric. Nice. Black Panther. You ever read any of the Black Panther books when you were a Marvel fan? No. No, you didn't. Black Panther character never did anything for me. Racist. All right, let's go to Brandon with his Black Panther number one review. How you doing, Weird Science? This is Brandon, uh, here to bring you a Marvel Minute this week. The uh, book I chose was Black Panther number one. Uh, that's written by uh, Tanishi Coates. Artist is Brian Stelfreeze, and the color artist is Laura Martin. Um, 
I'd like to give you a quick backstory, let you know where we're at with Black Panther uh, before this book starts. But, um, you know, I haven't really read one of his solo comics before. I've, I've kind of seen him in some team books with the Avengers and things. Uh, but the, that was kind of big event stuff. So I didn't really get much of his backstory in there either, just kind of a sense of the character and his, his power set. Uh, so we're going to start this issue off with um, kind of Black Panther um, remembering some some past times. Uh, you can see a flashback of his father, of Namor, and um, his elite female guard, which is referred to as the Dora Milaje. Um, we, we go on in the story and we see he's addressing a group of miners of adamantium on Wakanda, um, and things are not going well here. Uh, we see a, a riot has started and that there's somebody influencing uh, the people kind of in that area around Black Panther. Um, everyone kind of kicks into action. The guard he has there with him and, and Black Panther himself. Um, he's trying to pick up the scent of who's causing all this trouble, um, which he's usually pretty good at, but right now he's having no luck. Um, he kind of calls everybody back. Um, and gets out of the area because they don't want to be fighting um, the people that kind of work for the country, really. Um, the story kind of jumps back to Golden City, which is the capital of Wakanda, uh, and we kind of start some exposition. Uh, we find out one of the uh, Dora Milaje, which is, again, the female guard of the king, um, is being held as a prisoner, and her name is Anika. Uh, we, we find out that w Wakanda is... In chaos and amongst this chaos, she has killed um, one of the citizens for kind of mistreating a group of women. Um, we find out that the former queen, um, while kind of Black Panther uh, was on hiatus, uh, was his sister and her name was Suri, but she has vanished. And then we kind of see uh, the champion of the elite female guard, uh, who's referred to as Io, uh, asking for the prisoner to be spared, to to not be held responsible for her actions because she was sticking up for a group of women and and um, the person was killed uh, be because they refused to co kind of cooperate with the orders. The mother of the country kind of lets the women know that that's not how we handle things and she sentences uh, the prisoner, dis despite being one of the female guard, uh, to death. Um, Black Panther returns, and, and he starts talking to Mother. He informs her um, of what occurred back where he was um, and how he knows who's who's not responsible, even though he, he didn't find them. Um, but he will, and, and he's going to hold them responsible and, and put them to death. Uh, she kind of lets him know that um, we, we need to kind of stop all this death, and we need to be... We need you to be more than just the sword. We need to, you to be the intelligence uh, behind that sword, you know, giving them a, a mother-type speech there. Um, we kind of see Black Panther's costume in action. It, it's kind of like a reappearing and disappearing thing um, that that's based on this bracelet he wears on his wrist. And, and everyone on Wakanda kind of has one of these. And based on your job and your status, you get more beads and they do different things. So it's actually a pretty cool visual. I'm not doing it any sort of justice here. Um, but the entire book looks badass. Um, anyway, continuing on with the story, um, 
we, we go to the next scene and we kind of see the bad guy that was influencing people at the beginning. She's talking to another gentleman and they're kind of going over their plan. Uh, his name is Tattoo, and we find out the influencer, uh, her name is Zenzi, and that they have plans for Wakanda and they're part of uh, kind of this bordering region. Um, we, we flash to the prison cells at Fort Han, and then we see um, Anika, who was the prisoner from earlier. Um, she's being held in this area, uh, and then we see kind of an explosion go off and somebody trying to free her, uh, which we find out is Io. Um, she kind of has this prototype suit on um, that we find out is called, it's a called Midnight Angel. Pretty sweet name. Um, kind of like this suit that uh, can fly and has some abilities, it looks like. Uh, so she gets her out of prison and they take off um, off to this area, kind of secluded from the city um, to get away from it all. And, and we find out they're kind of in a relationship together. Uh, they no longer have faith in the government system or their king anymore. Um, so obviously they don't want to be elite guards. Um, and that they have these two prototype suits. Um, although we don't really know what their plans are, they obviously um, either want to overthrow the government or, or make some sort of change. Uh, we we kind of flash to the end scene here, and Black Panther kind of took the mother's advice. So he's sailing to the city of Necropolis, uh, which is the city of the dead, and he's approaching this burial site of the previous Black Panthers. Um, we see what he's trying to do is work this computer into kind of resuscitating his his sister. So it appears that she died, um, and he's trying to bring her back to life, and, and it's not working right now. But that but that's how the book ends. Um, now I had to read this a couple times to kind of really understand what was going on because there's a lot of uh, history referenced and the names thrown around that I had had no idea who was who and what was what. Um, so I initially thought it would kind of be a borrow. Um, if you're a huge Black Panther fan and, and you've read, you know, all, all those previous books, this would probably definitely be a buy for you. Um, the more I read it, you know, upon a second and third read through, the more I enjoyed it. So, you know, even though I don't have a history now, after my first impression was initially a borrow, I would kind of lean towards the buy side of things. Although the 4.99 price tag is a little bit high there, um, but the, but that's a Marvel number one issue for you. Um, you guys have any questions for me? Uh, holler at me on Twitter at Beamer3660. Uh, look for me on Mondays on the site uh, for just for the hell of it Mondays. Um, back to Jim and Eric. All right, Eric, it's time for the books. Pick it up. Pick up the pace. Let me hear a little... Uh, meat, meat and uh, cheese. Meat and cheese. Let me hear some of that megaphone. Give me a megaphone deal. Yeah, the megaphone's all the way back oh, here. Oh, the megaphone's back there? All right. Back well, here. We're I got gonna it. Have some it's going to be a bunch of feedback. Oh, my goodness. I like yes, that. I think it's feedback. funny. Yeah. Sounds like you're like trying to get a, a jumper off the ledge, and they can't hear what you're saying. You're, you're yelling like... The guy said, what? Jump. Okay. Jump. Just jumps. Actually, the worst thing, I've seen sometimes where they kind of make it that the guy who is the expert for the jumper tries to play off the, like, 
hey, if you're such a big guy, then jump, or you're not going to jump. Or that, for that, psychology? Yeah, that's the worst for me, because then I'll prove him wrong. Oh, that's such like a challenge, motherfucker. Death. Yes, that is a challenge. Like when somebody says, hey, your shoelaces are untied. You're, are you challenging me, buddy? Hey, you won't suck my dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want to see? Yeah, let me get Sounds these like rollerblades off, get my shirt on, <laughs> and then we'll talk, buddy. Hey, what, what's this uh, fucking pickup coming after me? Oh, no. Here we go again. Why, Fellas, not in my why hair. Why does this keep happening to me? Ah, uh, but this is the meat and cheese. There will be spoilers. Go to our website. Uh, we've done this how many times? 66? Yeah. Mario, that's Mario Lemieux's number. My favorite hockey player of all time, Eric. Mario Lemieux. Yes, we've done this podcast, Mario Lemieux, amount of times. If you don't know, then you, you don't know. But, yeah, spoilers, Eric. I, I should mention that still. And, you know, flowery verbiage. You know. You know what we say. Uh, yeah, so we're going to start off with what we always start off, right? Batman and Robin Eternal, right? Oh, Batman yes. and Robin Eternal number 27. Take it I'm away, do Jim. It. That is by James Tynan, uh, Steve Orlando, and Tim Seeley. Uh, art by T- uh, Tony S. Daniel and uh, somebody else. And what we get here, <laughs> uh, this is an aftermath issue of the thing, and we find out what happened to Poppy. There you go. Poppy's dead. There you oh, go. There we go. We're done. Uh, four out of ten. Boom. Four out of ten. What's the next book? What's the second book of the podcast, Eric? Superman number 51, written by Peter J. Tomasi with art by Mikhail Yannon and Rob Lee. Mikhail Yannon does everything in this goddamn book. Yes, he does. He does, and he does a great job of it. Now that we're done with the truth, it's time to get back to some normal Superman action. Auction. Auction. Too bad that we find out that here that Superman's dying from shit that he's been through. Yeah, that's a real kick in the balls. Even though the entire issue is just Superman going around, getting his affairs in order before he shuffles off this mortal coil, it's full of heart and something that, you know, it was just really nice to read. Yes, it was nice. It really it was. was. Nice. It was nice. I, I read it. I kind of sighed afterwards, um, pulled down my pants, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then got yelled at because there were a lot of people around. Put and your pants what, back on. Your, cho- your my pants, children's friends are over. I, I put my pants back on, took my shirt off, got my rollerblades on, and off I went. I got chased by guys in the pickup. I don't know. I'm going to say that every book now. Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, before we even start, do you think Clark Kent Superman, this Superman, you think he is really going to die? A lot of people are saying that. Everybody seems everybody to say is saying it, that. except I me had, and you, right? Nope. Had no, had no thought in my mind about Superman actually dying after this. I, I, I don't get that. He, yes, they have to have a reason that these people are. This is why the pre-Flashpoint Superman was in. I, I can't see it. I just can't. We might be the biggest dummies. We might be. It's a good we possibility. Maybe it's just I don't want him to die. I don't want him. Now we finally like him. You're damn right. Yeah, they're showing him. And, yeah, you get a little uh, splash page there of all the troubles he's had. Like uh, nobody knows the the troubles. troubles. Yeah, well, it threw a lot of people off. It threw people off with timeline. uh, Because Superman is dying from everything that he's encountered, such as Ral, Dark Side War, and the truth with all that kryptonite shit. So now Mm -hmm. he's dying. I'm thinking to myself, I thought that the Justice League was the furthest we were in the timeline. Well, I think that this now is. Now <laughs> Superman is. No, super, well, it is the League of Supermen, right? Is that what it's called? I'm looking now uh, Super Legion, Super, super League. League uh, super, yeah. yeah, Super League. Um, Killing me, Smalls. Yeah, I, I think that when we were told the timeline, 
it was before this, it this was. came out. So this just it naturally falls in, in my next mind. Place. Though it would have been Justice League right up to Rebirth. No, I think that this is going to be one of those that really does because of what people are saying. So now it's Superman, Superman right in the Rebirth. Well, it's got. It, here's the thing, though. We don't know exactly what the actual Rebirth number one is going to focus on. Uh, I think you just have to know that all of these lead into Rebirth eventually, and we'll see where that goes. If it starts off, Rebirth number one starts off with Superman dying and whatnot, yeah, who knows? They also say that the Titans book definitely leads right into Rebirth as well. Uh, all so this that's stuff. the furthest in the timeline. No, I believe this is going to be. I believe that this big two-month story is going to be directly into Rebirth. That's what I say. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah. I'm cool with it. As long as that's what you tell me, I'll I'm believe I'm telling you it. now. That's what I'm telling you. And Titans Hunt. And Titans and, Hunt. And uh, the Batman. And Batman. No, I don't think that's going to be. All of them <laughs> obviously are going to lead into something. I don't know. But yeah, you get Superman. I really like it. Right off the bat, I'm like, by God damn it, I like Michael Yannon's art. God, it is the best Superman I have seen in this title. It is good. It is really good. Well, and before we go on, we can say what we think is Rouse number one. This is a timeline issue again. Oh, yes. Rouse number one. Rouse the beginning of this. Then the truth. Then the truth and then, then the, dark. the dark. No, side. no, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Truth and the dark side. Well, and right. that, that makes sense, right? It, it kind guess. of doesn't because of how they all are there. Since you we have just got that, done the truth and we're well, not done dark side. Well, yet. here's the problem. You just got done the truth. And you're not done dark side. Where, and because freaking Brian Hitch can't keep a goddamn timeline that if that won't even be done till fucking august uh so Next actually year. when the yeah 2018 but how the issues have come out has kind of screwed it up a little but yeah uh then somebody was giving me shit on the site fucking making fun of me i don't like getting <laughs> made fun of eric i don't like it right down pizza face unless when i have my fucking shirt off and i'm rollerblading but yeah we'll go on in there there he is and you see crypto and right away you get this dismal thing of i'm dying then you get you get crypto i'm smiling I'm That's the thing. Is, I haven't again. seen crypto in a while. I was like, was he there when Vandal Savage merged? No, the well, no. The, the worst. Well, the worst part is, for all we could tell, at one point he was stuck in the fortress, and yeah. Superman couldn't get in there. I think that's what crypto we shit all over. Yeah, all over. I, maybe crypto doesn't shit. Maybe is that a Kryptonian he, power? Or he's like one no of those. Number twos? He, yeah, he number twos and then eats it. I don't know what he does. But <laughs> that's yeah. all he had to eat with yeah, his own he's shit. just eating his own shit. You filthy fucking Kryptonian oh, Jesus, dog. Crypto. That's why you never see Superman let him lick his face. You, you <laughs> like when dogs lick your face? Absolutely not. I love it. That's what a dog is supposed to do, except when you get the peanut butter. But a dog is supposed to show affection. My wife, our little dog that we have, Bella, she, would, I, I'm t- she may have beat her. Anytime she tries it. I don't know what happened behind closed doors there. But that dog will not I'm calling get near your wife you. right now. It will not get near you to lick you and is always scared. And nobody <laughs> hits her. I, I don't know what goes on. But when you have a dog that doesn't show affection like that, it's, why even have it? All it is is an eating and shitting machine, just like crypto. Just, just like your kids. like crypto. That's right, Bill. I hate you. She's right over here. She's like on the ground. <laughs> That's why she hates me. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. Superman is super pissed that he yeah, only has a short pissed. time left. Yeah, it's and funny he wants because he's such, great, he he's such a great guy. He's dying. And the only thing you that he's mad Superman. about. Yeah, the only thing he's mad about is if he dies, he won't be able to save more people. That's Who's all gonna he pick cares up my about. Slack? But then he goes, Eric, and this this got me so upset. Not upset what he did, but he's got to get a, a call over to his best friend. Because he goes in, and there is a big thing where he has the statue. He has uh, Jarrell and Laura, Laura. 
And then he has the Kents. And really, they're not holding that planet up, Eric. That's things down, about. But it's big statues, right? From their, from their parental guidance, yeah. they are helping the hold yes. the world and up. why can't he get on the goddamn phone, call up Bruce and say, listen, get Jason on that fucking painting. That's the first <laughs> thing that reminded me. Me and you were the only ones. I actually almost uh, messaged Tom King today, said, hey. You, you want to give us a solid? You you put Jason on that painting. Nobody's going to do it. But yeah, you know what? I'm going to tell him now. What? Yeah, but yeah, now you get that. I don't know. That was again. That was nice. It was very nice. You have the Kents there, and it is it is funny because you'd go to the fortress and it just had the fucking the fucking parents. Did what are they? You fucking they didn't have anything to do. That's with the them. best part. Too. You, the have, you have these gigantic statues of the Alice, and then there's a small picture of the Kents. Like you're not my real parents. <laughs> you're not my real parents. Uh, yes, then you move on, and there's a, a weird little interlude in this issue where you have what's going on in China. And it's like some crazy minority report deal where fucking moving shit. You got, well, there's a Chinese lady who is hacking into the fortress to try to get what I believe, you know, tech, whatever, because she Information. Seems, yeah, and she's making their own Superman, it looks like. See, and, honestly, I, I looked, I read this, I was all in this for issue for the fields. Every time we dealt with this girl, I was like, eh, You were gone. Eh. Yeah, well, she's downloading data. She's getting shit. She's put a Trojan virus in there. And then later she's on, getting we, data. we see her in another place where they have some guy, kind of monster yeah, growing. Looks like they a have a tube. Superman growing. A so, Superman. Yes. Now, this could lead to Gene Yang's uh, Superman book, the Chinese Superman book. That would be very And that is a that's great connection, which I would never put um, some of It dumb. may not even be that. It, that. The guy that is making, you know, they're cooking right now. May not end up being that Superman, but I think that obviously the tech that's going on may go awry. It's, it's so funny to me ends too, because we have this little side story going on, and then we have a side story of a guy who's on the run. He's on parole. He missed his last parole check. That check-in. guy was in Shawshank, Eric. He was in Shawshank. And I don't even is, know what that means. What is Shawshank Peter, like a gym or a hotel? To is understand this book, you have to first go back and watch the Shawshank Redemption. Hmm, I, I'm not going to understand it. I put my notes. God damn it. Tomasi, I'm not watching this goddamn movie. You shut you can't your mouth. Me. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah. There's that little bit. He gets hit by what appears to be a comet. I thought it was just like lightning. Honestly, it seemed know. like a Terminator was coming back in time. Yeah, I, and then I he... don't know what it is. To me, it looks like a comet, but he gets hit by it. I guess, and it's weird because it kind of knocks him over, and it's, then he, he gets drives up. off a cliff, yeah. and then he's a fiery kind of electric yeah, Superman. He's an electric Superman, he an energy Superman. Superman. And the funny thing is, reading this because after we talked about the possibility of this of the girl creating a Chinese Superman, yeah. and then we have this like you know parolee Superman, yeah. and Superman dying. It really feels like the death of Superman with all the other Supermen showing up, yeah, like Steel, does. Cyborg, uh, Superman, the does. Eradicator. Also, though, I would guess that what ends up happening to this guy would be the thing that would save Clark in the long run. And even I'm looking at the thing where it looks like there's like a clone and he's, she, the lady's going in and she's like, your time to shine has come. All my dreams are on their way. And it happens. There's a lot of electric going on. So there's a possibility that something from this happens that shoots that over. The only thing that makes me wonder is this guy gets hit. This guy is an awful guy. Yeah, like you well, don't he's think a good he's guy. No, he's not a good guy. You don't know much about him. Maybe he's on Most parole because he was growing run. marijuana, Eric. And you, you know that I Mary know. Jane. <laughs> but the thing that gets me, though, what would make him think that he's – and he has a symbol. It's oh, yeah. on there, and he yells, I'm Superman. So this is not just you know something crazy. I think that what's going on in China is definitely going into this, and it's around the world that people are going to get hit by this. They're going to turn into Superman, 
and we'll see what happens. If it's one of those where we even talk in bloodlines, is it going to be one of those where there's going to be 15 people affected and six are good, 10 are, you know what I mean? Right. Five are bad, whatever. Um, we have to see. It's more, you know, setup. That's the big setup of the issue. Uh, Dude's rocking the, the ass, calling himself Superman, yeah, though. But the main issue, uh, Clark goes back, Superman flies back to Smallville, and he's basically, this issue boils down to the Superman party's going to die, and he's going to go talk to people he cares about. Yeah. And the first one's Lana. And I love it. In order. I just don't understand. He flies into Superman, and why does he change? Because Everybody knows who he is. He just wants to be Clark so when he's weird. home. He's there, and they're going to sit. And, yeah, and I love the way that we, you know that Lana's his best friend when he was a kid, right? I, I know he, she was the best friend when he was a kid. As a kid, I'm saying. But yeah. I really like how uh, Tomasi just gives us not hints, but shows Fuck us. that Pete again. Ross. Yeah, yeah, really, Pete. Uh, but shows us with this, this thing they're doing. And then you have a little flashback of when they were kids. I thought it was awesome. It I was really, did. really I good. It. It was, I'm telling you, the feels were all there, yeah. and that's what I was in this book for. Yeah, and it goes, and the big thing of this is he tells her, listen, let's go to my parents. I don't know why they didn't go to her parents, Eric. Her parents are dead, too, and it was Superman's <laughs> fault. But they go to the, the Kents, and he's like, Lana, I'm, I'm dying. It's, it's going to be a problem. And she's very upset. And then she's like, he says, I want you to bury me here next to my I know parents. it's going to be hard, but and please. And that, that's kick-ass. I just I worry about Smallville. Because there's going to be a lot of people who are going to come to Smallville now to look at Superman's grave. Well, you honestly, think? I want to know how he got his parents back. Because last I saw in the truth, they were dug yeah, up and uh, gone. His whole friggin' family was. And the house, yeah, they kind of swept that under the carpet. But yeah, they're there and he wants to be buried. It's a really nice scene. It's very it's nice. It's touching. Lana's uh, crying. Yeah, she's very upset. I was crying a bit. And then the other one is he goes to see Lois. And I like that a lot, too, because this is going to be, to me, this is the continuation of the PR move of let's make Lois not such a bitch because boy <laughs> that truth the truth may have been about Superman but I think the real truth was that Lois was a bitch because they really ruined her character well, her it's whole funny character too, though, was ruined. in this issue they say like you know hey it's been a while uh, Superman Clark whatever I really miss talking to my best yeah, friend yeah and I never really had the idea that they were considered each other best friends yeah, I just think they just went from that you know to the deal before this, before New Fifty Two, they were married. So then they oh, switched yeah. that out. And yeah, I, I you know, they're the whole. Deal. They were but work acquaintances. I like the way though, even with uh, if it's uh, Michael Yannon's art, you have Lois there. She's she's not very happy. She's very lonely. She's eating by herself. She's drinking wine, probably too much there. She's having probably. wine with dinner. But uh, I really like the panel progression where she's there. She's eating alone. And they show her, she looks at, and then Superman, and he's just there. And I, I'm telling you, I don't know how he did it, but that wave that he gives her, he's, he's hovering there and waves. <laughs> it's almost like he's like half embarrassed that it's been a while since they talked. You know what I mean? It oh, really I know. Comes Whenever across. you see somebody you haven't talked to in a while and you feel bad about yeah. it. But he really of, expresses hey. that great. In that, and she even's like, she's very happy. Yeah, and they go in, and yeah, he's gonna tell her. You're gonna go call my mom, I'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, really. I'm not gonna call my bitch mom. But they go, and basically he goes to Lois. He wants her to write the book, you know, The Life and Times of of Clark Kent and Superman. And I wanna read that book. And did you get the at the end when he's flying, whether it definitely is like a Superman, like Margot Kidder? Oh, it's very classic Superman and Lois flying. It's so great. You got me. Who's hey, got you? You want to go and for then a flight? She runs off in the bushes and starts <laughs> screaming, starts talking to herself. But yeah, I or Margot Kidder. Yeah, this issue—it's a weird issue because we've had this where in American Alien, where we loved it. Yes, and 
even uh, Superman, Lois, and Clark, we love. This is a little different because this isn't like, oh my God, do you see? It's just the whole thing's nice. It's very and low it's, key, and it just gives you the feels the, the entire time. There's nothing over the there's nothing over the top at all no, in this and story. You know what? This and there's t- actually not a lot going on. I mean, really, you have Super League starting, so yeah. it's this big crossover. You just came off of a story that everybody hated, pretty much. Yes. This was such a good palate cleanser to start it this really new was. story because now it's Superman again. The truth's done. I don't care about it anymore. You you had that one page to show you know the nonsense that happened. Yeah. He's dying. Yes, we get that. But this is Superman again. And yeah, let's get on with it. Now I'm fired up. I really am excited about the Super League. But I'm also this puts all my worries. Not, not that I had many about Tomasi taking over Superman, but boy, now Rebirth Superman is his book is one of my big books that I want to read. And I really wish it. that Mikhail Yannon was on Superman yeah, from yeah, here on out. Yeah. And maybe eventually, who knows? Um, I'm glad that he got this after you so know, Grayson's... Uh, Perfect palette cleanser, Grayson, you're right. But yeah, it's so good. Between the uh, art and the writing, perfect. Yeah. It's great. Again, Except for not that much, much happens. Like I'm saying, I can't say it's a perfect <laughs> yeah, no, issue. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. It's not a ten out of ten because no. not much happens, but it definitely gets you. Everything's wiped away, and now we're there. I'm good. I halfway through the truth. Shit could have been happening to Superman. You know what, Superman? I don't give a fuck. I hope you die. And uh, he was just a dick. He's Suck on all of that anymore. kryptonite, motherfucker. And Tomasi didn't overdo it. Like, didn't overdo it. The, the lowest thing, he just went and said, yeah, you know what? I got to go see her, the whole thing. And uh, I like that twist where, yeah, she gave away his identity, but now he's going to her to write his whole story. I really like it. I uh, liked it as well. Yeah, what'd you give it? 8.5 out of 10. It's crazy. That's what I would give it as well. I might even go as high as a 9, but I'm Look giving it 8.5. Uh, the next one is another... Uh, book <laughs> yes it is it's Jim. another book it's weird you have the first three books I, yes. i'm thrown off by that all right Je- what is next justice league dark side war special number one written by jeff johns with art by ivan rice joe prado oscar jimenez paul pelletier tony cordos alex sinclair and rob lee holy moly i know the dark side war is just too big to contain in the regular justice league title because for this for this special we get to see what's going on with jessica cruz while she's trapped inside volthoom and the backstory of Darkseid's daughter, Grail. And a little bit of what's currently going on with Darkseid's daughter, Grail. Grail. Yes. Grail. Yeah, a bit of this was, to me, a little bit of a repeat of the Divergence issue, of the Free yes. Comic Book Day last Hey, you year. remember this? Yeah, that's what it seemed. Um, the weird thing, too, Neil Adams' cover. Maybe laugh. Oh, variant cover. Like, really? <laughs> this was fucking delayed, too? They're all delayed. I, I guess this couldn't come out at a certain... You know what I mean? If anything was delayed, this had to be pushed back as well. Yeah. Um, I like the stuff with Jessica Cruz. Uh, mainly because well, thing- I don't know much about Jessica Cruz. And- well, that's the thing. Is I'm happy as hell to have anything with Jessica yeah, Cruz. Especially that's since saying. she's going to be headlining the Green Lanterns book yeah. with uh, Simon Bass. I really hope we would get a little more of it. Uh, but to the, see the, where it was going, but yeah. I, the biggest I problem I have with I'm telling you, the, the art in that section is awesome. Yeah. The biggest problem I have is that we're dealing with the same things that we've already dealt with. Yeah, but there's no progression to the character, really, because she was a fearful character. That's why Power Ring went on her. Like, Volthoom went on her. She became the new Power Ring, and then she overcame that, it seemed yes. like, before. She had, took control of her fear and now could command it. Here, we're just playing on her fears again. She's stuck inside Volthoom, this kind of void place where we find out that everyone who ever wore the power ring who has died, their souls are now trapped mm-hmm. within it. 
Um, and they do not want to let go of their new special friend because a voice comes out of nowhere and says, Jessica, if you want to escape this place, you need to come towards the main power battery, this light out in the distance. You need to get here. Yeah. And like Harold Jordan, he's like, no, you can't. Yeah, Remember, like if you you're, go, you're I'm, afraid. Yeah, you're because if the, it, he thinks if you go, I'm fucked. Basically, yeah. Boston's going to come back. Yeah, and he's going to do some butt stuff to me. Yeah, he's in big trouble. He's going to. Next thing you know, he has rollerblades and no shirt. There, <laughs> there's number two. Every book will include it. Uh, but yeah, this is a weird issue because, well, like you're saying, I already said the divergence issue. We get a lot of that repeat. Yes. And you're saying we've we've seen a lot of this Jessica Cruz stuff. There is one big thing in this that we think that is going to happen. And really, besides that, not a lot of new stuff happens. Um, I did put – they show more of Grail's origin. Yes. You see when she's born, but then you go beyond that. Uh, the divergence yeah, and you thing – just learned that she's a psychopath. Yeah, the divergence um, was basically her being born and taken out. Now you see that where they uh, – uh, Myrna went to the world of man – the man's world, and basically anybody she got close to, freaking Grail destroyed. Oh, yeah. Like the power of dark, like dark side side. Marina's not going to have any boyfriends. No, I put, I wonder where Grail was when uh, fucking Dirtbag Doug and Stinky <laughs> Jamie came by because you, you should have been Grail. Then there would be no problems, Eric. You'd have less no, stories be and you'd be in jail. But yeah, <laughs> she is the worst. Like, she wants her mom to herself. And again, it's, it's a funny thing because we even had that, uh, when we talk about Swamp Thing later, we, we out of deal, we talked to Reggie before this, but uh, they really wanted to show you how bad that Matt was in Swamp Thing by showing it. I didn't get the idea that Grail, I don't know. Is it me that I didn't think she's that bad? I just she's got she a was, lot of her daddy in her, I'll give her that. And she was a little girl, you know what I mean? Then she yeah. continues it, yes, but to me, it was more, you know what I mean? She, I don't really blame her, I feel bad for her. I don't I think do of her not as, at all. Really, I don't think of her as just fully bad. I just think of her. I She's feel Macaulay bad. Culkin and the Good Son. Yeah, she even tries to kill her mother. Yeah, and her mother has to block it. Fucking Allah Wonder Woman. Fucking bracelets. And fucking, then got to go get a Griffin to protect her while she sleeps. Yeah, really. Jesus Christ, that Griffin. But yeah, uh, all of this is fine and dandy. But there is one huge bit uh, huge. that we were talking about. Me and you were talking because there is the part where Grail is being born. Mirna's her and Wonder there. Woman were born on the same yep. night. Same night. And we knew Grail this. Out in the we knew this mountains. before. And Diana yes. out in the jungle. And there you had Myrna going with the baby. And there's Diana being born. I'm trying to get to that part. <laughs> and uh, basically the other Amazons are there and like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. Oh, Diane. And then starts yelling again. Yes. And Myrna sees this. And, and somebody she says, shocked. by the gods. And then they're like, Myrna, what are you doing? She's seen it. Get her. And you have, you said that you... I, I believe that she has gone back in the labor and that Diana has a twin. A twin. And me and you were talking. I said, I Danny don't know DeVito. if I get that. But yeah, I don't think it's Danny DeVito. At one point, <laughs> I thought, yeah, you're Wonder right. Wonder Woman got all the good genes. Yeah, well, I don't... I, I disagree again. Because when we were talking... I said, oh, yeah, maybe it is a monster or something. Like, even if it was, like, something that looked I like I love asbestos. that you're calling Danny DeVito a monster. Yeah, a monster, Danny DeVito. Basically, to me, it's a guy. It's a boy. It she is a boy. has a, a twin, a twin brother, and it's really spelled out later where uh, Grail has... Steve Trevor. Cra captured Steve Trevor, says, you're the one. You're the first one who stepped foot on Paradise Island. There's apparently a prophecy that yep. says the first man who was ever on the island will either save or destroy the world. Yes. And then she lays a big old smooch on him, and in my mind, gives him the anti-life equation. But in the meantime, 
Mirna says, no, Grail, wait, he was not the first as she kisses him. And because he wasn't the first, because the first was this twin brother that was born that night that she was born. This is and, what we believe. Yes, this is all the our biggest theory. Thing, and the biggest thing that leads to this in our mind is going back to that Divergent, like free comic book day yep. special, is because in that book they talk about what's going to happen to all of these people. And at one point they said Jason. And yeah. Jim and I have spent the last year yes. racking our brains. Who the fuck is this Jason yep. they talked about in this one page, one panel of this issue? Yep. And it has we to believe be. it is the twin brother of Diana, Jason. Jason. And, and in my mind, it's Jason and the Argonauts. It, it might be the, the Jason of the Golden Fleece and the Argonauts fame, uh, even if it isn't. But I would think yes. it is. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I, I, we're saying this is our theory. Yes. But, Jesus Christ, right before she kisses Steve Trevor and says, you were the first man to ever touch the soil of Themyscira. As the Oracle has said, that man will either save the world or destroy it. And then Myrna says, wait. He was not the first, and she doesn't hear him. She kisses Boom. Steve Trevor and gives him that. It's definitely this, this other boy. It, it is a brother of Wonder Woman. And I, I'm telling you, I think that's awesome. And right now, all you motherfuckers listening right now, you better remember that we said it. Because <laughs> all these times that we say shit, people always forget and give everybody else credit. Not that we, maybe somebody else is saying it as well. We're not maybe, fucking geniuses. We need a fanboy theories up on the site. Yeah, really. Because it has to be. It's going to be Jason. You're going that's to see going him with. in the next couple issues. Boom. And I, that's the only reason that this special is here is for that. Because nothing else you really see except Steve Trevor. That's, it's fucked up. Yeah. He looks like he's got the power of the anti equation. And, yeah, he, he's – Can't catch there. a break, that guy. No, he can't. It looks a little like a firestorm there. It's great, too. The art in this whole issue is great. Especially yeah, Joe, with Prado, all Joe those... Prado does the uh, Grail stuff, and okay. Ivan Rice does the uh, Jessica Cruz stuff. Yeah, and I'm telling you both. I, I like both. I like I, both. I, I prefer like Ivan Rice's really, uh, Jessica Cruz. I actually Cruz. prefer the Prado. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so it's good. But uh, yeah, and then now you I'm go, go back and make yes, go, Ivan and Rice. <laughs> the, yes, the big uh, reveal then in the Jessica Cruz thing is she's going through the ring, and who is there? Cyborg is the one who's calling out to her because yeah. he's a goddamn dumbass. When he tried to hack the ring, he got stuck inside. Yep. Like it happened last time he tried to hack the fucking power ring and got all fucked up. He is a goddamn dummy. Yeah, he is. And But he's Detroit, 100%, right there. He has Boosh. a Detroit 100% shirt on. Dummy. <laughs> Who would put that shirt on there? Who? <laughs> Who would put Detroit on 100%? At least it's not a picture of that giant fist. Holy moly. You know, he's got that fist. Look at that thing. That guy's Damn a muscular right. fellow. And I just want to booyah and then we're in. But, yeah, that's it. Uh, not a lot to say uh, other than that. But, yeah, our big theory is the brother, and you're going to see we're right because we're always right there. God, I hope at we're right. I am. Yeah, it'll be funny. We're not anywhere near being right. <laughs> uh, what did you give this? I gave this a 7 out of 10, mostly because it's a lot of catch-up and reruns of stuff. I gave it a 7 out of 10, too. I hate when we're, uh, like, right in with each other. We, there were small parts that added to the story, like we just talked about, with the possibility that uh, Diane has a twin mm-hmm. that really add to the story. But besides yeah. that, there's not much. Yeah, I love the art, but yeah, there's, there's not much. Um, I'm going to give you something here as we go. Uh, before we move on, I'm going to give you this little – you like math? I'm going to give you no, a math. No, Loneliness plus alienation plus oh, fear plus despair go. plus uh-huh. self-worthy divided by mockery divided by condemnation 
uh, divided by misunderstanding times guilt times shame times failure times judgment times n equals y y equals hope n equals folly love equals lies life equals death self equals dark side there you go anti-love equation again god I damn looked it up Brett again. morrison now uh there that is the actual official thing uh comic vine i actually found this on they have a little blurb above that that says the anti-life equation is a formula that saps beings of their free will through an equation that makes life, hope, and freedom uh, pointless. Yes. I like that explanation. That is a kick-ass explanation. That fucking other shit is fucking nonsense. That's Grant Morrison right there. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. I, I think that he sat there and did this and just laughed the whole time. <laughs> oh, I showed them. I showed them with their fucking anti-life. Oi. Is that what he says? I don't know. Is ask Pistol. I don't know. But yeah, we're going to move on to another book of yours. And this one is going to be the first book that I did not like at all. <laughs> Green Lantern number 51, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Rafa Sandova, Jordi Tarragona, Tony Avina, and Dave Sharp. Yeah. Even though we've had Hal taking on Sonar and then Parallax in the last issue, where he turned into an actual construct himself... We don't get any answers about that or any continuation to our previous stories because Hal is flying off to space to find the Green Lantern Corps but has to put that on hold because the Grey Agents have captured Virgo and Trapper. Fucking nonsense. Jesus Christ. I got so... I'm, I liked Virgo and Trapper. It fucking, I did originally and then they did nothing and I wanted them to go away and stay away. 2015 called, Eric. No, it's not, it, it, that was the beginning of June. June called. They want their fucking Virgo and Trapper back because when I saw them, I got so angry. So did I. So angry. I, really? I'm telling you, we are big on the, hey, what happened to them? Oh, what happened to Poppy? But <laughs> Virgo and Trapper, you could have told me they went into a fucking black hole. I would care less. Yeah. Uh, especially this one where now we see that Virgo is a, a kick-ass fucking Yeah, I'm machine. sorry. He's a badass. Screw that. Is that. This issue is nonsense. And I know that, like, D-Ron loves Green Lantern, and so does um, Manship. They're big. I love Green Lantern I apologize well. to anybody who likes this issue uh, because you should go and get your intelligence check there. Go to <laughs> No, it's just nothing happened. I'm and you, the things off, that happened were no bullshit. Expl no explanation about Construct no. Ghost Hal. No, and just, you, you would hope. Whole, are you, I'm oh. asking you right now. Do you think that this ever comes up again? This is bullshit. Yes, that is. I, do you think it will ever come up again? No, I actually I know hope what, it I, does. Think it, I think it might. It has to. It has to. Is it going to be how he defeats Parallax? Again, I, 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 Parallax to, come back. I know. I thought that he'd show up. and they, I, this, this book, we only have a couple issues left, and oh. it does not seem like it's heading anywhere nope. to where you're going to get this Parallax. Any of this, I, I don't we know. We have so many things going on right now, and none of them are being explored at all. I'm telling you, we left Sonar. Okay, he's still out just going to bomb shit now. Nobody ever caught him. No. We had Parallax, who might come back, and then we have the Grey Agents, who were introduced way ago, like a long time ago, yeah. and now we have to throw them in to try to tie some shit up. Yeah. But I don't care because all the gray agents are are what Sinestro were doing is where they want to police the universe. It almost seems that I'm, I'm paging through it again. It almost seems that this whole ghost fucking construct how was just to set up so that his brother could tell him his history so that we That's could be thing. caught we give up. A flashback uh, of that, how. Yeah. I'm like, Why do we, we know need how? that now? It's so ridiculous. And you know, no, the most ridiculous part is that we have this flashback because Jim Jordan is saying, "You're Hal Jordan. You're the man. Our father did this, and blah blah. Yeah. This is." And he makes Hal remember who he is because, for some reason, this him becoming a construct, 
He had no like emotion. No. He had no memory. He nope. was just a, a ghost of his former a, self, yeah, really. Was, uh, not even, it seems like his former self. He was a ghost of just the Green Lantern entity. Or, I and don't know. Being reminded of who he was, he comes yeah, back. He snaps out of Wow, that was weird. Hey, brother, man, I have to go and find the Green Lantern Corps. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I, I even like oh, his brother's like, you look like one of those light things. You <laughs> oh, <laughs> Really? Geez. Really? And he's like, I got to go. Yep. <laughs> They, he, even, what, even though he even though Sonar's everyone, still out there, and I was all everyone. torn up about Sonar. Yeah, and really, what Venditti seems to be doing, and we like Venditti. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like this or his Flash. There's been some rough patches, but, but what he ends up always seems to be doing, even in Flash, which I do like, it seems like he'll grab onto something really interesting and then leave it in the dust. It's never, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's never fully explained. Uh, somebody, I forget who it was, I wish I could remember, even said in Flash that it's like he builds up a cool story and then rushes to the end and yeah. never has a good uh, resolution. Looks like Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there, I'm telling you, this construct thing, though we said originally, like, boy, that seemed like a lot of bullshit, make it into something interesting. You know what I mean? Explain it to Hopefully. us that it does something. But in this, you're already now. I have such. I'm so pissed off about it. I don't want to see it anymore. Ever. I, I just fuck you with this. You, you fucking don't remember. Who and you Jim are. Jim Jordan is the only smart one. Hey, with this happening to you, you might want to take off Cronus Gauntlet. No, yeah, no, no. He's no, like, bye, I'm brother. okay. I'm off. I'll be fine. And then you go back, and that's the thing. I'm paging through this. I'm doing this tonight, actually, for this. And then I turn. There's Darlene. I'm like, yep. really? Really? We're going to this again? This is It's so much backtracking. And then and, the great agents capture Virgo yeah. and Trapper after a battle where we find out that Virgo had some royal training yeah. and is a badass, yeah. even though he got captured by Trapper in the beginning yeah, why, of the story. Why, he let himself... I, I don't know what's going on. And Darlene's just a, a fucking turncoat. Yeah. <laughs> it, but again, I, that doesn't was, make it interesting. I, I looked forward to Darlene so much yeah. when she was first introduced. Like, this is going like to be great like banter back and forth. Banner. This is a snarky goddamn spaceship. It sounded like fun. Yeah. I don't give a shit about Darlene. No. And uh, it's funny because before the Grey Agent showed up, I'm like, please make it be those fucking Hawkmen. Remember that they left <laughs> oh, in yeah. the dust? I'm like, maybe it's them. Never going to nope. see them cybernetic Hawkmen ever nope. again. Done. And yeah, basically this whole issue is them showing then, up to the ship to draw out Hal Jordan, find out where he is so they can capture him. That's and the it. best part is too, when we get Trapper and Virgo captured, we have a frog alien with a TV on the back of his yeah. head that can look at you and read your mind. And then we have to see what led Hal Jordan to go to Earth, even though it doesn't matter because Hal Jordan then shows up immediately after. Yeah. We have and, another recap. Yeah, we already know that also. And he looks like Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden uh, when we see back. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? He looked pretty cool as that renegade, even though I didn't like it. But in that thing, I'm like, God damn it. He's a handsome fellow with that hair. But, yeah, then he just shows up. It makes no sense. He's like, hey, I, I saved you the fucking trip. <laughs> Thanks. Looking for trouble? Thanks. Because you found it. Yeah, yeah. Man, like, jokes. what the hell? I, yeah, what else Green is there Lantern. to talk about in this? The Green Lantern is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. Yep. I do not like, like reading the book anymore because yeah. it does nothing month after month. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, he's like. The best part about this book is the art. Looking for me? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, and, and Hal's new mission next. Really? It's like every fucking issue is Hal, a new mission. Hal, you have so many goddamn missions. Yeah, fucking, he's like me. He needs some Adderall. Yeah, finish one thing before you move on to the next, please. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, yeah. 
There you go. Drink up. Aye, aye, aye. I'll say Drink it, it up. Because, boy, yeah, this this really frustrated me. I, I really enjoyed the art, though. That was the only draw to this yeah, book. Yeah, I didn't mind the fucking bullshit. Yeah. I gave this a 4.8 out of 10. Oh, well, we di- disagreed there. I'd give it a 4. Okay. An even 4. Yeah, I'm very disappointed in that. And I know, I mean, you've been doing the Green Lantern book forever now. Yeah. Forever and a day. And it just is not heading towards anything that's interesting. And then it's another one. He, this is one that's kind of a, a kind of a weird one because it's not a Green Lantern book. It's uh, Ben Diddy's going on the Green Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Green Corps. Lantern Corps. Yeah. It's a continuation of this book. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I'm worried about it. I, he is not really hitting home runs here. Give me Tom Taylor on yeah, this pitch. Yeah, really. But, yeah, we're going to move on to your TV segment, Shut Up, My Shows Are On. Yeah. Shut Up, My Shows Are On. Uh, what shows were on this week? Arrow and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, Arrow and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. They were both kick-ass, weren't they? They are okay, actually. Okay. I didn't watch either. But we're going to move on to that, and then we'll be back with Batgirl. Detective Comics and Batman Beyond. It's more of the Bat section of the podcast. So let's listen to you talk about the TV shows right about now. If you're hearing this, and my time machine was able to properly insert this into the podcast in April 10th, 2016. I'm sending this back from the year 2025. Everything has just gone to shit. An Arrow Season 4, Episode 18, 1159. Laurel Lance died, and it causes everything to go to shit. I need everyone. I need everyone to try to do what they can. Talk to your neighbors, get to to the government, to Hollywood, whatever. I need to bring Laurel Lance back, because by August, everybody revolts. They can't stand the fact that Black Canary died. Uh, The wars start, bombs drop. We're We're all just fucking fighting for our lives now. And... You never would have got this going in. You know, it looked like an escape plan from Damien Dark to get out of prison and maybe restart his hive organization anew. He had Damien Dark, I mean, Malcolm Merlin working for him. I'm sorry. Goddamn. War as hell, everybody. Fuck. Shh. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Thought somebody was coming. But no, this is where everything goes to hell. Laurel Lance died in this episode, stabbed to death by Damien Dark, and we really thought that she was going to pull through, but by the end she didn't make it. Flatlined, time of death, 11.59. That is the beginning of the end. It's where I've traced everything back to. I need everyone to do what they can to try to stop this, change the future. Please, try to change this future. I just really hope that since I'm doing this, sending this, this message back in time to try to save everyone, and I don't end up causing something terrible, like in DC's Legends of Tomorrow Season 1, Episode 10, Progeny, where Rip Hunter believes that he can go to 2147 and kill the son of the man who's in charge right now, who will, in 15 years, unleash a plague that kills most of the population under Vandal Savage's control, which ended up putting Vandal Savage in control itself. See, he thought if he killed the boy then, he could stop all this, but Rip being a hunter... Uh, Rip being a hunter... But being a hero, he couldn't kill his child to see, save his own child, so he gave the kid back. But ultimately, this just rushed things up, where instead of 15 years, the plague started, it was five days. God, I hope my message here does not do that. I just want, I just want everyone to live again. I want Black Canary to be alive, and hopefully, 
That'll change the future. You don't want to see what I've seen, everyone. I really hope this message reaches you in time and everything's calibrated right. Keep watching TV, everyone, because having the life is overrated, especially the life I'm living right now. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kinda hard being Snoop D-O-double-G. But I somehow, someway, keep coming up with funky ass shit every single day. I got bitches in the living room getting it on. And they ain't leaving till six in the morning. And we are back. Are we? Back. Back in black, Eric. Back in black. We are going to do the bat section of the podcast. I got to pick it up. It's getting late. Pick it up now. It's getting late. Pick it up. Pick it in. Take Let me, me begin. Home, hey, up. yeah. <laughs> I almost sang some Cinderella early. Yeah, Jill, you baby. What, baby? Boys are nothing for me. It, you gotta fucking eat fucking sandpaper. Sing like Tom Kiefer. <laughs> Tom Kiefer. Batgirl number 50, Eric. This is, I believe, should be. A, no, it's not our last 50, is it? We still have Justice League. This oh, yeah. Probably the second last 50, Batgirl number 50, written by Brendan Fletcher. Fuck, for all Cameron I know, we might have another. I don't know. Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart. I think we have a this, Flash still? Whew, you are right. We probably have two more. Written by <laughs> Brendan Fletcher. And it's Cameron like last Stewart. week all over again. Now, I'm going to give you the art team. You want to sit down a minute? Oh, uh, yes. You yes. sitting? Yes. You want to light a cigarette? Uh huh. You want to light yourself a cigarette? Because we got Babs Tar, Roger Robinson, John Timms, Eleanor Carlini, James Harvey, Cameron Stewart, Serge Lapointe. I think he is a defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens. Sure Lee is. Lowridge and Steve Wands. Team Batgirl calls it a run. And while our site has not been the biggest fan of it all, I've liked it enough since I started reviewing it. Light up, buddy. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. issue may be one of my favorites only because it's fun. Yes, most of the story felt a little rushed and ends with a couple <coughs> of leaps of logic. But in the end, it's what I've been waiting for. And that is fun. Stuart Tarr and Fletcher jump off the soapbox. And give the readers a fighting game finale that looked great and was fun. Fun, Eric, I tell you, fun. It's it's also what I wanted as well, for it to be over. Yeah, well, I didn't mind it. You hated it. I didn't mind it because it was fun. There was nothing that crazy about it to me. I hated the, like, issues of, here's the Joker, and we're going to get rid of the killing joke. And you know what this is? It's just a gathering of all their nonsense villains who, as a whole, was the problem with this whole run is they didn't really have a great They're villain. Bullshit. So they grabbed all these, and it was funny to me that few would grab a, them. A bunch of sh- a shitty villains does not make one good no, villain. No, that's what I said. And did they, did they succeed? No, <laughs> not at all. because there's, in Burnside, they got shitty villains, and that's what happened. They got beat easily. But, yeah, it's like a weird, it's like a, a retarded ju- uh, fucking Legion, Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom, yeah, that's exactly. What it is. And you have, I'll give you a rundown. Run you have uh, Dagger Type, yep. Velvet Tiger, mm-hmm. Jawbreakers. Killer Moth and Corporal yep. Punishment. Corporal Punishment. I said, where's Livewire? I like Livewire. The Livewire was the best part of this series. Yeah, it was the reinvention of Livewire that I really like. But yeah, she's not there. They, they have these guys. Uh, but basically, he's gathering them together, lies to them, and says, hey, listen. if Highest bidder here. Here we go. Whoever has the, the most whatever. At first, it seems like money. But whoever, you get Batgirl's memories. Everything that she's all about, you'll learn. But in the meantime, I really want you to help me out and do this little plan I have. 
And the thing is, this is what's weird. This is why I'm going to tell you that this issue was only written to have fun. They didn't mean Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher were not going to do anything to make wow you. They're not trying because <laughs> were Barbara, they trying before? No, but yeah, well, Barbara knows the plan. There is no. This is not set up to be a mystery. It's not set up to be anything except. Take the end the of their run. That's all it is because yeah. they know – she knows exactly – yeah, he twists and turns at the end. But, yeah, they even have it. The next page is almost like a board game-esque uh, thing where they go on. They're going to say the plan. Basically, Barbara, if this was a, a movie or a TV show, whatever, as Fugue is telling the, the thing, it stops. And then Barbara continues because she knows exactly what he's doing. And they go out to stop it. And that's what happens. They go. And they and, you mean the uh, friggin' Black Canary, yeah, spoiler, it's Black Canary and Bluebird. It's all, you know, the operator friends. running the head, head of it. Yeah. And uh, the first one, then every time they go and they meet a villain with a hero, they have a. Uh, almost card. like. And it looks like, um, what's the Dreamcast that we like? The oh, fighting Marvel vs. Capcom? No, no, no. Power? Uh, uh, if I can, that's what it's Power, power Gem? Or it reminded me of Power Stone. Power Stone. Power yes. Stone, it reminded me of. It reminded even any sort of fighting game. That's it's all Capcom it versus Marvel in my yeah, mind. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and these fights are very quick. Nothing to them. It's just no, get rid of Nothing at villains. all. And, and the, but, the weirdest part is we start out with Bluebird versus Killer Moth, and I do not recall Killer Moth in any yeah, of the series. I, I didn't either. I, I think that was before I did it, so that would be your territory. I know, and I have no. And um, the thing is, I love Killer Moth because it's a ridiculous villain. Yeah. And I'm like, look at this. This isn't Killer Moth. Who the fuck is this? Oh, well, yeah. It's a made up. It's their re, uh, reinvention of Killer As a thing, Moth. I don't remember. That's the I worst think we'd part. I have to go look. But yeah, the, the fight's very quick. And then the next one is the Jawbreakers versus uh, Spoiler. Yeah, and, she and goes, then Harper. Fight, and then Harper shows up to help. Uh, but they, these villains are just taken down very quickly. Uh, they're they're done. This pylon, basically, Fugue's whole idea, or taking his, down way quicker than Batgirl ever did it. Now, yeah, well, his whole the whole plan of Fugue somehow he's got the necrohedron or whatever it's called the big the thing negahedron. That, yeah necrohedron that's going to amplify his abilities, and then it's going to go to these pylons they set up and then get everybody to go to the Burnside Bridge where he's going to blow it up and kill people to blame Barbara Gordon. He's going to make it so that they think Barbara Gordon has set this all up and ruined the memory of Barbara Gordon. That's basically his plan. And really to me, it's, it's weird because we have Barbara come over the televisions and tell everybody, hey, I, I have this company, we have free yep. power, we're going to do this whole demonstration, go out to the bridge, and everybody's mind-controlled to go out to the bridge because they believe this is something they want to see. Yeah. And I sat there, I'm like, did we discuss when Barbara started her own company? Uh, but that's just the thing. It's not started yet. It's made up. He, he's is, making it up. At the end, real. no, at the end it is. At the end, she takes that and then makes it. It's at so the weird. end, it's He's just saying that to I know, try to make them. But yeah, when weird. he went into her brain... There is that whole thing of the clean energy where they yes, tried to the make it up. Drawn. He made up the idea that it's gonna—it's a bomb, really, but yeah. it made her think. So it's just part of his plan. He set this up that they're supposed to do that uh, because she. Remember, she even said, Dude, "I don't, I don't even do know it's, the, I don't even know what's real anymore after reading. No, remember this. when we were mad because uh, she was going to tell Luke, "No, I don't want to do this. It's dangerous. It's a bomb." And then a uh, few made her change it. Telling it all about, made her it about doing that. So it is in, and we've seen where 
uh, all those stupid things with uh, Luke saying, hey, it's, it's a go, we're doing this. It's been set up. It started. The Kinda. startup was, it was already in place going. Yeah. He did say he was going to I just never it. really imagined it being a company that Barbara Gordon ran, especially since well, she's, you know, like a I said, uh, poor it, college kid. Yeah, well, at the end, you see, they're not even in a real building yet. It's just started. She takes this from Seems this. Seems like a pretty goddamn real building. No, and the thing is, pardon our mess, under construction, right there. Yeah. Six weeks later, it's, it's a fucking, it's nothing. It looks like a fucking, uh, you know, an apartment building that they're changing over. And she says, Luke's giving her the money. The guy's got a lot of cash. He likes the trim. Sugar daddy. Yeah, he's the sugar daddy. But yeah, there's a lot of nonsense, like I said. Uh, they're fighting. The fi- there's no tension at all. Because no, you know, because, but it's, I think that it's just, let's get I, it I done. Just, I just don't know if my memory is just shot because there's so many things in this book I just don't recall anymore. Like out of nowhere, Operator Frankie has control of a robotic bat suit no. and is fighting corporal punishment. Like, when did this fucking happen? That's, she just says it in it. I think she even mentions it. Like I said, this is more to me, they're just throwing funny shit out there. They want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. I just want a cohesive story. Yeah, I'm telling you, this ends the Fugue story fine for me. And because I'm t- even he a, has a plan. He, and end. also, here's the thing. Fugue, right? We're yeah. just talking Fugue. What is Fugue. he? Really, what is he? Fugue's a bank robber. He's a bank robber. He's not a supervillain. He's an idiot. That's why he gets beaten here easily. I don't easily know. He, because all this supervillain powers. No, all this is setting up is for him to do a bank robbery. He yeah. has no other plans, really, except, yeah, he wants to ruin I'm Barbara I'm going to ruin Gordon. Barbara Gordon. He's going to ruin Barbara Gordon and steal some fucking money. That's all it comes down to. And I'm looking, yeah. It always like, comes down to. Uh, they just says, well, hey, where'd you get the bat bot? And operator says, eh, I hacked it from the cops. I hope oh. they don't notice. That's all they need from me. It's funny. It's there. I just Again, don't even remember reading that part. What, in, in this issue? Yes. Yeah, he just says, oh, hey, spoiler. And she goes, where'd you get that bat bot, dude? That's what Harper says. Maybe I was facing And, yeah, and then she point. says, hacked it away from the cops. Let's hope they're too busy to notice. Done. And I'm telling you, I really didn't care that much about nonsense because it, it continues. It is nonsense. Yes. Where at the end, you, then you get Black Canary fighting Velvet Tiger. They're fighting. Velvet Tiger remembers that she's been brainwashed. Yeah, she just snaps out of it. In the meantime, well, no, basically, spoiler, or Black Canary ties her up. It's not like no, she's just like, oh, hey. She, she snapped out before that because all of a sudden she's like, wait, I yeah, remember she says, something. She just says, I just remember. But yeah. in the meantime, fucking Black Canary ties her ass up. She doesn't yeah, like. Saying, but out of the, she just snaps out of it, though. I'm like, yeah. okay, I, I guess we you needed saw, that. Well, at the beginning, you saw her get brainwashed. Yeah, but nobody so, else is snapping out of it. Yeah, but I because they're already beaten. All the pylons are going down already. So I'm even talking just, about the people on the bridge. No one's just snapping out of it. Uh, They're just there. And actually, they're there. And Barbara's there, hey, anybody see anybody? There's some people who look a little confused, at least. <laughs> and then they, he... The Fugue fuck get, am I doing on a bridge? Fugue gets hit, <laughs> and Fugue's whole thing is he sets a bomb up from another place. It was all a setup. Yeah. And they get there. And, and they, everybody knowing that they were led there by Barbara Gordon thinks, this is her demonstration. She's killing everybody. Well, and again, and you, old go back, there. you go back to that goddamn old lady. He's like, this is the same thing she set me up, and whatever. Uh, but yeah, oh, it's it all... funny too because at the one point before we get intru- reintroduced to the old lady talking about how Barbara Gordon has a thing out for her son. Yeah, like uh, we have a panel right before that where this woman's yelling, "Oh my God, I left my son at home." Adios mio. And then we go to the other one. I'm thinking your son's like 30. And I realize yeah. it's another lady, but I'm like, yeah. "Holy shit, you are a bad parent." Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm looking at the thing, and in fact, 
Yeah, I'm looking at it now. That, that's no, the, it could that's be the, the same mother. lady. That's the same lady. You, it's you the same have your lady. son at home. He's it's like 30 be, well, really, that kid was a piece of shit. Yeah. He, he, she left him at what? home because he was gangbanging her. Jail. He was gangbanging. Why is he not in jail? I don't know why. And it's funny to me because I thought of the son. And I'm like, okay, they have this Adios mind control. Me. They have this mind control that says, "Oh, Barbara having this thing, I'm not going." Even <laughs> if I'm mind controlled to think I'm interested, I'm too lazy. I'm yeah. like the sun. I'm like, no, nope, I'm staying home. See, but the thing yeah. is, it would be programmed in your mind. Man, there's free food there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know <laughs> on a bridge. I'm saying, do you want to go to a church fucking function? No, but if they say free food, you are free there. Food, I'm in. But yeah, then Barbara gets a lift with the robot Batman robot suit over. Kicks fucking dagger type in the face, goes in, yep. finds Done. out that Fugue is uh, stealing money. And then that's where I'm telling you, up until this point, I'm like, this is fine for me. I have had so many times since I took over reviewing this book where I was just like, God damn it, stop pushing your fucking agenda on me. Stop fucking telling me this, how you want this book to be and go this and that. This is just ending it. And in the meantime, though, then leaps of logic because she figures out that Fugue is controlling her through the neural implant that helps her walk in the back of her neck. Uh, So she takes a batarang, cuts it out, and then kind of still can walk, which is odd. Very odd. Falls over, but then it keeps going because then she stands up. Fugue shoots her, dead. Then they wake up and it was all a dream. She used his tech against him and somehow he is in one of the – the tubes. pneumatic tubes that we that have, have been seen there since the we have seen eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and uh, she sends, that are all over the uh, city. They are. They seem to be all over. And oh, the the weird part about it is, he escaped through those tubes before. Yep. Why didn't he just take that tube to the bank and steal this shit without causing this issue? But yeah, out of nowhere, I cannot explain how she cut that neural thing out of her fucking neck with a uh, a batarang without killing herself really yeah. how she still can walk and how was that this, part of the fucking like I the false memory yeah i think it might have been now that i look at it because she's up but in the meantime later frankie does replace it with a scrubbed clean version i don't know and, and I, I don't know i just Frankie's don't know what was going on in surgery but yeah, in my I, mind this neural implant has to be attached to your spine or yeah, some kind of thing. It, it looks like she spine. just slips it right back in that hole yeah, that Barbara just, made, and then here, I'll, I'll sew it back up. We're all good again, yep, baby. Good to go. But yeah, and all it is is to end this in a point where it looks like you want to have Barbara have some money because in Rebirth, she's going to travel the world and, and learn about things, so you need that money. So you have this startup uh, that's still under construction with money from Luke, and in the meantime, Frankie has made a Batgirl cave so they can high-five and love it. You see all the stuff there. And I think that was more of a like, hey, look, there's the new Batgirl suit that we introduced. That This is our goodbye. There's all our stuff. She gets on her motorcycle, goes off, and it says it's time to shine in the rest of the city. And they just want to leave the book. It's supposed to be fun. And then you have uh, two uh, splash pages, the one by uh, Cameron Stewart. Yes. And the one by uh, – The pinups. Yeah, the pinups, the one by Joe Kiones, which I laugh because if you look, I believe that there is uh, the creators in there. I see Brendan Fletcher, uh, Cameron Stewart, and I believe Bab Stars <laughs> right in the middle. But yeah, the one where it's right, uh, Cameron Stewart, I believe, is the guy there with the tie. Yeah. And uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan Fletcher definitely looks like him straight in the middle back right. there. I thought it was kind of funny. 
but yeah, I didn't mind because, again, I read the book. It was a quick read. It was a 50 issue. The, a lot of these other 50 issues were a bunch of bullshit, too. It was a very this quick was nonsense. read. It did not I, feel like an oversized issue. No, and it is. And I just I had fun reading it. I thought it was goofy. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of jumps and things. This was it's not a the, 10 again. Honestly, to me, it's like the culmination of everything I've hated from this book. Yeah, it's though. weird because this actually made me like a little more because it was just goofy fun. There was no, hey, look, we're a team background. We don't want this. And there's no drunk drivers. There's yeah. no fucking joker. There's no killing joke. Honestly, there's that one point where Fugue has that smile on, and all I could think about was the joke. Yeah, and then he does shoot her. But again, maybe that's even that little thing they throw. But a lot of allusions to freaking Joker. Again, though, I I didn't mind. And again, if that's going to be the case, I kind of laugh. But they're like, "Hey, you know, Scott Snyder likes that Joker. He's so tough. Look what happened. No, he's just a bank robber." that ended up going to a fucking college uh, correspondence course to learn about tech. To mind control. He is Greg. The guy, for the most part, is a guy who likes sniffing panties. He raids the panty I'll drawer. I'll tell you there, even when she breaks in on Fugue at the end, how, oh, I can't believe I ever let you sleep on my couch. Yeah, well, I just thought it was a funny way to end. Uh, again, maybe this is one of those. Oh, and also, where- so you know, in case you don't read this, Batgirl also wiped uh, Fugue's memory of everything about her, yeah, so he has yeah. no memory for her yeah, anymore. He doesn't have any memory. Pretty much an old school conk on yeah. the head. And um, just maybe this is one of those we have talked about it over and over with these 50s. Maybe this wasn't going to be the, you know what I mean? They were going to go and then this rebirth, and they kind of were like, fuck it. Then this is what we're going to give you. Because this is, Brendan Fletcher continues. The next two issues is Brendan Fletcher yeah. and uh, that Carlini uh, girl who does some of the art in this they're going to continue but yes this team background they're done i, I will give it. you this for as many artists as there was yeah there was a ton of artists any kind no. of weird jump it no actually flowed very nice yeah it flowed nice with the art i just it was fun time for me i i just i didn't mind because i didn't think that they were forcing anything onto me they and also it made it funny because yeah you have these stupid villains and they almost make fun of that like these villains are so bad that we came up with that you're just going to kick them like fucking dagger type is just there with a sniper rifle and just gets kicked in the face done 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 and i thought it was kind of funny though i did wish the one fight that i thought would have been pretty funny would have been uh black canary versus velvet tiger Tiger, because they're both dressed up like in these crazy outfits and (laughs) i would have even gotten the point where they were fighting and uh, upset that they're ruining each other's clothes and things it would have been funny but yeah everything's done very quickly it's done boom we're out of there i give it an eight out of ten and i'm one of the lowest that's the craziest I would probably give it a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I didn't mind, but we're going to move on to Detective Comics. Now, again, here we're going to go to the next book, which may be technically a better issue, but because of the tone of it and what you're supposed to be getting, I didn't like as much. Dude, I did not have a good time reading this book That's what I'm saying. That's why I like back. I had a a fun time, and it was done Maybe it's Maybe, honestly, that whole thing with the 50 on back row was a lot of my bias because I hate that freaking new stuff so much, and then everything I didn't like about it was just thrown at me again. Me and Reggie talk about it later where I, I was waiting for it to hit the store, and it was actually delayed. For some reason. Right. And I waited and waited because that was going to be my first book. We got a couple issues early, so I did Midnighter first, actually. Yeah. But the first book that had come out, I wanted to do Batgirl because it was a 50. So I waited and waited. And then when I read it, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm having fun. I got it done very quick. It was a quick review for me to write and all that. A lot of flowery verbiage. <laughs> Detective Comics number 51. Whew. Written by Peter Tomasi. Art by Fernando Passeran. Matt Ryan. 
Your man Matt Ryan. Isn't Matt he Constantine? Ryan. Sure is. Chris Sotomayor and Wes Abbott. Something from Jim Gordon's past is coming back to bite him in the ass, and he's off to Afghanistan to face it head on, Eric. We don't know much about it, but it really reminds me of the Brotherhood of the Cruciform fucking sword situation. It runs deeper <laughs> than Gordon thought. Peter Tomasi starts his last two issues of Detective. That's the last crusade reference for everybody out there. And I'll say it again. I said it in my review a couple times. Then I have to cross it out when I finally, uh, when we learn the real, what is it, like Albon Soar or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Peter Tomasi starts his last two issues of Detective with a mystery, but keeps a lot of the info from the reader with little to no payoff this month. However, my biggest problem is seeing him in the Batsuit. Not just because I was hoping we were done with it after Batman number 50, but because it just felt unnecessary and more of a quick way to advance things along. I love the art, though, and I'm interested in the story, but this issue was pure setup, and it upset me. And I put it in my review, um, Tomasi's been screwed. Uh, we have oh, talked no. about it on the thing. Ever, since he's been on Detective, he's had two major stories that have both been shortened, uh, compressed, and made to end in weird ways. Um, that could have been cool. Now, how it goes with now, I kind of wish that he just would have been able to do that one Gordon false in the face? Justice League one. Uh, no, even that false face was good, but I don't know. It, it really didn't seem to be going anywhere. It was interesting. I would have liked to have seen more of that Justice League one. I don't know. That's, that Justice kind of seemed like League. nonsense, too, with the eye no, no, jelly. We never and know fucking, what's going to happen. I don't know with what's that. going on. Yeah, I don't know. And you know what's weird is when we were talking about. Uh, uh, bloodlines kind of reminded me of that story like that was part yeah. of you know what i mean but yeah this one though is very odd because of the timing to me and i put in my review that timing is something in comics it's tough to to measure how this was this yeah. really to me seemed more like a story that would have been a uh what's it called an annual like this could have been Excellent. combined into one bigger issue and been an annual, but because of how they had to do it, so they throw it out, out there, and it just, I understand where the timing is here, somewhat, but I don't like it because of the whole timing in general, and the, the bat suit thing threw me off right away, but you, and even, you start off, and there's Gordon, and he's going about his day, he's going to get groceries, and a lady's there, the, the clerk, and she's like, hey there, commish, and he's like, hey, knock the commish crap, Tony, I'm just Jim now, and yeah, right, and I'm Batman. Hey, good night, Batman. And I thought, this is weird because he is the commissioner again, right? Because that's how it ended. That, and Should I'm like, be, okay. Kinda. Yeah, well, that's how kind of 50. So right away, I'm like, okay, we're not dealing with the, the present. When is this happening? Why couldn't they have just started with a editor note? This happens before Batman number 50. Remember Eternal? Yeah. All it said was, this happens after 50. I don't need to know the exact fucking month or day. Just tell me when it happened. And then I would have been fine. I would have been in a different frame of mind. But, yeah, you get this guy running away. He ends up being an old buddy, of course. I didn't even have the hang-ups you had, and I did not enjoy the story just because this story, like I'm telling you, I do not know a lot about the military. No. I'm not really interested in the military. No. And this throws so many names at us in this issue. I have no idea who anybody is or what ranks mean and why Jim Gordon do this here or there. In my deal, what got me was you get this guy and he comes. He was an old Marine buddy. And you find out they they knew some shit. They had seen some shit in Afghanistan. I'm telling you, you were talking about The Last Crusade. Yeah. This book to me is a combination of I Know What You Did Last Summer, The Mummy, 
and freaking uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's more to me of because this guy's showing up. He's trying to protect whatever this is they the, found. This is fucking hook hand like fisherman yeah. from I know what you did last summer. Yeah, now I just in my mind to me it's all because it's a religious group yeah. who is protecting something. So that's why I just last crusade right away because we don't know what it is. Uh, no. Because really, he doesn't tell us anything. But what happens, it's a weird deal where he, this guy comes out, his buddy's there. Hey, you know what? Shit's going bad. Everybody was there. They died. You know what we saw. And then this guy shows up. did something. This guy's going to show up, and they they fight, and he kills his buddy and then does the greatest thing ever, bites down on his tooth, Eric, and fucking (laughs) poisons himself, and he's done. I'm like, yes. And at that point, I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of interested. Yeah, yeah. I got you. And then out of nowhere then is where I think where you're saying as well as I did in my review, the minute that Gordon decides that he is going back to Afghanistan, you get the most heavy-handed dialogue that is like, hey, Buckethead, what you doing with your, your scrappers? And next thing you know, it's all military talk. Yeah, I'm like, and where I was thrown right out and I, from? I didn't care anymore. Uh, it's not that I didn't care. It's just like, boy, and then... It's funny as I'm reading it. They, he goes to the morgue, and again, it's it, this is nothing. We always end up at the morgue. Yeah, we find that these guys cut their flesh off, and it has the same poison that killed them. Why not? It's I don't even know thing. what's going on with that. All it is is to set up because at the end, you see when they bust into this place, there's people cutting flesh off. It just seems to be a ritual that this fucking group does. But I want to know, this is, me and you are not military guys. You just no. said that you hate the military. I don't believe I you said, said that. You but don't care about them. That's I true. I don't, I, I, I care about them, Eric. They're on, they're on the yeah, I'm saying, though, it's not something that I am interested in yeah. that I, you know, pursue knowledge well, about. Here's where I would love, like, uh, D-Ron. D-Ron was in the military. Yes. I want him to tell me that. Now you can say, oh, Gordon, he's got some when is it possible that you just are like, holy shit, because this is not a case that anybody's on. He has been told by a guy that this shit's like under, this is black ops shit yeah, to me. Sorry, like, a this guy is shit who you once saw. served with who went AWOL yes. is now dead. This is not like he is on a case that leads there. He calls and just says, yeah, I threw in a couple favors and some white lies. Boom, he's back in Afghanistan. Basically seems base. to be back in the military. Yeah. That is bullshit to me. I may be wrong. I, I don't I, know. I have no idea. Maybe exactly. they're so desperate to get anybody the fuck back. But also, I want to ask you, how long do you think it's been since he's been in the military? I'm, I know you're going to say I don't know, but how long no, no, do you think dude, it could be? The fact that he was, no, he was in Afghanistan, it just it not throws really everything match up off. Yeah. And, and also, everybody you, knows you, him. You tell me the Gulf War. I'll believe it. Yeah, everybody knows him. He yeah. gets out of this thing and everybody he meets. Now, yeah, the guy he goes and meets originally is the guy who seems to have pulled the, the strings to get him there. I, what strings? I, I don't, don't know, understand man. how somebody is allowed back to Afghanistan and also Just walking around like it owns the place. Yeah, and and also yeah, it's not. He is dressed in his military garb as well, and to the point where one I guy think he's got even, that crew cut again. Yeah, one guy even mistakes him. Hey, Sarge. No, no, ex Sarge. No, no. What is going on here? It is so forced. And then the the fuck. Then they go. He's like, hey, yeah, everybody's here. The guys now. It's not exactly all the guys he was with, but it's some of them. And it also like they ran into – they ran in now because they even say 
like something about it at one point. Hey, transfer in our last tour. This is all that's left. Everyone else. The one guy doesn't even seem to want Gordon even involved. Yeah. Uh, but like, hey, how did they get to Gotham? They didn't know. But then this all leads to them talking to him about getting ambushed by this crazy zealots, this Sex. fucking I don't these know. guys. And yeah, and, I mean, it's been FUBAR ever since. Eh? FUBAR. <laughs> Like, really? But yeah, I don't. This whole thing just runs you know into this next scene. Dango and Cash. Yeah, with the next scene just runs into each other. And yeah, this is Detective Comics, but it's Detective Comics with like a fast forward button because you're not getting much. It's just scene after scene. So then he's like, uh, Gordon, oh, I'm going to figure out some shit. But it's like he knows what's going on on this base. Like, oh, yo, the CEO, he's a. It seems he's like... going through. He's talking to people. He's going through freaking physical yeah. files that people have kept. Well, yeah, but and that's and where like, I got mad because he's like, "This is a job for my other suit." Puts on the Batman suit just to break it. There's no need. You did not need the Batman suit. You could have had this where he's just like, "Yeah, I got to check in." Good thing that I was, you know, uh, Batman for what. There's no reason for it. It's just there for him to be able for you to say, "Okay." He, he's Batman. He can stealthily go in there and grab these files, but he grabs the files. It leads him to uh, what? <laughs> it leads him to tail freaking stone. Yeah, no, because even that, that doesn't even do that. He finds that out from the other guy. I, I, yeah, I, I he leads it from already, his other man. guy. His other uh, guy's like, yeah, Stone's heading into town the next day. Okay, I'll follow him. He follows the... Yeah, you can just do what you want, Jim yeah, Gordon. Yeah, he's just following it. And really, he fucks... Everybody in the scene, because he's there, he finds out that the stone, this, uh, I think he's, yeah, Colonel Stone, he's meeting with these guys who are the bad guys. Hey, what's going on? Not even subtle. He's going to get people killed, and which he does. he does, because Colonel Stone ends up having to choose between shooting Gordon or the zealot guy, who they say he's from, like, the, uh, I wish I could see, the Amon set. Oh. This guy kills him. Gordon then kicks him in the face and leaves him knocked out. Where? What is going to happen to this colonel, really? He's going to get fucking uh, tried for murder yeah, at this point. Somebody's got, or they're just going to show up and fucking behead him. This guy, he leaves him in this bar kicks next him in the to face, a dead fucking local yep. and just leaves. But, yeah, the guy ends up. At, uh, then the next scene is him. <laughs> hey, I'm going to find out some info. He gets on the Batman suit, and he is Marty McFly. Who shows up and says that he's Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. Oh, this is a military guy. Do you think that a guy, yeah, he might think one, but I don't think he's giving up the goods because no. a guy dressed as Batman. The bat symbol's there. I think this guy might recognize the bat symbol as well. And, yeah, he's there, covers his mouth. You're going to tell me everything or you're going to learn to fear me. It's weird because Jim Gordon's from Gotham and Batman's from Gotham. Yeah. I wonder why yeah, they're both here. Yeah, and it's you know what I'm saying? I do. This makes no sense, and to me, that's another one. Okay, we've got to push the story. Let's get Batman involved. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, and what it ends up is he gets a tattoo that was cut off of his buddy that <sighs> has the directions to where they were when they found out this shit. He gets in his Jeep. He starts going, gets caught in a sandstorm, calls fucking Daryl that, and That's Julia. where I get the mummy from because he kept saying the sands yeah. are coming. Well, the, the sand's mind, coming the all right. Well, the, the sand comes. It's buried. He calls Daryl and fucking Julia. He's trapped. At one point, they were going to send the fucking bat suit. Which and they're maybe still gonna. Be. 
Uh, yeah, I'm saying maybe that'll be next issue. Mind. He starts crawling out and then basically has a fucking uh, flashback. Hey, this sandstorm. It's like that day when we found that shit. Oh, my God, here it is. And, and I'm done. See that at the final panel, that is the Temple of Doom down there with oh. the kids working in the mine in my mind and yeah. all the fucking well, sacrifices. Basically, shit. it is zealots cutting flesh off of these guys. That like they found out that's what they ran into. They're, it doesn't even look like they're legitimately killing them. They're just cutting strips of flesh off of people and whatever. They have yeah. them gathering. And yeah, then there's shit. people. And yeah, it's fucked up shit. But fine, even then, and look, it even looks like they're cooking it like beef jerky, Eric. They're putting it on Delicious. something. Looks like they're cooking it. Um, I don't know. Uh, right. You get this whole like the whole issue was set up. To be like, oh, this, oh my God, this great mystery, this great mystery, and finally you get this payoff that's not really a payoff to me. Um, and yeah, I'm like, I'm interested enough to I'm see not. how it ends, but only because I have to review it. Yeah. Um, I like the art a lot. Yeah, the art's fine. I've enjoyed this art throughout the run. But yeah, it the, is the same artist, right? This, it feels like the same artist. Fernando Passerina, yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Uh, um, I enjoy that enough. I still yeah. don't like the way Batman looks like as Batman. Everything else is fine. Yeah, I'm telling you, the I whole just Batman not, thing not, threw me off a bit. I'm not because, interested in the story in the slightest. Well, to me, the whole Batman, like I said in my intro, is just a crutch to get it. You need info? Oh, Batman will go and sneak in. Oh, you need more info? Batman will scare him. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason. And this whole thing, really, this is pure setup there this is one of the biggest setup issues um but yeah i just i didn't like it that much i gave it a six eight and that's a lot for uh the ending kind of like oh okay and the art i don't know what you'd give it 5.5 i think so we're not that far off but yeah this is not a great story to me in any means uh i didn't even want to continue reading it yeah, it, again, like I said, this was half the story, half the pages of Batgirl. Batgirl, I ripped through this one. It really took me took a lot. Forever. And I even said, um, I think I was talking to Reggie while I was going to review it. I may have even mentioned it to you. Didn't I say I sent you a message that said, like, I really don't want to start reviewing this. I've read yeah. it, and it just does not interest me. Uh, but I, I put the nose to the grindstone, Eric, and I did finish it. But yeah, 6 8. Uh, now we have the last one of the Batman section, and that is. Batman Beyond number 11, written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Bernard Chang, Marcelo Maialo, and Dave Sharp. Yeah. I don't have a lot of notes for this. This issue is all about bringing the Justice League back to normal and seriously getting Dr. Cuvier, Cuvier. and Tufton out of the picture as quick as this book can. Since all of this is out of the way, it's time to start rebuilding the world. But Rewire and a mysterious figure might take this opportunity to claim Neo-Gotham as for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's funny because really, you said that Cuvier and Tufton, they want to get them out of the way. And then also you have to deal with, oh my God, we've set up this whole thing for this whole series with these riots. we got to get them out of here. We can't end with done. this. And yeah, with like two sentences done. Everything done. that we've been dealing with is over. Yeah. For this no such, real reason. This is such a reboot. Like, this is the reboot to head towards the rebirth yes. because, boy, it's so weird how many things just end in this issue and set up, like, something coming up. And I did not enjoy this well, issue a we, lot. We start the story off with finding out that C3 is the mental command that makes the bat suit go into stealth yes, mode. Yes, you were told that. And I want to know, too, since it is a mental command, why does it work when Matt yells it? Yeah, unless it was one of those like where... Like, he yelled it, and then Tim thought yeah, about it, that, and it I'm thinking that? that that's what it would be. Like, I would yell to you, like, panties! And you, panties! Whoop, oh, yeah, panties. It happens, Bam. but 
the whole deal. I guess he would have rolled anyway because, yeah, he disappears. Yeah. And then they and have rolls to out the way. It looks like he gets – disappearing doesn't save you there. No. Uh, he would have been run through. But, yeah, he's like, hey, I dodged. <laughs> so stupid. But then the story tries to set up some tension because now we have Batman and Matt together. And they realize that Superman is still in the tube. We're going to get Superman out of this. Oh, shit. Um, the Justice League believe that everybody in Metropolis are Brother Eye Borgs. I got to go stop that, Matt. You, you fucking bring yeah, Superman you back. you Superman. I'll go do And so that. they separate. And Dr. Cuvier comes in. Not so fast, young man. And he sends Superman after him. And at this point, Tufton's like, you know what? No, you're, you're a bad guy. I'm going to break your remote control. Superman's fine now. Yeah, that's basically – yeah, it was almost like uh... – a mystery or even like a horror movie that you that you like some stupid horror movie but at the end it's not the guy you thought it was it's the third cousin that lives out of state like tufton being the the hero here just out of nowhere he just does it because we last issue we had the justice league revived and it really looked like this elephant man put the whammy on them and made yeah. them fucking see this thing. Yeah. Now we find out it's all this remote control. Yeah, and I, but I did like the elephant man in this issue. Oh, yeah, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't because he's gone. Where'd he go? No, I, I like that guy. So Superman is okay now. He takes the thing out of his neck. Yeah. And then he just knocks out Cuvier and then goes and... I'm telling you, I would love to, if this had music to it, I'd love to have the Benny Hill theme. As he's ripping the things off of the other guys. He just goes to the Justice League and this rips everything out and now everybody's fine. And the best part about this whole thing, though, is that Tim Drake finally did not get his ass kicked. No, he didn't. That's weird. I'm happy as hell about that. I'm going to admit to you that the whole Justice League seeing the brother, that really... Yeah, I was barely paying attention. Well, honestly, to it really, it goes, I was like, "Here we go." It kind of goes with that whole injustice bit where Superman killed Lois and his baby because yeah, he felt yeah. doomsday. I yeah. can go with that. Whatever, Mike. I'm just saying. Every time we'd see it, I'm like, "Okay," and I just kind of, yeah, I get it. It just, it, I never really liked that whole concept. Anyway, I thought it was kind of silly. But and uh, yeah, I t- we we have the Justice League. They're back to normal now. Okay, we have Batman. We have the Justice League. That's awesome. And then there is Tufton, mm-hmm. and Tufton's all like. Okay, I'm going to take the splicers now, and I'm going to go. Yeah, so and one, day, one yeah. day, man will become us. Yeah, Goodbye, and they even Tufton. say, "Hey, shouldn't you stick around? You could teach people how to do it." Nope, no, I'm he, just going to go. He takes them with him. No, yeah. he takes all the splicers with him to teach them how to live as animals now. Yeah. And there's nothing explained why this character from this distant future is here or anything. I just I, like, but he even just said, gone. like, he's and he like, takes yeah, with they him. can come, but I demand to be left alone. Yeah. It's just stupid. It's basically just a, eh, yep, whoever's with me now, they're done, and I see the elephant guy. He's there, Aaron. Okay, but. I see him there, but he, he wasn't nothing. He's there walking away in a really odd panel. So, yeah, they took just, what, with what him, and it was gone. Yeah, it was gone. They're, they're there, and, yeah, then you have to deal with the other part. Now, uh, we'll get to it in a minute, because there's there's the riots. That whole thing was set up. Yeah, we have the issues. riots going on. You yeah, even, and at points, you even, you like that. It's my part, favorite right? part of the book. I was getting very tired of it, so I don't mind. Now, what's weird is we're yelling about this only because we have spent all this time reading these issues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems to be getting to a part where it might be better anyway. So in the 
in the long run, this is probably fine. But for this issue, it just happens. It just all of it just happens at once. Uh, but yeah, basically, Superman tells him, and we find out it's it's John. It's John Kent. It's and, Superman's uh, son. Yep. And I'm they, okay with that. Yeah, it's fine. And uh, but yet we're just gonna have a speech. Everybody's yeah, got to get along. Just Listen. like show up to Neo Gotham, and Superman gives one of his rousing speeches about peace and hope and humanity, yep. and everybody's less crazy now. Yeah, it'd be funny. Like, yeah, you can talk all you want. My son over here is dying. I'm starving, <laughs> motherfucker. He doesn't have medicine. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you fucking. You guys are all cheering. There's. Cairo or whatever his name is. He's fucking got a big smile on his face. Fuck you. I need medicine. You're going to fucking give me medicine there, Superman, you dick. But yeah, it ends, and then like you and said... Superman, yes, I will. Yeah, oh, good. I will. Okay. okay. Then he fucking heat visions their ass. So no, he wouldn't have heat vision, right, John? No, John should. I don't, know what, his, I don't know what his power set is, honestly, because now yeah. we're dealing with a grown-up super, a son of Superman, yeah. and we have no idea what his power yeah, sets are. But uh, In my mind, it's just Superman's. Yeah, so... You have uh, Rewire up there. Now, I'm asking you, from this point, how, do you see any sort of way that this leads into something happening that negates Future's End and then everybody wakes up and Terry's there? Do you no. see – it has to do with Rewire, I guess. Rewire has to be involved, right? Because we only have a couple more issues. I, I honestly have no idea about – like Rewire is just talking to somebody. who's like, all right, the Justice yeah. League is back. They're going to rebuild the world. We're going to take that opportunity. We're going to claim Gotham for ourselves. I'm and honestly, it just seems like another threat that will oh, go nowhere. God. It's funny because I'm looking to see the, the, what he's talking to. What happened if uh, he said, I, and it was E-Y. <laughs> I was hoping that the person who he's talking to actually said I, and it wasn't EYE, but they do not. So I, uh, they're just I'm a there. dummy, but I would have picked up on that. Well, I'm just saying, I'm looking to see if it just said I without the EYI. And then you'd be like, okay, you know, it's definitely not. I don't think it's Brother I anyway, no, but I. who knows? Who knows with this book? All of a sudden, he's it's back to Guinness change himself. things. And, yeah, but we know that uh, we still don't know how he traveled in time. To nope. get here, I think that he's dreaming it all. He gets out of the shower. It's going to be like, Patrick Duffy. It's got to be something that sends him back or or stops a future's end. And then it's all good to go. I don't know. I don't I, see where that could lead from here, though. I have no idea, man. It's just it's running its fucking gear or like wheels just getting to rebirth. Yeah, this was probably the weirdest issue, though, that just seemed like it was like, you know, getting ready for rebirth. It really did. The thing is, though, with, ter- with Tim not getting his ass kicked... And I really enjoyed the art of this book. It's not not as bad as you would think in my mind. No, for, well, like I said, I it's one of those weird things that it might piss us off, but it's probably leading to something that we'll like more. And that gets me excited every time. I'm telling you, yeah. this book has the power to get me excited by the end of the issue more than anything else it does. Really? Because then I read the next issue, and I don't care for it very much. Until but then the that end again. Exactly. <laughs> it is every fucking yeah, I issue. Did, I did not like this this issue. What did you give it? I don't. I gave it a six game. out of ten. Yeah, I would give it a five. Yeah. I like the art. I like the art. I also like that you, you throw in a little of those red panels again. It, it was more... It was... Not Less. as in your face, yeah. No, not there at all. It wasn't as much here. But uh, we're going to go off to Flash Reviews uh, with me and Reggie, and then we're going to start up again with Green Arrow, Swamp Thing, and Wonder Woman Earth 1, Volume 1. We'll be back in a second, Eric. Flash. Ah. All right, Flash Reviews. Uh, flash uh, Reviews, Reggie. And the Flash review section has turned into a what did Reggie read and review? Yep, that's and it. That Red is, time, everyone. And I'm telling you, for the most part, we're going to talk about three books. I like two of the three. You liked all of them, right? 
Yeah, I liked them all. All right, what are we talking about first? First, we got Superman, The Coming of the Superman, number three, written by Neil Adams, art by Neil Adams, Buzz and Josh Adams, which are his sons. Are they? And Tony Avina, yeah. He named one of his sons Buzz, huh? I know. And that's, yeah, he, that's he is crazy, stuff. isn't he? Buzz Aldrin <laughs> fan right there. That's, he, that's for he sure. He is an older fella. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman finds out that the kid he kidnapped has been taken to New Krypton by Darkseid's forces, so he sets out in one of Lex Luthor's spaceships to get him back. Once there, he beats the snot out of Calabac until Orion shows up and invites Superman over to his crib. Also featured, a winged demon monster alien that dispenses advice and is worshipped by the people of New Krypton. I'm telling you, that that's half of it. This, that's not, yeah, that doesn't this, even tell you I'm story. telling you, we were talking right before we started recording, and I even said to you, I will say it right off the bat, I would never uh, tell somebody to get this. I would never recommend this book. I love it. But yeah. it's such a odd, out-of-place book that is such a callback to, I, it, you think, Golden Age? Would it, or is it Silver? It's a, I, I, I would put it in the Bronze Age. Okay, that would the be Bronze 70s, Age. But there's some Silver Age stuff. I and also, even, new, that, but that new, timing, Krypton, yeah. new Krypton is a storyline from 2007 or 2008. Okay, so yeah. it really is taking things from all over. But if Superman. you yeah, if you read an old comic, which I have gone back and read some, uh, basically, you get a lot of bang for your buck. So there's a lot of characters, a lot of crazy story, a lot of dialogue thrown in, and things just trans- uh, you know, go from one thing. To- the transitions are very quick or whatever. Yeah. And boy, it's here, and I love every bit of it. I have fun reading this. I laugh. I laugh at just the goofiness of the whole book. Yeah. Um, not that this is like one of those, like, oh, my God, the jokes were flying a mile a minute. It's just the, the charm and goofiness of it that get me. And I love, like, the... Lois is hilarious because she it's just yes they're so, they're kind of one dimensional the characters but I like every one of them I think they're Superman at points is the the biggest moron uh, he yeah. keeps trying to jump into things without thinking and then has to pull it back because he has to get other people's help but boy I love it but tell us a little of what you think about it Reggie. Uh, I, I love it also, and for a lot of the same reasons, I think a lot of the, you know, people are complaining about the dialogue. The dialogue is very Bronze Age, and it's very, like, quick, you know? Yeah. It's very, a lot of patter going on when there is, and then you can't beat it for action. It's just no. they're constantly fucking flying constant, around, punching, up, shooting. From panel to panel, it is just nonstop. It doesn't, it just doesn't stop. It, it's, yeah. you are beating people you have fucking new gods going on you have superman in a spaceship you got <laughs> lex luther and in, in within three panels he is dealing with superman giving him a spaceship and then the next thing you see he's just hanging out with dark side asking yeah. for money a- and even the best thing about lex in this is he's got he's one up on everyone because you have dark side there you think dark side shows up and tells you what to do that freaking he's getting some tech and things from lex right and yeah, Lex, I guess is, so. Lex, whatever he's getting from Lex, Lex has put a fail safe in there that if you don't keep paying him, it, yeah. it stops. It's like almost like a license that he's getting. You know, you have a one year license for of this. Of course, yeah. who it's does like that to dark? Who does that to Dark Side? And Lex does. And it's funny because Dark Side's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get a lot of money and pay you. And it's yeah. so good. He goes to New Krypton. Uh, basically, before we even said they had these guys here. Can you explain? They're in New Krypton, but yet they were the bottled city of Kandor. I don't even know what's going on. That's a, that's a crazy story. But, you know, the, Kandor was a city on Krypton yes, that was yes. stolen by Brainiac and shrunk. And there, there was a storyline where they were restored to full size and they 
flew the entire city with all of its inhabitants. I think Over it was to New Krypton? Is that actually, because that's what so they, they, they That's a man-made planet. I mean, that's, yes. the way, that's the way the story was. I'm not sure. We, and, we'll see where Neil Adams takes yeah. it. I well, it made me laugh anything. because originally there was the original thing I saw, and they said, oh, they're the, the Kandor. They're the Kandorians, the bottled city. They come. So I'm thinking that that happened on Earth. Then they mentioned New Krypton, which then I read is uh, that sci-fi cliche of the planet that's exactly opposite of Earth going right. around the sun. Right. And I like it, though. It it's is hilarious. It's, it, it was a cool little storyline that only I think it ran for a year, and then I, I kind of wanted to see it continue. It was it was interesting. It was like, you know, life what life was like on Krypton, but yeah. you know, uh, yeah. today. And it's funny so, too because they have this. Superman goes to get this boy. That's why he's going there. Yes. And, but he has no concern with this new Krypton really at this point. Yeah, like I thought he'd get there and be in awe and like, oh my god, nope, boy and a dog. He's going I, there. I'm unclear whether he knows it existed already. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, it's it's really. Uh, you really got to just you know let your pre- you go preconceptions with go with this. Uh, another weird, another thing I liked about this, I thought the inking was a lot tighter. You yeah. know, he had Alex Sinclair on the first two issues. His kids did the inking this time, and I actually thought it looked uh, a lot cleaner. Yeah, maybe there was something behind the scenes. Uh, he didn't Possibly, like that or, or maybe it's just a workload thing. I, we have no, no idea how these are made, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Neil Adams stirs, stirs the drink here, so. Yeah, and what's funny about it all, overall is there's some wacky, like, science and physics going on. It all seems to work in here. Like, even they, they spell out fully that uh, New Krypton has a big force field around it, has a, a yeah. shielding. And I was thinking the whole time, like, the hell, if they have that, why, how are these new gods getting it? They explain it. It's explained. It's, it's, it's explained, crazy boom it. tubes they have. But, yeah, it all made sense. Which, and that, that is very Silver and Bronze Age. Yeah. It was all about explaining, you know, everything yeah. had to work. And, and it's something I said in, in the beginning of my review. I joked, like, no one's going to jump on this series on the third issue, but you really could. You yeah. just kind of have to have an open mind. But everything is explained. It's all laid out. It's 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 well done. It's 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 you know yeah well written, well drawn comics. Yep. And then you know you have crazy. You have Calabac. You have freaking Steppenwolf. You have everybody. And then Orion shows up at the end. I'm yep. like Jesus Christ! It's, it's a, freaking, a new god story. It is everyone. getting a, a very crowded story, but it's fun. I like it. Uh, yeah. What did you give it on the site? I give it an 8 out of 10. I might even give it an 8.5, but again, I would almost, if I was reviewing this, I reviewed last issue, and I think I spelled it out in the beginning, but every time I read this, I almost think like you almost have to have a caveat and a review of like, hey, just because I think it's an 8.5 doesn't mean you're going to love it because I really think that if you go in the wrong way with yeah. this and not with an open mind, you could possibly think this is a 1. That's well, how crazy it is. I've, I saw some reviews like yeah. that, two, like threes, just, or whatever. I, and it's weird because I would love to react to that and say they just don't get it. But it's not even that. It, you no. can't tell. This isn't something that something happens and somebody takes it the wrong way and gives it a bad review because of that. This is a, a personal thing. It really is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Personally, for the amount that I'm enjoying it, I'd probably give it a 10. I mean, I love the freaking thing. I'm, I'm looking forward you, to it. In but three issues, I, I think it's hilarious. You can't put this up with no, you know, a, no. a comic you'd recommend to everybody. So I think eight is a fair. Yeah, it's it's, it's a well done comic. But you know, if you're you, not going to get it ripped off. No, if you, if you want to have some good fun and have you know outrageous, over the top dialogue and situations and things like that, go for it. And with everything, it, it 
I think why people are so uh, up and down with these scores is is that it definitely is nothing like this right now in comics. Oh, and no. not that the people are like, oh, they don't get it. It's, it's old school or whatever. I think that some people are just, they like what they like now and what's going on. But boy, if, if you just want to have a fun read. And with all the dialogue, I, it's still a quick read. It I is. read it earlier yeah. today. And I, just, I blew right through it. I was like, boy, and I, I had a smile on my face, laughing yeah. it up, drinking my coffee. <laughs> but, yeah, what's the next book? Next one is New Suicide Squad number 19, written by Tim Seeley, art by Juan Ferreira. 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 Oh, and by the way, before we go on, uh, Neil Adams actually commented on the site. He did. I was, very, you, I was very touched, yes, very honored by that. He said that you hit on every point that he wanted to hit on. Yep. What do you think of that, Reggie? Well, you okay. are I'm notch. unpacking this thing correctly. Get, yes, get the hell out of this site, this bad URL. Go, go, and go somewhere. <laughs> Greener pastures, but no, Suicide Squad. Uh, let the games begin at Castle Fleischhaus, where, mur- where the murderous cult, the Fist of Cain, are killing the Suicide Squad in their wild, wild storm fan club. For points, this issue is essentially a gruesome romp through a spooky castle by the Suicide Gang, but you'll want to sp- pay special attention to the appropriately goopy artwork. And you don't love this as much as no, I do, I but don't. I, really th- I think it comes down to a difference in opinion about the art. I, l- yeah. I really like the art. You really don't like the art. I don't like it that much and in I, this and I can, book. I can see your... Though I'm yeah, telling I, I you, this issue saying. is probably, to me, the best art that the series has had. And even I'm, I'm even paging through it right now. And the problem I always have with the art is the lack of... I don't. Is it lack of kinetic motion? Would it be? But he even he does it a little better here. Uh, I it's okay. It it's more to me. It's more of art that it's nice to look at, but yet it just I don't know. I don't. I'm looking it, through it, it now. It flows and, weird, yeah. you know. But I'm going to tell you based on you know the first time I ever saw Juan Ferreira's art was on Gotham by Midnight, and based yeah. on that book, he started out kind of clunky. Yeah. By the end, he was he was kicking ass. I really think you're going to see this improve more and more as the series goes on, which will be for two or three more issues. Yeah, yeah, it stops. <laughs> yeah, it ends, which is odd. Uh, yeah, to even have this, but yeah, uh, it's a pretty self-contained deal. That's that's the one good thing about Suicide Squad, and with it ending with rebirth, well, rebirthing. Um, yeah, you can tell a couple issue stories with Suicide Squad and then stop and have a completely new team even the next yeah. day. And it makes, no, it makes no difference. It makes sense in the book. Uh, so, yeah, this is one where if you love Suicide Squad, there's no reason to bail and wait for Rebirth. There's other We hear it all the time now, and I have the problem. We, me and Eric talked about it earlier, where I am getting not fatigued by everything, but some of these books, and it's weird because the books that are going to be canceled – for the most part, I, I'm all in because it's going to end or whatever. These rebirth issues uh, or books that are going to rebirth, it's hard to, to care about them anymore. But this one is built to be like this. This is yeah. built, this, this could be like if, if Suicide Squad went to hell and there were, it would be a great digital book where every three issues you have a new team and, you, you know, a rotating team, stuff like that. But sure. So it's going to rebirth. And even, and even during runs of Suicide Squad, they, they swap team yeah. members in and out. Yeah, it's not, not impossible. So it, it's, it should be pretty seamless. You know, uh, the next book was, is kind of a nice – Intro to it, I guess. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, but this, uh, 
Like I said, I just, I don't know. I love Sean Ryan's Suicide Squad. I know that a lot of people bailed. A lot of people badmouth it without ever of having read it because yeah. Suicide Squad had been a bit of a mess for a while. I really liked it because of the character work, and I don't know. This is just, I don't know. You have your Deadpool guy. Remember last time we talked about this? Yeah. I had no idea Death Trap it is, right? And this one's Death Trap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's and I had, Quinn had some uh, Red Pool or whatever. Yeah, yeah, pool. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was what it was. Yeah, that I was always get the, everything this, I, I don't know if Jesus this guy's supposed Christ. to be. He just looks like Deadpool. He does but, look like him. I think he all, is. All those, all those other characters, they all look like Wildstorm ripoffs. So, yeah. it's, you know, I just assume that they're whoever. And you know what I did? I got a confused I called them the, the Expendables. Harley. Yeah, they are. Uh, but yeah, what it, it's a game going on. And, you know, that's a fine story for it's a all right. couple issues, you know. This, I don't this, like El Diablo. Is it just me? I'm not I, a big I, fan I of him. What's I that? I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't like him as. I think his power set is stupid. I don't yeah. like him as a character. I don't really understand his motivations. He's kind of no. like annoys me. And a lot of it is he had. They, they don't do a lot of concentration. No, on they don't. I mean, and that's what I was. This like, book really could be Harley Harley Quinn. Yes. And Deadshot and presents Deadshot. the Suicide Squad. Yep. But. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind learning more about El Diablo, see what the story is. But in this book, you know, he knocks, he ties somebody up with Harley's shoelaces and then he welds a door shut. Yeah. So yeah, I, kinda, that's, I guess that's thank nice. Thank you. Every time they need to cook something, they'll call <laughs> on it. There you go. They're at the barbecue yeah. and making ribs. Like, hey, are those cooked a lot? It'd be like my son Logan. If you cook anything that he's heard that has to be. You know, you could get sick if it's not cooked. Jesus Christ, you need El Diablo there to fucking to char burn. it. Oh, my char God, it. it's, it's got to well, be burnt to hell. Deadshot smokes cigarettes, so that yeah. probably comes in handy. That is true. He always has a light. <laughs> he burns his face off. Jesus Christ, you son of a bitch. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I gave this an 8 out of 10. I think I, uh, my mainly I love the artwork. Now, I'm uh, not even going to give it a score. What do you think of that? Because fair, I didn't. Fair enough. I, I paged through it. I read it. But eh, I'll give it a score. I'd give it like a 7. I did like the art a little more than I have. Uh, but then the last one I, I did like a lot, though it kind of uh, threw me off at, at the beginning. Yeah, it was it was a strange issue. It's uh, Harley Quinn and the Suicide Squad April Fool's Special Number 1, yes. written by Rob Williams, art by Jim Lee, Sean Cheeks Galloway. Scott oh, Cheeks! <laughs> Cheeks is on this. No, and by the again, I, I keep interrupting as we get to the other book. But yeah, Juan <laughs> Ferreira, thank you for your Suicide Squad book uh, or yeah. review. Called you Craig. That's right. That's Craig. fine. Craig. All right. That's let's good keep enough. Going. Yes. Uh, Sandra Hope, Richard Friend, Alex Sinclair. Yep. Harley Quinn is mind controlled by Amanda Waller to hate superheroes, and we see what goes on in her demented brain while undergoing psychological torture. She envisions herself a psychiatrist working with the DCU's most bonkers villains, who Harley later exploits and then gets accosted by the Justice League. This issue was a reasonably fun time, but it was a mere setup for the new Suicide Squad coming after Rebirth. Yep. Uh, were you the whole time? I know that you're going to say, well, there was an April Fool's joke because Harley was being mind controlled, but. To me, Harley Quinn and April Fools, that's like straight up hilarity. Like that that's the one special, an April Fools with Harley that should be just nuts. And yeah. this isn't. It, it isn't is a crazy. setup for Suicide Squad. Now I'll go with uh Brandon, I think, earlier in his mail even said that reading this, he was like, You know what? I'm in Suicide Squad now. Rob Williams showed me that it, I, I'm gonna like it. And I did like it. Yeah. Um but it was weird. It almost I like I was fooled. I get the impression that this was may might have been pitched as a Harley story or some other kind of story, and they tweaked it to yeah. make it work to introduce new Suicide Squad, and it and it does work. 
but it's like there's a whole there's a whole chunk of it that is yeah. just well, just wacky, you know, just and so the, weird. The and, other, then the, and then the big art shift. Yeah, well, I was going to say, the other thing that kind of throws you is it was really, oh, Jim Lee, Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah, you get Jim Lee, but most of the major part of the story is old cheeks. Yeah. And it's a cartoony deal. Now, one thing I have to do point out that people will probably be excited about, Amanda Waller's a little bigger again. She is. She, yeah. she, she put on some weight. Yeah, I like it. Um, and yeah, you start out and they have that, the superhero, what is it? Villains Anonymous or bad, what was yeah, it? Yeah, Whatever it was, it was you, you knew what was going on pretty much, right? Sure. You, you were like, okay. I just, what I thought it was, the only twist that I got was at the end, the twist was that she, Waller was setting up Harley to hate superheroes, obviously. And it looks like they are going to go after some superheroes in the beginning yeah. of Suicide Squad. What I thought was, this was just a backdoor way of how Waller was using Harley to recruit new villains. That's all I, I thought it the whole time, that they're yeah, setting this then, up so they can get the weaknesses and whatever, and this is how Waller uh, goes about to see what villains they want in. I'm telling you, I want Scarecrow. I know he doesn't do much here. Yeah. I'd love to see him in there. And Man Bat has been back and forth. He's been in the Suicide Squad at points. They had like an army of Man Bats at one point. And I could care less about Man Bat, but boy, Toy Man. And the best was they had Killer Moth there. This is a weird podcast. This is the second time we'll talk about Killer Moth in, in a podcast. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Rat Catcher. It's the funniest thing. I love Ratcatcher. I know, big I do. Fan. I always liked this character. And when he came in, I'm like, oh, God, that's awesome. And then there's, like, Starro, right? Well, there's a guy. There's a guy, yeah, by controlled Starro, by Starro. Yeah. It's very odd. He's just there. But, yeah, everything, and that's the part where it's very cartoony. And that, to me, is like, hey, we got to get this cartoony part because that's what people want from Harley and stuff like that. But overall, I, I thought that this was a weird like a way to fool people into seeing what the new Suicide Squad's going to be about. And yeah, Jim Lee's art's really good. Yeah. Um, and, and I uh, loved Sean Cheeks Galloway. I mean, yeah. it was it was a weird change. It was change, a weird change. It made sense I, I, because she was supposed to be, oh, I just got my head conked and oh, yeah, holy cramoli. Dream World. Yeah, it yeah, makes sense. Exactly. But yeah, I, I did like it. Um, I wouldn't I want to see Suicide Squad drawn like that all the time, but I wouldn't yeah. mind see him, seeing him do. Uh, one-off issues on a couple other ones. Oh, yeah. He know, could certainly see what it looks be like. in a couple uh, books that would be fun uh, mm. to see him with that because it is a very, like, uh, there's cartoony style. This is pretty it's like, much. It's like manga or even yeah. more cartoony than manga. Can yeah, be, you know, this is even this so is, stylized. Yeah, this is more cartoony than, say, even a Gotham Academy. It's For sure, really, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I did like it. I like the character. I love how Harley looks in it. And the, the villains, I thought, looked great. Well, imagine uh, Batmite had been done like that. that yeah, could, yeah, you know, that's, yeah, cool. or like uh, Bizarro even. With that would have, those would have been interesting, but yeah. uh, anyway. But yeah, um, I so liked I, it, I gave it, it an weird. 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'd probably give it an 8. I think yeah. that anybody who wants a kind of a backdoor pilot to the new Suicide Squad, they have some, and in the meantime, you have a little Harley, have some fun. Harley is, is treated well in it, you know what I mean? She's For not, sure. it's, this is not a laugh out loud, reference a minute, uh, freaking, you know, joke fest. This is Harley at points. It's actually pretty, the, the cartoony style kind of throws it off a little bit of it, but it is a issue where Harley wants to be, you know, kind of good. She's like, you yeah. know what, this is what it's all led up to. And it does. The whole premise of this is Harley is a girl who tries to work out her problems. By the time she's almost healed it, mentally, 
the Justice League or heroes come, scoop her up, throw her back in Arkham, and then she goes nuts again. She, goes she nuts, starts yeah. going drunk and nuts, and it's a never-ending cycle. And, her, and, and her wanting to be heroic is in accord with the uh, you know Harley books that yeah. Paul Miotti and Connor yeah, do, yeah. which she is cool. You know, that's all. That's all we want. A little yeah, bit basic, of continuity. Yeah, to me, that's the fine. whole when I really like Paul Miotti and Connor's um, Harley book. It's when she is trying to be a hero. She wants to be good. She just never knows how. Yeah. She goes about it like if she sees a cat in a tree, instead of climbing up the tree and getting it, she's yeah. going to burn down the building next to it so yeah. that she get you know, she just does it the wrong way. But she always has – her heart's always there. I really like that, and it's here. And then at the end, yeah, I guess you're supposed to be like, God damn those Justice Leaguers. But, you know, it's, it's what it is, and then you move on. But, yeah. I, I did like it, though. I didn't like the regular Suicide Squad. I read... No, I liked it enough, but I went from this to that, the new Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. And it even pointed out to me, like, I get to this, and it says, hey, continued in the Rebirth, Suicide Squad number one, and then I go to read Suicide Squad 19, it was, right? Yeah. And I'm like, God like damn eh. it, this is still going on. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of threw me off the way I read. I could, uh, I could, that's understandable. Yeah, but that's, that's Flash Reviews. And yep. I think next week you have a bunch because we'll be back again next week, me and Nick. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go back to the podcast. All right, that was some flash reviews. That's some flash reviews there. Uh, what do you think? Flash reviews. Just a man. Give me a... Just a man. Flash reviews. Oh, I thought you said bitch. Just yeah, a man, reviews. bitch. Flash. Hey, who am I? Flash. Hey, <laughs> give me the boxing gloves. Uh, uh, meatballs yes. 2. Meatballs 2. What a great movie. What do you like better, Meatballs 2 or Teen Wolf T-O-O 2? I like Teen Wolf too, just because I like to think it's Jason Bateman when he was a kid, and plus they have that great freaking uh, montage song that you hate. They do, yes. So you are more of a Teen Wolf too. Yeah, and plus okay. it didn't introduce an alien to How me. about this? Do you get the idea that the alien in Meatballs 2 could possibly be the one from Mac and Me? No, no, it's not. <laughs> because the one in Mac and Me is way more annoying. In, in my mind, they just go together. That is Mac and Me on summer break there i have not watched mac and me since it came out that really i know that it is the big joke and people will say but that mcdonald's dancing really (laughs) it's not the dancing that gets me well it is but the reason it gets me is because how do these people this is not a musical where you're in a world where people know the moves you know what i mean in the musical you will well you didn't practice dance moves with your friends every day at the mcdonald's and no it's the burger king oh was it the burger king i thought for me it was the burger king well i'm saying though did the cops show up and start dancing because everybody's dancing like is this the power of of mac and me that everybody dances oh my god that is the worst maybe we'll have to have it just for the hell of it with mac and me Oh, it means I have to watch it again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not watching it. My friends, when I was a kid, when that came out, I think they rented that like every weekend for a month. Which is better to you, Mac and Me or Teen Witch? Teen Witch. You like Teen Witch. I do. Top You're, that. Top that. You uh, uh, For a long time, you would just say that out of the blue. you yell it. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. How about then Teen Witch, Teen Wolf 2? Oh, uh, shit. Teen Wolf 2. Teen Wolf 2. I have to admit, when I first saw Team Wolf 2, 
I liked it a lot. I Did thought you? it was fun. Yeah. See, yeah, I actually Herb, hated it when I first watched really, it. Really? Now, me and younger. my buddy Herb watched it, and I really liked Flash. And I just, I, I liked the whole idea, but I, I thought it was pretty funny. And I like, I've always liked Jason Bateman. And Jason Bateman to me is the nice John Cusack now. He is a good <laughs> guy. He's been in a couple things, Hogan's family, all that. Gar- you you know? think, unlike uh, freaking John Cusack now, that he'll want to talk about I'm telling uh, you, yeah. Teen Wolf 2. Uh, he just seems like such a nice guy. That you could just say, hey, you know what? I really like Team Wolf 2. And he'd probably laugh and just be like, whew, yeah, it's, it doesn't hold up. But yeah, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. That's enough for me. John Cusack, you're like, hey, man, I love Better Off Dead. And you know what? That really changed my childhood. He punches you right in the face. That's what he does. I'm telling you, I love. I actually, when I met James Hampton, I fucking was just talking. I actually was talking to him that he was freaking. Uh, yeah. James Jason Bateman's uncle in yeah, the movie. The he uncle. was not James it's Hampton. It's so funny, and it's it's more of the uncle because yeah. yeah, you said you know what you were uncle. You, you took him in. I'm, you helped I'm him like, out. You were the best father ever. Scott was back there. He was having some problems. You were there for him. You sat down. You made him like uh, hot yeah. cocoa, yeah. and you talked it through, and you made sure that he understood what he was, and it made sure it was okay. And then what did you do after that? You went and took Jason Bateman to college. Yeah, you took Todd to college. So Where was good. Todd's parents? Yeah, where were and they? Jason Bateman, I mean, Jason, freaking James Hampton, I don't think he knew where he was. No. And here's me yelling at him yeah, about this fucking movie he did 25 like, what years the ago. What the hell is he talking about? Though he was there to, to, for you to get you out of it a little, he was there because of Team Wolf. He was not there for any of his other roles. It was Honestly, a horror no, con, you, right? He had a bu- no, it was a paranormal fest. Paranormal. What, other, what else was he in that would have been paranormal? That's the thing is, though. There were so many like promotional photos that you could buy and have him sign where he's in like a uh, Western clothes. Yeah, but and that's shit what like I'm this. saying. Nobody wants that there. No, so sad. No, I actually do old. not think he knew where he was though. Yeah, that's and cool. I um, did not want to talk to him because of how old he looked. I'm like, why don't you look like you did in Teen Wolf? Yeah. What why? upset you more when you heard that? Uh, what's his name? Uh, John Cusack hates Better Off Dead and uh, Hoops, as you call it, One Hoops. Crazy Summer, or when you first heard. That Harrison Ford really did not like Star Wars. Which was which one did you hate more? Well, the thing is, I grew up knowing that Harrison yeah. Ford didn't like. It Star still Wars. upset me. It really it's very upset upsetting. me for a while. But the John Cusack thing is that I want to love John Cusack so goddamn much, but I can't just because I know he hates these things that pretty much made him a star in my mind. Yeah, well, to me, because these are cult I, classics. I was a little little older, but I was his. I'm his age. So when yeah. I saw Better Off Dead, like that, his character in Better Off Dead, though he's a sad sack, yeah. he was still like what I wanted to be like. He was very funny. Suicidal, I got he had you. Suicidal, he has an awful mother. No, it's just that movie to me was such a, it broke the fourth wall. It did still all the things that I like. It had a lot of like, even, yeah, but it had like cutting humor to me like that was my type of humor and i oh no that was great to like, kind really of, like something that it was almost much. an involved like new kind of screwball yeah. humor. and he basically when i heard it's like he punched me in the gut yeah because it really was something that i really like this was something that i loved and the not thing just is still, liked check this out check this out and as much as i really don't like the fact that harrison ford hates star wars yeah yeah, John, he's come around now. I'm saying though, he still had him. So he made sure that he died. Yeah, for he like, made uh, sure. Force Awakens. Back. Yeah, yeah. But he still hey, that's did a it. Spoiler: if, if they came back, no, he and asked John Cusack to do a Better Off Dead no. too, never happened. No, he wouldn't do that. So if, that's if, why I think I'm, that's a worse offense. I'm surprised offense. that in Hot Tub Time Machine, there was not a way that they had an Easter egg where he made it so that movie never happened. 
like there's something going on. They're shooting a scene because they were at a ski resort. Exactly. And something so was happening. And that he, there's like a throwaway scene that he kills the director because he hated him. What's his name? You know. Steven Sav- yeah. Savage Steve Holland. Savage Steve Holland. He thought that he made him look like a, a jerk. And he didn't. No, don't understand when did he character. get the, from when he got the script to acting to going to that goddamn premiere. Where did he get the idea that it was anything different? What a jerk! Fuck you, John Cusack. I Let's love get you so much. It. I do too. He's so uh, he's not fun. He is not fun. He was really fun in Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, he was, but I don't know. He he had that resurgence where he became kind of a pseudo action star for a little. Oh, that's fucking a gross point blank. Yeah, and and what was those others? He had that fucking t- 2012 and stuff. Like oh right, that. And right. Like that shit. Fuck you. I don't, I don't know if I've ever watched that movie. I haven't. I just don't like him though. Go on. Let's get on with a book I hate. Green Arrow number 51, written by Ben Percy with art by Simon Kudransky, Gabe Altieb, and Rob Lee. Yes. White people are just the worst, aren't they, Jim? Yes, they are. That's that's what they think of in Africa. That's pretty much all you get out of Ben Percy's run of Green Arrow, and this issue is no exception. Green Arrow is in Africa in search of Dr. Miracle, whose blood could cure the people of Seattle and himself. But our hero is captured by a militia who are sporting half-white face, calling themselves the Whites because they're rapists and murderers and take whatever they want. Uh, Really? I thought that the fucking insane clown pussy. I thought it was Violent J. I thought Violent J took America and fucking captured him. I didn't know I was fucking nonsense. We get Deathstroke here too, and it looks like he kills Oliver. That's oh what I got for you. Goodness gracious! This is a issue that was nothing but filler. It was a recap because somehow Ben Percy thinks that he's got to really stress that Doctor Miracle can cure people. Well, I think I knew too- that. No, no, this is way too convenient because in, up until this point, I thought he could cure disease. Yeah, Here yeah. he can cure any physical trauma. Oh, yeah, well, you have, to, you have to set it up because who's going to save a and, dead Oliver? I'm telling you, that's why the ending had no impact yeah, because no, we just found out he can cure fucking now, physical trauma. We were talking a little before and you spelled out one of my biggest issues where you have Africa. Africa? You ever in Africa? No. You, you've never been there? No. It's a small country, right? No, so continent. Okay, a continent, I mean. There's 80 million. You could drop yourself in anywhere. It just so happens that the people that take in Oliver and Emiko want to ra- ransom them. They also have Dr. They Miracle. They also have Dr. Miracle. That's, oh, that's pretty God. fucking convenient. And right? I just, I don't even like the whole thing where you get like this guy, the, the what? Yeah, he's going to bash Oka. America. Yeah. He's going to do this, but also he seems to be a warg, maybe. He is, no, he's not a warg. He says at one point that he's like, I know what you mean. I feel the same way. I got the no, wolf he, in. He's he's, the thing is, he's saying more metaphorically that he has the hunger to I, obtain I think, more things. I actually think that we're going to find out later that it's not so metaphorical. He seemed to really stress it, that he knows what's going on with, with Oliver. I'm telling you, I, I will not be shocked if that happens. Well, now, Oga's dead. Well, yeah. Well, that is true. <laughs> but uh, the other part that I did, what they're gonna, these guys are throwing bottles up and shooting, right? Yep. They're shooting the bottles. And, and also, I'm looking at the deal. I'm looking at Warg. Uh, not Warg. What's his name? Oga. Yeah, I'm looking at him there. He's fighting. I just, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think he's even dead. I'm looking to see. Is there death? He gets stabbed. I don't think he's really dead. I bet you he is not dead. That is my he, bet. He to better you. be dead. Fair he's enough. Just, I, he just lands. We don't. He's there. I'm telling you, the only reason this character is closed. here is because we needed Doctor Miracle to be yeah. somewhere. Yeah, he's and probably we needed, dead. We needed. I don't know freaking, why I thought he was going to come back as a warg. 
The thing is, we needed to have Ben Percy's thoughts on white people. I'm telling you, at this point in time, I think that Ben Percy is the biggest self-loathing white man there is. I, I think that he is the, I put in my thing, he's the, the boy who cried racism. He has yelled it so much that I don't even pay attention anymore. That's the entire run at this point. And, I mean, we had a brief interlude with the tarantula stuff yeah. and the bone cult, but that was nonsense as well. But it is just shoved down our throats I'm just over and over Violent again. I'm died. I that racism died. is bad, and no one's going to say otherwise. Yeah, and like you said, it's so convenient what happens, and yet nothing really happens. You, Half the you book find is out, killing people. Yeah, you find out that, yeah, at one point he comes and it's like three pages of just him hitting people i'm telling you, me and you were there and i'm like hey i i could shoot this off of that hey throw up that bottle boom i shoot okay then the next guy i can do it they throw it why didn't that guy shoot because deathstroke shoots it he goes i didn't even shoot it makes no sense to me that is the least of our worries i'm in this telling book. you though it's a, that's just to set up deathstroke showing up and to oh, think yeah. that's cool it, it makes no sense to me none of this makes real sense because like you said why would it be that the five guys in this whole continent are the guys who have Dr. Miracle and they yeah. have Arthur? Big and ass even continent. the whole thing at the beginning, yeah, you could be worth something, but you're not worth something, but you could be worth something. It's all nonsense. It oh, leads God, to I nothing. So much. It leads to nothing. <sighs> How is Ben Percy continuing on this book in Rebirth? No, I, I don't know. And honestly, I really want to know, too. Everybody who talks to us about this book, they enjoy it. Yeah. I, and I don't get it. I don't, it's not fun. I'll no, tell you that. there is. I'm Here's telling, the funny. All, I'm looking at my notes. And all the first I want thing, is fun. This why, is so devoid. My first thing, why is Ben Percy staying on this book? <laughs> and I said, it's like he's trying to do something more than just write a comic. But it's the same thing over and over. And That's it the is. thing. I, can, I even put in my review. I understand that a comic can be more than blam yeah, and pal. But when you it's are just constantly just shoving this down our throats. And telling yeah. you, back in America, we have the Patriots. And here we have the Whites. Yeah, and it's what the, the whites. Fuck? You think that you can do what you want, like the, you American whites, and this is what we're going to do, and we're going to treat our continent like, like. And it's a real weird thing. It's like we know the whites are bad, so we're going to act like them, so we can take they, back what's they ours. Win. Yeah, they win, so we're going to do that, but we're taking back what's ours, and then they all I just die anyway. Like, like said, I'm so mad bad. that Violent J died. <laughs> I, I really liked his music. <laughs> Shaggy, Shaggy Tudor's still out Sh- there. Shaggy Tudor somewhere. That's actually Dr. Miracle. Uh, the pacing to me was off, way oh, off. Because, yeah, it just goes from one thing and, and nothing. And you got, I don't know. No, I'm telling you, one bit of dialogue just sets up the next scene. Yeah. And that's it. Hell, look, Dr. Miracle can cure a broken arm. It's a good thing he's there when, at the end, Oliver gets stabbed in the chest with a goddamn crocodile Dundee Yeah, knife. this is the only thing that I thought there. He's saying, like, I'm a warg. Seems like I change my mind daily to whether that's an affliction and infection dooms or blesses me. And then the guy says a blessing. I'd say you got claws inside of you. I do too. The fangs and fur and tails and hooves. I understand that it might be, but it just seemed to me like everything else is thrown in your face yeah. that I thought, no, maybe he is one too. And I don't know when he wakes up next issue and he's a fucking goddamn fucking warg. I'm going to laugh at you. And he's going to say, that's why I didn't use Dr. Miracle. Cause I think it's a, it's a blessing. There you go. Boom. And this is the best case of murder, too, because these people just want Dr. Miracle so they can take over all of Africa. Yeah. So I'm glad Destro came in and killed everybody. Yeah, but really. It's, everything is just too convenient with the story, and it's just full of murder and mayhem and how racism is bad. Yeah. And come on. Usually I even like the over art. And over again, I even like the art Give us here. something else. Uh, usually I have actually the art has been okay. And I know that a couple of reviews are like, the art, it's okay, but it's weird. Some of the panels 
uh, really look like. Remember color forms where you yeah. just put it on a background? It really does. I used to love ones. color I forms. I did too. I loved them a lot. And I, I actually them. almost bought it was a uh, color form. Uh, it was somebody did it. It was a freaking Nicolas Cage color form. Really? And I it might have it might have been the guy. I I, I might I'd be like talking out of my ass here. Just putting them on my window now. I'm telling you, I might be talking on my ass here. It might be the guy who directed The Incredibles. Really? I, he has some. I think it's him. I actually That'd saw Brad cool. Bird. I love. And it was I, like two a things ho- I love that that uh, and they go right with me. I also love Shrinky Dinks a lot. Yeah. Really like them. So there is color forms, huh? But you get like a haunted house background, a, a dip, like a, a beach background, and you have different and Nicholas Cage's Cage. different movies. I want a Matthew like McConaughey a too. A fucking parrot, yeah. a ghost, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I like those. I liked a lot. I liked the, the funniest thing I saw in a long time. You ever have fashion plates? What's a fashion plate? <laughs> that was older. It was more of a, a girl thing, but they all said superhero I had a spirogram, ones. and I thought where, it was badass. Yeah, those were cool. Uh, the fashion plates was something where you had this... Uh, Is that like the, paper dolls and that, shit? Well, it kind of was, because what you would do is you'd have a head, a torso, and a legs, and you can change them up to be different things. I had a superhero one. Where and it also had monsters and stuff, so you could have oh, like nice. an octopus body with a Superman looking head and fish legs, something like that. But then what fish you would do it? No, what I know. <laughs> but what you would do then? You would uh, you'd have it. You'd set these plates and then you put paper over it and do like a rub. Right, and then you'd have it on there. It was pretty cool. That I is pretty that. cool. But yeah, on this one, I'm I'm looking at the book and the uh, obviously we're bored with this issue. But the part where the Violent J is yelling, he's slaughtering us when Deathstroke and, and uh, Emiko goes, karma's a bitch. Yeah. That this panel does not even look like Oliver and Emiko are even part of it. They're like stuck color form-esque on this thing. It's so – it's not very good. Um, honestly, the, my favorite part about this is the is art. The art? And, well, and honestly, the thing the art, is – But it's not that great to me. The art's not great. Either. Yeah, the art's not that great, but, but it's it the, the best, best part thing, of this yeah. book. Yeah, it is. Um yeah, and then you have Oliver get stabbed. Big old crocodile Dundee knife to the chest. And it, even Deathstroke even has like a little call, like, hey, you're stronger now, you're faster than I remember. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just runs him through. He's laying there dead. Emiko, oh no, why? Yeah, it, really. You really don't think that fucking Dr. Miracle is going <laughs> to help? I mean, really. You have to be really stupid to think that's not going to be the case. Uh, it looks like, too, that it just is his blood, right? So yes. even if the case is that they killed Dr. Miracle I, I or whatever. I think Dr. Miracle is going to cut his tongue again and fucking French kiss start Oliver. kissing Oliver? Oh, I'm in. That, right there, that's like an 8 out of 10 right off the bat. How weird was that, though? When we had to see that he could cure yeah. physical trauma, freaking Oga cut his tongue with a knife, and then he fucking tongue-kissed God, the goddamn the woman guy, with a broken he arm. He is Dr. Miracle. He should be a rock star, Eric. He's in the middle of fucking Africa with Violent J. He's gotten <laughs> shit. So when he can get his, he's going to get his. And there he got it. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're a guy who can cure people. You should be the king of the world, and there you are stuck in Africa. I don't even care. These whites want to yell about America and how bad it is. I'll say it. Africa's a horrible place to be in. I might be a ra- – I don't even think that's being racist. It's no, not very good, it's been a especially where he is living there. It is not good. So when he can get it, he's going to give it. I wish that it was the case where Emiko's like – Hey, you got to save him. He starts, like, cutting his arm or something. No, no, no. On the lips. And then he has to do it, and she makes him do it. That'd be so good. I want to know, like, there's Dr. Miracle. What would happen if he starts making out with Emiko, besides being on Megan's list? Uh Um, Would his blood enhance you if you're fully healed? And his Dionysium is what it is. If you have nothing wrong with you, will it make you better? 
will it make you into a superhero? Is it like, is there a level of it where you're dying and it's going to get you back to normal? But if you're normal, it gets you to super. What Look, do I don't know about all of that. All I know from this book is that white people are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, there's Dr. Miracle. I'm looking at him. He, has the, uh, he even has like an African shirt on. It'd be so great. Is it weird that I want him to look like Baron Semaday from fucking James Bond? That would be awesome. You know what else would be awesome if he had... Uh, or the, even Papa Shango? I want him to have the uh, freaking Carolina Panthers Super Bowl champ shirt. That's what I want. I want that shirt on him. That'd be so good. Uh, freaking New York Mets World Series champ. Yes. <laughs> and everybody laughs at him. And he's like, listen, I'll make out with you. You give me the right fucking shirt. I want the Broncos championship shirt. <laughs> but yeah, it, like you said, it leads to a cliffhanger that has no cliff to the hanger. No trauma to it. No it? hanger to it. No. Oh, God. I'm I, about I, to jump off that cliff. Yeah, I am too. I didn't even have that many uh, notes on that. I did put I like the art to a point. Yeah. But what did you give it? Uh, 4.5 out of 10. 4.5, we're agreeing. I don't know what's going on with us. We are in symmetry tonight. Then continuing the green part of the podcast, we have Reggie here with us to talk Swamp hey. Thing number four. That's his book it's to Reggie review. Reggie Nader, everybody. Reggie Nader. Reggie, the tell us about party. Swamp Thing number four. Craig. Yes, Craig. <laughs> Craig Nader. Yes. Uh, Swamp Thing number four, written by Len Wein, art by Kelly Jones, Michelle Madsen. Alec Holland is back in the pink after Satanus shunted his Swamp Thing duties onto his pal Matt Cable, and he's walking on sunshine. Alec trains Matt in the ways of the green, and Matt turns into his star pupil by killing a bunch of people and taking over the nearby town of Huma. Kelly Jones continues to draw great horror scenes, though he renders some of the humans as featureless, until they get their guts ripped out, that is. Yes. Features the hoy. Yes, I, right. I thought the art was a little off this issue. Maybe it's because there was a little more, you know, characters and kind of just uh, softer, not softer moments, quieter moments where they're just talking. But yeah, his uh, his actual characters and his facial stuff was off to me. This issue, there, there I were there this... were points where it looked like people were wearing masks and the masks had slipped. Yeah, yeah, you this know, was they had probably... kind of like fallen off. <laughs> yeah, it was probably the least impressive art that it's had in these four issues uh but yeah it's weird because not much really happens as well but i liked it until the end then shit goes bad but really (laughs) matt has let he's let alec become human anybody confused at all or or thought that this was not going to be something bad is there anybody out there happy ending what are you talking about is there (laughs) anybody out there who thought that this matt was on the up and up jesus christ He, he tries to make himself like such a great guy like oh my god and, and it's so funny through this whole issue because alex like hey i, I gotta stay with you and, and train you and, no 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 just be yeah. it he's so big on trying <laughs> to get him the hell out of there but it does start with zatanna as we left off and tell us a little about zatanna there reggie zatanna is uh, a lady that knows magic daughter of zatara old golden age magician and she has they gave her like some kind of a monkey's paw last issue and she used that to turn Matt Cable into the Swamp Thing and drain the Swamp Thing essence from Alec. Yeah, I, I just actually wanted you to tell me she was a whore. I don't, <laughs> she know, I don't, comes, I don't feel that way. You don't That's feel that nice. way here when she's just stripping in front of people and you know it's asking not, them what the hell they want? Alec's an idiot. Even Alec, Alec, Alec is the, the biggest world city. Is. Yeah, Alec. No, the thing is, I see Zatanna a lot like a girl who likes, uh, finds a guy who's been in prison the last five years and wants to help him clean out his pipes. Help clean out his pipes, huh? 
Yeah, I, it's weird because, yeah, she – well, she asked him what he's missed all this time. That's a real thing, right? And I, I, all I know is I, I guess I don't really know much about Swamp Thing because I still thought that the uh, Swamp Thing could eat pancakes because that's what Alec wants. I guess they're not digested the right way or I don't or know. He, he can't taste they all them. taste mossy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it just – I never really got the idea that he couldn't eat. He, and he, he gets nutrients from photosynthesis. Fucking pancakes. Yeah, but he's still got a mouth. He's got yellow yeah. teeth Jim, I want, there. Jim, I want, you to take some, I want you to take some tree bark, stick it on the roof in the bottom of your mouth, and try to eat yeah, some Yeah, but pancakes. I'm telling you, if I was made out of that, I think that maybe I'd have some taste buds. I don't know. I thought no. that you could because he is not He's not a He's a swamp thing. They, they are flower buds. Yeah, well, he's a swamp thing. I thought he could taste things. Yeah, that's all he wants. <laughs> he wants fucking pancakes. That's all he wants. And, uh, Not that sweet, sweet Zatanna pussy. No, because then Zatanna just strips, and she's nude, and then you move on. He can't talk then. He wants pancakes, then he wants can pakes. And even uh, <laughs> Matt behind him, a swamp thing, I don't know. He looks like sloth in the background. Some of these things, there's one point where Zatanna, the way she looked in this one panel, I wouldn't have wanted any parts of her either. She, I'm yeah. telling you, the Kelly Jones's art was a little off. And even uh, Alec at one point looks like he's like a fucking mask. It's only on the like humans, though. You notice that? Wherever yeah. he draws, I, lo- I love the way he draws swamp things, but some Dennis of the humans hair. just look very yeah. cartoonish. Yeah, they do, but then it, it moves on, and like I told, I said earlier, uh, Matt just wants to go about his own thing. He's like, hey, I'm heading out, I'm going here, there, everywhere, and Alec wants to help him. He thinks that Matt still, he's the dumbest, he's, he really is dumb, Alec. Yeah, yeah oh, I'll help very you. naive. And the one thing that, I, I mean, it has to be, it wasn't just me who was like, oh, that seemed odd. Uh, was when Alec tells him, hey, the Parliament of Trees will be at here at some point to talk to you. They just must not have wanted to come now. That definitely is, is setting up what's going to happen. Foreshadowing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's so heavy-handed, too. But yeah, Gosh, then, they, they should be coming along any time now. Yeah, they, I wonder, yeah. He's like, I wonder <laughs> yeah, what's keeping them. Coming, you know? I don't know. And, uh, did then, you get an email? Or, yeah, you know? and then basically he starts heading towards town, Matt, and... Uh, Alec well, no. Anderson. First, first they go after a poacher. Oh yeah, the poacher. That was You're that free. was an odd. I guess that. And again, if you want to carry on with the theme of this being a very heavy-handed issue, that was very heavy-handed because yeah. you're going to. We got to show that he's a bad guy. Yeah, right you got to show that he's just awful and he's. But taking I also the think power. they said we we want to have two at least two gory killings. Yes, you have to have this that. issue. So that was important to and show then, a man's entire guts. Uh, I'll give this old guy credit. He doesn't seem that taken aback by seeing Swamp Thing. I was no. surprised as hell. Yeah, he's I would have shit kinda, my pants Yeah, and really, I would have shit and ran. And he's just kind of like, hey, you leave me alone, you thing. And he, he Fuck off, that's, my, that's my kill. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, he thinks Swamp Thing's after, see, he thinks Swamp Thing can taste things. He thinks Swamp yeah. Thing's after the kill. And, uh, yeah, then uh, Matt Poor uses his powers. Poor guy has a powers. family to feed. Lost his job. It's the only way he could feed his oh, family. And he's not doing that. I heard, I heard he was one day to retirement as well. One day, one day to Probably. retirement. Yeah, uh, Matt <laughs> uses his Swamp Thing powers that he seems to have a pretty good grip on uh, yeah. to basically uh, backfire the shotgun and then rip the guy apart. And then they, they, then they head to town, right? That, then what I said. Pretty much they, next thing. They, yeah. they head to town. And uh, Alec is like nipping at his heels the whole time, yeah. saying like, you know, you got to turn back. You know, this isn't this <laughs> isn't right. It's it's the most. It's really is pathetic. Swamp Thing basically tells him, um, "You're an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know exactly what I'm doing. And if you want to see it, if you want to see it so badly, come along for the yeah, ride. Yeah, you can come along for the ride, but shut your fucking just, mouth. 
It's yeah, like Eric yeah, when I would take know. him home from work. I'm like, okay, I'll take you home, but you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> but yeah, even it's funny because they go into town, and even there, I mean, there are people. They're trying to make it seem like there's people like aghast at the set. They, they're not that. It doesn't seem like everybody is upset as I would be. Y'all see the swamp thing? Say yeah. Yeah, really. The freaking swamp thing is everywhere. Well, actually, Eric, I have a question for you. There's that one scene where a guy says, "Lordy, it the swamp man. He real, <laughs> but he's white." Yeah. Uh-huh. So is that? He's Cajun. He's Cajun. He's a dirty Cajun. He's a dirty Cajun. Yeah. I wanted to to make sure I wasn't wasn't reading a racist comment. He's a dirty Cajun. And luckily, the guy. Is that the guy who had the grenade, or was that somebody else? I think that's someone else. I think it's just a random guy on the street. No, no, no. no, no, The guy comes around now with this goddamn grenade. He's like, hey, I kept this pineapple for emergency. You ate the shrapnel there, you lousy swamp thing. It throws it yeah. at him, and it's all, all so dirty odd. Cajuns. But yeah, the that, hell you will, you crazy critter. Yeah, the, on, the big like reveal. Sam showed up. Yes, the big reveal <laughs> is that uh, Matt was not. He he had said that he had retired. Uh, he was not on course. the up and up. Surprisingly, he was not. Yeah, surprisingly, he was lying. He he was. Well, you, uh, you know what I love? You know what I love that was so stupid was that he had he was upset that his police career. Had yeah. failed, yes. and this was his way to become top top cop. I know. Yeah, he, and it was he, like, is this like an is this like an indictment of police hiring practices? Yeah, I don't know. You know he like... travels the whole world to, to <laughs> just do this. Really, I don't know about you. I guess Where did he his... get the money to travel the world. I know. Like, well, he yeah, wants to be top cop. He's all like, my life is ruined now. I can't be a police officer. Yep. I guess I'm just going to go travel the world, and I just so happen to find the means to become swamp thing be, on my travels. And even like, with that, before I think when he's he, laying yeah. it out. He even says, like, was like I was this... on a cop salary. He's like, it was shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, before it seemed like he was searching this out. Yeah. And now it's just, hey, look, I found a monkey paw. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to be a swamp thing. Top cop, baby. Yeah, top yep, cop, a swamp it. thing. And, yeah, the he's sar- trying to. The Sarge will have to respect me then. Yeah, he's trying to make a. <laughs> well, you, know, you know what's what? In continuity, Matt Cable is, uh, he actually turns into the uh, uh, Sandman's raven. Oh, really? Yes. He has an attending raven, and that's Matt Cable from the Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. So. He's had a fucking amazing life. If, yeah, that, yeah. if all that happened, you know, he, was, in, he lived in the dream world. In he, my mind, I go off the movie, so Matt Cable here is just Adrian Barbeau. That's right. That's right. That works fine. So, you know, probably has better tits than the pancake tits of town earlier. But, <laughs> yeah, basically Swampy it looks like tennis. his whole thing is he's just trying to get the attention of the cops so they show up and he can cause some trouble. And then he claims hey guys, he's just going to rule the world and he makes a yep. throne. That's all. That's it. <laughs> a literal police state under Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp I also Thing. love the one panel I loved is where um, Swamp Thing had Matt Cable threaten some guy that you know there's flora living within humans. Yeah, and yeah, I can yeah. Control that too, and he does it because if you've if you read Swamp Thing, like I, I've, I'm a fan of it for years. That's something Swamp Thing always threatens and never does. Oh, yeah, it's okay. so, it would be so fucked up, you yeah, know, like... and he does it. Fucking... I think it's the guy who... I thought it was... Yeah, I think it's the guy who threw the grenade that it he is. does that to. Yeah. It is that guy, And yeah. yeah, so like you're saying is he's just... They're showing you he's going one step above what, you know, normal Swamp Thing. Of course, the Parliament of Trees has to be pissed. Yeah. Now, there, Tony, is that a real right. thing that Swamp Thing threatened? I, there's microorganisms yeah, there. Are. Sure, I have no idea. I'm a big dummy. I just was wondering, oh, my God, I have tree parts inside me the entire right. time reading this. You do. That there are right. some plant forms huh. in your body right now. So I'm a chimera. Them. Yes. And he used them. And then basically 
I guess, are you with me? Me and Eric were talking about this last night, actually, and uh, we assume that the parliament's going to come and at some point get Alec back into being Swamp Thing so you can have Swamp Thing versus Swamp Thing. That, that's yeah, where I, mean, I would there, like to no see it go. About it, yeah. And that'll be pretty Something cool. Something like that's going to happen, whether it's In the my- parliament or whether it's... Yeah, something. Who knows, another magic, maybe the Phantom Stranger. Well, he was we looked in the issue six. Was it issue six, Eric? Yes. Yeah, issue six cover is crazy. That's, you know, as a spoiler, but as Phantom Stranger and the Specter on the on the cover. Constantine. Oh, kind of, yeah, it looks awesome. So, yeah, some shit's going down. It'll be Swamp Thing versus Swamp Thing for Alex. This is I really think series. I really think that Alec Holland, after Matt Cable made him get swallowed down to the earth, is going to be met by the Parliament of Trees, and they're going to re-swamp thing him up down yeah, there. And he's going to emerge out of the ground all swampy. Well, and then in the meantime, maybe that it, you know uh, Matt is upsetting the uh, magic fucking balance, and that's why those other guys come. Who knows? Spectre's yeah. going to judge him and done, because, boy, he's already in this one issue. He's killed a bunch of people, and he's going down. But yeah, and we know uh, Spectre don't play. Yeah, you have not oh. reviewed this yet. Have you, Reggie? I haven't written the review yet, but I am going to go with a score. Uh, pretty, I'm pretty solid feeling that it's a 710. Okay, uh, 7 out of 10. I'd probably go yeah. probably around there, 7 out of 10, maybe even yeah. up to 7, 5. I do enjoy this. I know I was saying the art was a little off this issue, um, but I still enjoy it. It's got that horror feel, old comic uh, feel really to it why that I, I really I enjoy. I came it. down to where, I, to where I did was the art was really, really shitty on a lot of yeah, these yeah. human yeah, the the first three but issues were a lot of really the glory, good. The glory shit was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I think I have to go with the five point eight out of ten myself. Really? I think this is the worst in the series so far, just because of how heavy handed everything is. With like Matt Cable out of nowhere, like supposedly out of nowhere, I'm a bad guy. We all saw it coming. It was all yeah, very like uh, out in the open, and it just not much happened in this issue. No, I think because of the way they had the you know three issues, then you have this fourth. I think this is just yeah. the gateway to the next two that you know whatever they do, and now the next two will be just crazy, crazy whack funky. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I did enjoy it enough though. It, it wasn't my worst uh, or my least favorite issue of the week. That's for sure. I, there's a couple. Yeah. Of yeah. Either. All right, but yeah, uh, thanks Reggie for talking to us about that. And my pleasure. We're gonna go off now. To me and you talking about Wonder Woman Earth One Volume One. Hey, look at that. <laughs> see you soon, guys. <laughs> see you see you in two seconds. All right, and this is Wonder Woman Earth One Volume One. Graphic novel. Yeah, it's a this is the first uh review I've ever done of a like a graphic novel like this, but it was written by Grant Morrison, art by Yannick Paquette, Nathan Fairbain, and Todd Klein. This is what I say about it, Reggie. And just to say, me and you were talking about it. It's me and Reggie. Me and That's Reggie. Because right. Eric, Here doesn't, he doesn't go for this nonsense. He doesn't <laughs> like anything oversized. You try to get that guy to do any extra work, boy. Yeah, no way. Happening. I laugh, too, before we go. Uh, every time this kind of comes up, even with the flash reviews and stuff like that, you always, you'll never learn. You always message me, hey, did Eric read these? Because we, like in this <laughs> podcast, we got together with him with Swamp Thing. He did yeah. read that. But you'll always say, oh, Eric, read that. Pfft. Like, I write back, are you kidding me? You, you really think that he's going to go out of his way to read this? I was giving him crap the whole podcast. I don't but, know. Yeah. if he, I mean, maybe there's other comics that he likes. You know, well, I, re- I read some of the comics you guys review. Oh, yeah. just I, I read every one, it seems. But, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't go any above and beyond. Believe me. He yeah. shows up. He smokes for a while. Then he, there you go. he says C in seven. He's off. But he is a – can't say he's a Grant Morrison hater. Uh, he's not a fan. 
So yeah. I think he called up, but I told him right away, which we'll get into it anyway. But yeah, this is about the least Grant Morrison story that I've ever read. But For it, sure. Yeah, it's, said, it's totally understandable. Yes, here's what I put about it. Grant Morrison gives us Earth One Wonder Woman's origin, and while the story has a, what did I write there? Oh, twisting. <laughs> Somehow I wrote twisting, T-E-I-S-T-I-N-G. What that, T-E-S-T-I-N-G? Good the story job. has a twisting and turning structure. The actual content is less Morrison than I ever imagined. Sure, he mixes some things up, but to me it was a love letter to every Wonder Woman creator and ends up being a story that I loved, especially with multiple readings. Yanni Paquette's art is so good, and it's his panel layout and use of borders that really impressed me. This is the first Earth One book I've ever read and reviewed, and I was so impressed, Reggie. I immediately mm. bought Teen Titans Earth One, and then I got Batman Earth One at the library yesterday, and I'm planning on read. I'm going to read those. I might even review them. We'll see. Those, those are both really good. The yeah. Teen Titans one is awesome. Now I, it's funny because I say I'll probably review it. I to the way this is, there's hardly a time that I would read a book without the idea that I'm going to review it. It's almost yeah. like when you're in school and you have a lot of homework, you're not going to read a book on the You know what I mean? You yeah. have to do a report on War and Peace. You're not reading fucking A Tale of Two Cities just to fuck around. So, yeah, you yeah, got to economize. So I would expect that. I probably, I think I'm going to do Teen Titans Earth 1 first. I think that's the next one I'm going to read and review. But yeah, mm-hmm. I have the issue. This is something that DC actually gave us a little advance. That's why uh, it came out this week. Print, I believe, and digitally it's coming out this Wednesday. It's a weird yeah. deal. Well, I guess it's not weird. They want to push you to, to get the print first. But yeah. Uh, it actually it, only came out print to comic stores this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to hit bookstores and digital next week, yeah. which is, which I is didn't even, it's yeah, really I interesting. Didn't really yeah, it's a little different way of kind of giving the uh, props to the you know brick-and-mortar fucking yeah. comic stores, which is, which is fine. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, this book, I went into it because it's Grant Morrison, thinking that this was going to be a crazy deal where you were going to, oh, my God, there's going to be this, and you're going to have space aliens, and you're going to have that, this twist. It, it isn't. Now, the structure is a little off. Not off, but it is something where it took me a little to wrap my head around what was going on. I don't know yeah. about you, if you were right in. Um, but, yeah, it starts off. It, it gives you a full-out new origin of Wonder Woman, and I liked it. because The thing about Wonder Woman that's odd, um, and I think I put it in my review, is the reason why I stayed away from Earth-1 books a lot of times is, you know, I've seen Superman has his origin. I like the origin. You have pretty much, you can pretty much say, I could go to my kids right now. They, yeah. they will know the basis of it. They know the basis of a Batman. Yeah. To see that changed around or whatever sometimes seems to me like kind of not goofy, but unnecessary. Like, here we go. What if story with this? Wonder Woman has a bunch of origins. Yeah, she's like and, the Hawkman of origins. Yeah, yeah. You know, just- so yeah, you never know which ways. one you're getting. And I love that Morrison goes in and kind of plays with every one of them. He does and, make, and makes good sense of it, too. Yeah. You know, I'd say you should know uh, basic basic high school level Greek mythology. You know, it's not really that deep, but that would yeah. help you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it would. But uh, otherwise, it's pretty much he's going to lay it all out for you. If you even, I would say even if you've never read Wonder Woman. No. I there's no reason yeah. you can't just, you know, get right into this because he structures it in such a way that it all does make some sense yeah uh he includes you know her being made of clay but also her being 
descended from Hercules. Yeah, from you know, Hercules, he, he incorporates yeah. everything. And what I like about that is that's like a new thing. But you see in the beginning where Hippolyta and Hercules are fighting. And whatever I really that threw me off actually at the beginning because I'm an idiot and Hippolyta looks a lot like Wonder Woman. Definitely, but once, yeah. Once you get into that, and then what happens is it makes sense then because they even tie it into her character makes more sense that she has uh, Hercules. You know, she's Hercules' daughter in this, and she's wild. She has the, you know what I mean, and it yeah. really makes sense. And it's one of those things that all these years her mother has hid the truth because of you know, the ramifications of what she actually did. But also, I think in my mind, she was hoping this wouldn't play out. Like, she, okay, she's Hercules' daughter, but I won't tell her because maybe I can corral her in. And she, But it, it, it doesn't happen. And then it bites her in the ass because then yeah. they find out. And in fact, Apollo seems to have caused every bit of trouble that happens in this issue. It's all because of her. And she's trying to do the right thing. But she, she is also... Trying to tell Diana, stay away. Don't worry about the outside world. The man's world is awful. They, they're war and things. But yet she is so interested in it that she keeps tabs on it with her mirror. Yeah. And that's what actually leads the men to go search for them, which is that's, how Steve that's Trevor. That's her hubris. You yeah, know, and that's I, how Steve Trevor gets to the island. I love and, the fact that it was in a, the Bermuda Triangle, yeah, too. It's yeah. just like, oh, that's like so a clever, easy way to say this yeah, is why it can't be found. There, and that's know? why it can't be found. That's great. And they're there. Well, Steve Trevor goes, and Wonder Woman, I love how he spells it out because the, obviously Wonder Woman goes, finds Steve Trevor. But you see that once she sees this, she's been wanting to kind of get to the outside world anyway. It's been, yeah. you know, nagging at her. And she has set up ways to do this and ends up like, it's almost like a, a not a mystery, but it's like a puzzle of what she does. She, she becomes the champion. She's all this stuff to get the ship, to get off, to get Steve Trevor. And they get off and they go to man's world because Steve Trevor is hurt. He crashed in yeah. a fucking plane in the he, Bermuda he needs, Triangle. He needs man's medicine. Yeah, he needs man's medicine because they have some medicine, obviously, on Paradise Island, which is a, a weird... Uh, weird science, uh, freaking yeah. purple ray does not work with man. So Diane has to take him. But you, you know, off. it's it's Jim. Jim, it's funny. The uh, the purple ray is such a weird thing from uh, Wonder Woman Silver Age. Mm -hmm. But we've talked about it now twice in two weeks because they used it in Wonder Woman seventy seven. Yeah, they did. Also, and now yeah. they use it in this. So it's like, is is it making a comeback? You see it sometimes. <laughs> the purple ray is making a comeback, <laughs> and I liked it. it. I it's again. We, uh, he, he, we talked about the, the coming of Superman earlier. Yeah. I like when – I love that shit. I just, it's just me. I love that stuff like that. And he uses it in a way that I really like because then it stresses later that in Man's World, you know, stuff's different obviously because she thinks when they go to Man's World that they should just get their purple ray. Yeah, you know, what do you got? A, right a green ray? Yeah, just use it. <laughs> What's going on? What is this medicine shit? Just get the yeah. purple ray. And I love telling you. It's a fish out of water once she gets to the outside world, man's world. Yeah. And I love the way Grant Morrison does it because most of the time in these superhero books, you have this superhero. You have Wonder Woman, obviously. She's a stunning woman. Uh, she just shows up in man's world and people are a gaga. Oh, my God. Look at her. Oh, not here. She goes and she just thinks because she's a woman and she is a princess, all these things, she could just go into a hospital and start ordering them around. 
Yeah, and, in a language they don't understand. Yeah, they they're don't even like, understand. She's lady out of here. crazy. And yeah, they're like, what is this crazy woman doing? Get the fuck, somebody get her out of here. And she's <laughs> like, I get, what do you mean? Men order you around? And it, I like it. I It's yeah. really funny. And then she goes, even to the point where she thinks she's going to go and, I don't know, does she think she's going to heal those people? She goes, there's old people, and she's very taken aback of, why do you let your women wither and die? And why isn't this like my home? And what? And you women should stand proud and and it's nice but it is something where you see that she is completely like she's out of her element and the people realize this nobody's going nuts and she doesn't heal somebody miraculously she's talking to an old lady holding her and the lady dies and uh i like that and then she runs into my favorite character in the book which is elizabeth etta candy and she's etta candy's awesome i love her and well, they she, call her Beth. They call her yeah, Beth. Beth, I think. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Beth. Um, I, she's great. And she, if you are reading The Legends of Wonder Woman, it's very similar. I, we were talking earlier. I, I think it might be a bit of a coincidence, but it is good. She's a larger girl. She's very confident. She's freaking brash. And I like it. And uh, she, it's weird because even in The Legends of Wonder Woman and this, I like how you do get the idea that Etta is so forward that they can be best friends already. Like, she's yeah. going to force her way to be best friends because it seems she's a free spirit, right? Definitely. You see Wonder she... Woman and she, you know, hey, look at this girl. I'm, I'm in. And I loved it. And, yeah, that you get the costume. You get a lot of things with, with uh, Beth Candy that I really liked. And I'll, I'll even mention the big thing, one of the twists is Steve Trevor is a black guy. Mm-hmm. That's no big deal. It, to me, I like that because... It's it's sad to say, but the minute I saw him, I realized that we're dealing more in the present time than yeah. say a World War Two or even a World War One. But yeah, that I like the fact that right away it kind of gives you that idea. I and said, you know, and and realistically, you know, there's just not one reason he can't be. No, there's no. not one. I mean, you could you could really say that you know to some extent about any character, uh, you know, of any. Yeah, Wonder Woman could be black also, yeah. but Steve Trevor is the easiest one because. What the hell's the damn difference? Yeah, you know, no whether difference. whether they have a relationship or not, or it it means and you know it, why it I re- changes that his function in the story not at all. No, it's not at all. Time. I like the fact that you know you're going to change some things that because really I, I have not read the Teen Titans Earth One or the Batman or Superman. Uh, to me, this doesn't even have to be Earth One. You know what I mean? This whole thing and that yeah. you know they're like, hey, look, this is a little different. It mixes it up, and yeah, there's no reason whatsoever not to have it. I like it. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm paging through it now on my thing. And before we even go on, the art's incredible. The, yeah, I mean, I was going to – I don't know if you want to do a wrap-up in the end. That that deserves its own – before any of the story, the art in this is just amazing. And the yeah. layouts, the plotting is it's, an art of its own. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. The, the panel layouts and the borders are – you know, at points you have borders that are the lasso. Uh, you have borders that is like Greek architecture, and it, it's so good. I'm even looking when that lady dies, the panel layout of that, the border is actually her EKG. And oh, it's, really? It's, yeah, it's awesome. It's or when, so or good. when the Gorgon, when Medusa shows up, it's yeah. all like snake scale. Yeah, it's, all, it's everywhere. snake scale. It looks like part of your the thing because we read it digitally. Uh, part of your screen is turning to stone. It, it's so good. But yeah, it all ends up with Edda 
Wonder Woman's there in the man's world, and Hippolyta then goes to the other extreme. Like, she has set up so many problems. Now she gets Medusa to head off to go and get uh, Wonder Woman back with a bunch of other warriors, and they show up, cause a lot of problems. In the meantime, they, um, they uh, what's it called? They turn Steve Trevor to stone. So yeah. he, she grabs him. They go back. Edda's with him. Uh, you know, they go back to... Uh, Paradise Island. Now, I, we didn't even say the main premise of this is that because of all the things that lead Wonder Woman to get the man, steal some shit, get this, go. She is on. She's on trial now. She's on trial through this whole yep. thing. It's set up. The whole issue is set up as scenes during a trial. Like, hey, this is what happened. Then they show you what happened. But it, she is on trial by uh, lasso, trial by truth <laughs> and fates. She uh, had to there, swear there. upon a lasso. Yes. And in the meantime, she's telling the story. Uh, Beth Candy's there. Great, too. I love when she shows up. They, they have her. They're having this big – I mean, this is a huge council of a foreign land. They're having a trial by something you don't even say. And freaking Etta Candy shows up, and she's like, hey, Etta here, holla. She's like, hey, yeah, she's, she's so good. And, yeah, she's yelling at them like, hey, you got you to gotta loosen up, ladies. Yeah. And um, I really like it. But, yeah, the whole thing is the trial. Wonder Woman's under trial. And in the meantime, she twisted around, and that's why you learn or how you learn all this stuff about Hippolyta that she's done because Wonder Woman then turns it around and puts her on the stand per se to say like, what did you do with this? And what did you do? And then that's how we find out she indeed Hercules daughter, uh, the signal from the mirror is what drew Steve Trevor. And I really like too because Steve Trevor does get healed. And that is probably the wonkiest thing though, because we, they're like the, the, the purple ray will not work on man, but then she adjusts it, kind of gets right. him out of there because you, because she women turn, did this. She had we to can turn, turn the dial this. to Dick. Yes, she turned That's it all. to Dick, saved them. <laughs> but I really like this too because there's Steve Trevor, and they're like, "Why were you here?" What he doesn't lie. He was sent there to find out what the hell was going on. He was yeah. supposed to find them and the report. He lied. He did not tell the military about it because he realized these are good people and what he was going to do was wrong. And I really yep. like that because it's like the first inkling that they have that, wait a minute, man, it may not be that bad. And I, I'm still thinking because there's the rest of the Amazons, they hear about Hercules. And I'm like, God damn it. You know what? Maybe we want Dick sometimes too. Apologize. <laughs> but no, they really call out a lot of like, there's a lot of, uh, there's lesbian overtones, undertones. Sure. Uh, there's that. There's some bondage involved. And we said that's a lot of William Moulton Marston stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's there. And I don't mind it. Uh, there's some people who had issues with it. Uh, it's doing not, I mean, I, I didn't find it pornographic. It, no. You know what I mean? It wasn't like sh- a stroke well, book. You know why, I, you know why I liked it? I liked it because it's more spelled out a lot when she goes to man's world. I hate saying that, by the way. But when she does, <laughs> the way Wonder Woman explains it to even Beth Candy or when they show it, it's just what happens. That's what they do. Of it's course. Not, it's not overblown. It's not, well, what, what like, you it's not even sensationalism. On of yeah, I know. And <laughs> it's not over, you know, it's not there to make you gasp and go, oh my God, he didn't, yeah. he went there. It is a, it's more of her, or it's more of Grant Morrison through Diana showing that they have different ways and that's what they do. And yeah, you have a fucking island of women. What are they going to do? Yeah. They're still, they're still people. And, uh, yeah, and I like the bondage thing is kind of funny because it is kind of like a wink-wink thing because she is going to give – she's going to put Steve Trevor in bondage, but it's not – this is just a ceremonial thing. 
for yeah. an Amazon to show, like, oh, you're, we're friends or whatever, and this. And Ed is like, God damn, no, no, you can't do that to him. Yeah, that's it, it's good. funny. But I, it, to me, that was like a wink at the deal. And, and basically, though, it ends with this whole thing. They realized that, man, and then uh, Hippolyta realizes that, you know, she was wrong. Uh, we're going to do some things a little different, but Wonder Woman, it ends with Wonder Woman going back to man's world and announcing herself and saying, hey, you know what? I'm Wonder Woman and I want to, you know, talk to you. Let's let's see what we can yeah. do. And I loved it. And I'm telling you, I got done. I, I want the next volume. And who knows? Oh, That's sure. going to be like five years from now. I, know. I don't know if they, they've even announced anything, but boy, I wish that this was just a 500-page story because it's... It is about probably like 130 pages, somewhere around there. Yeah, boy, I, like I ripped through it twice and yeah. I, like quick. And there are there's some big like there's a lot of big page things with you know a full page deal. It's so much fun. Um, I, I Ima- loved it. Jim, imagine this was the monthly Wonder Woman. Yeah, this would be awesome. This would they, be fucking people would be this, going nuts. Oh my god! If they had Grant Morrison on this, and I'm sure that Greg Rock is going to do a great job. Sure, but boy, yeah. It, right there, you'd have this could have been like the first run. This would have been the first uh, major arc. Boy, I would have been. I don't know. I, I was possibly. I was really close. I gave it a 9 2 on the site. Yeah. I, I'm thinking to myself, I, I should have went 9 5. It's, there's it's not much really wrong with it. There's yeah. not much wrong with it at all. Um, I, and, and, and again, I just got to say again at the end, the art. It's it's, un- it's, it's own makes it worth it by itself. Yeah. It's so good. It's, yeah. It really needs to be seen. And I I'll, I'll say it now. If you are a Wonder Woman fan, you, you have to get this. Oh, there it's a no brainer. No yeah, you way get that you can't get. You have to. And, and if you're someone that's that's been yes. annoyed by the recent run, then get, you or, have to get. I'm telling you, you what, we just have to say you have to get this. It's so good. If you it like one, if you I don't I, any comics. It, this is one of the better comic experiences I've had and uh, quite some time. I right. loved it. I loved every bit of it. And like I said it made me go out and buy another freaking trade or graphic novel, the Teen Titans one. Luckily, the library had the. Uh, Batman one. I was going to buy all of them. That's I'm a it. cheap, I'm a cheap man. I already spend enough on comics, but yeah, I, I know. Out and got these. And uh, the one thing I, that you read the other Earth ones, right? Sure. Yeah, and, uh, I, I really like the series. A okay. Lot. Uh, the Earth One Volume One of Batman. Very short. I didn't realize it was such a short story. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I was uh, amazed at how uh, you know thin it was. But did they? Did the Earth One Batman come out as individual issues at one point? Or no. Did they, it all, was, all of these involving graphic novels? novels. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what. And there's a couple volumes of the Batman and Superman. Correct. Well, hello. Hello. You I still there? Yeah, I uh, heard. Yeah, you know, I start. think Eric actually popped up on uh, freaking Skype and gave oh. us a little uh, thing there. Yeah, get Eric involved. We can yell at him. Hey, there you Eric, go. You... No, but uh, uh, get... no, uh, yeah, there are three volumes of Superman, uh, two volumes of Batman. I think Batman is very strong. Superman is. They're all very good. Yeah, uh, to different degrees. Teen Titans probably. I now I'd say Wonder Woman is probably the, the best of, yeah. of the series. Yeah, then no, Teen Titans, then like, Batman, then like Superman. Like Eric. Eric doesn't get involved in it. He's very against Earth-1, and he kind of skewed me away from it as well, but never read him. He just does not like – he likes yeah. his continuity. He likes what's going on. He doesn't need these what-if stories. He doesn't want extraneous like – Yeah, and I'm telling you, it kind of – I went into this just, okay, we got this a little early. I'm going to re- – I loved it. I really did, and I think that everybody should give it a shot. It's – you know, I think it's like 22 bucks print. 
sure yeah. it's going to be the same digital. I think it what twenty two ninety nine something like I that. A weird price. It was, yeah. That's a weird price point, but uh, it is sort of weird. It's definitely worth it. It's worth it uh, easily. But yeah, I I loved it. I'm glad you liked it too. I was afraid that we were going to get on. And you were going to be like, oh, I I really didn't like it. I'm and very combative. We wouldn't, yeah, and we wouldn't have had a lot. That would have been me <laughs> if Eric loved it. I uh, two out of ten. But yeah, uh, I love that. I say this. Later on, we're going to have our pick of the week, and I will, I did not include this because in the little behind the scenes, we're talking about this the next day. We did the podcast last night, uh, and also it's not a monthly book, so I'm no. Clear, but yeah, this is the best book of the week, if not the year already, easily. And I say everybody who likes comics, especially Wonder Woman, go out and buy it. It's so good. But yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right, digital spotlight. Beep, beep, spotlight. Beep. Spotlight. Spotlight. Spot, what did Eric call it? Digital. I always Search ask. Light. Searchlight. <laughs> yeah, it kind of happened to us this week. We, we're going to talk about two books mainly. Uh, there was a Dark Archer book, and really somebody on Twitter kind of asked us if we were going to review it and also was just calling it out to you, I think, saying, yeah. hey, it's a really good issue. Like, they really liked it. I think that you and them – only two people reading it. And, I mean, really, and you no, did, I'm shocked so, that someone yeah, uh, reached I, it, out. Well, it's funny because as we were talking about this before we started, I was thinking, and now I realize when I did check who it was, it's somebody who follows us on Twitter, but they're also a big John Barrowman fan. Mm. And that probably explains it. That's, that's the only reason. They're it was reading. Eric, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> it probably was. But we have two books that we're going to talk about and two books that me and you both uh, generally like. But the first one is your book, uh, Supergirl, Adventure yep. Supergirl. Adventures of Supergirl, Chapter 6, written by Sterling Gates, art by Emanuela Lupacino, Ray McCarthy, and Hi-Fi. Sorry? I just said, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I just have to say stuff. I got to get my two cents in. That's fine. Uh, Maybe a half a cent is what I get in, but yeah. So this one uh, can really be summed up as Supergirl goes through the world of nightmares. Yeah. She first has a dream that she's got captured Viral Docs, and she's interrogating him, and he gets all spooky ooky and turns people into he kills everybody and then he turns people into zombies and it's just, yeah. there's a whole bunch of sticky things that go on but clearly someone's behind the scenes and the one interesting th- part about it was supergirl points out that when she was in her rocket from uh krypton yep. in the phantom zone for so many however many years she was sleeping the whole time, yes. so she's learned how to control her she, dreams. Yes, I don't know if she meant she was a lucid dreamer. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, It's funny because when it started out, I got angry because Sterling Gates has to throw in that Silence of the Lambs is an old movie. Like, Sterling, come on. You're making me feel old now. Sorry, Pops. Yes, but yeah. uh, Yeah, there's not much to this, though. Uh, Mainly because you don't even find out who is behind it. Um, You get the idea. And even there's a weird part right in the middle that kind of mirrors the... uh, the girl who had everything storyline that they had in yeah, the, the TV show. Um, the one thing that that got me in this issue, which I thought was, they really don't do a lot with Kat in this. Like, she's never really at work a lot in no. these anymore. It's always these big things. And it's weird because when it was first announced, it was going to be like these between things stories. But they, they really kept it action packed. Uh, not, yeah, you mean, know, not everyday sort of things going on. Uh, I'm, I I'm assuming space is at an economy. It's at a yeah. premium here, yeah. you know, so they, they don't want to waste time with her having her 
I mean, a conversation with like the cat could be half coffee. an issue. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> the one thing, though, I got, uh, I got this issue a little bit before you did. And when it popped up, I bought it, got it, uh, and started reading it. I messaged you like, oh, man, I was so pumped up because Emmanuel Lupacino was a big name that they threw out there when this was announced, when the yeah. series was announced. I love her art, and I did not really like the art. In this it wasn't that great. Uh, I don't know if I would, you know, I wouldn't No, say it's it was not bad. horrible. It's not horrible. It's just it's weird because I even said it was a weird thing last week had Pop Man. And his art style was a little different than the usual because it is a very cartoony-looking digital book, and yeah. his was a little less. This gets back to it, but I'm telling you, the thing I'm looking at it right now, I'm paging through it, the thing that threw me off the most is Supergirl herself, uh, especially in the dream sequences. She she looks older and bigger. I, I don't know. I, I just I wasn't that impressed with the art. Uh, yeah. The story itself... Like I said, not much happens. Uh, you see that she's having dreams, and basically she tells us she's learned to control them uh, in the Phantom Zone when she slept on the way to Earth, and, uh, and that's that. But it that's ends, it, yeah. it gives you a little peek at who might be the villain. and uh, I'm assuming that that's the next arc, the next two chapters probably are going to be It's impossible it's, to tell from, uh, yeah, you can't they tell. give you some yellow-eyed something. Uh, but what I put in my notes is basically, I think that this is, it's a third chapter. It's, you know, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, obviously, and they, they collect them in threes. Yeah. And though, though it's weird because they just announced that it was going to be coming out print, but this definitely seems like that filler bridge like we got the full Vril docs story in those first two chapters in yeah. fact it, it seemed weird to me to even have him involved but she is dreaming but uh you know this is just leading to a cliffhanger to, to get you excited about the next issue That's yeah and if it dope. follows the formula of a lot of digital comics she's gonna spend the next issue kicking the ass whatever yeah being yeah, this is and it probably yeah, be yeah, she'll you know, find I, out what it is, uh, who or what is doing this. And I mean, personally, I think the art the art probably fell short of the hype. Yeah, but it's, it's still, not like it's it, bad. I wouldn't no, have it's, to it's tell anyone more. you know to turn away from it. it no, it's, I'm telling it's, you, it's because it's right. I, was, I was hyped up. This yeah. was an issue of her with her art involved. I was really looking forward to it. And it just you know it just kind of is standard. I think it's understandable. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's really nothing to write home about, but it definitely yeah. is nothing to. Turn you no, away no, from no. it, you know. Uh, but yeah, the next one I'm trying to find. My wait, hey, I gave this oh, wait, one a Oh, wait, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you give it? A seven point five yeah. out of ten. I'd which probably I think go is seven. Right. Yeah, I'd yeah. probably go seven. It's like a, it's not that I hated it. Uh, a seven's a good score, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, my next one, of course, I'm looking at it and I wrote down everything except the the number of the chapter. That's <laughs> smart of me. Here, let me see. What else? Well, you could tell us that Dark Archer. Obviously, you didn't read. I didn't read it. I just bought it. Uh, Jim informed me that it uh, it had come out Wednesday. Although yeah, I'll right tell you, before remember, we started here, do you remember on Wednesday? I messaged you in the morning. I said, "Isn't Batgirl supposed to be out?" It wasn't on the digital store yeah, until yeah, the, like yeah, eleven the, in the morning. Yep. The so I went back and I said, "Oh, Batgirl's there." So I bought that, and Dark Archer must have come on later than that because yeah, it must have come on later. You know, I so did, I, so I did message you, and I think even with me checking all the morning, other one. <laughs> but again, yeah. this is what happens with the digital stuff. They kind of just throw it out there. You never know. And I don't even know that this was, well, it does come out the same week as Supergirl. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, they everything, even that Batgirl was odd. It's a, a 50 issue. Everything came out on the store. Uh, but we get things digitally. So we're, we're checking it out and that yeah. buying my stuff. And 
I didn't even realize because I'm going down, but that was going to be my first book that I reviewed besides a Midnighter that we got early. And yeah. uh, so I, ha- I just kept waiting and waiting. But uh, I do see now it is Injustice Year 5, number 16. Right. Number 16. And I got to get my notes now. I am not prepared today. Where, Good job. where are my notes? Oh, my goodness gracious. Jim has been working on this all it day. It is written by Brian Pucciolato, <laughs> art by Br- Bruno Redondo, Juan Albaron, Rex Locus, and Wes Abbott. And I put, this chapter is all about showing how far Superman has fallen. Well, I thought that Batwoman was going to bow out this week. I think if you remember, I said that I thought she was going down hard. It was just the Joker underground resistance that ends up on the wrong side of some Superman heat vision. Problem is, Batwoman and Harley had already signed, showed them the error of their ways. But Superman ain't got time for that. So Batman (laughs) nobody got time for that. So Batwoman lives another week. But the beginning of the book hints at the dark future of Selina Kyle. I'm looking forward to seeing how Bruce reacts to Superman killing so many Gothamites. Uh, it was enjoyable, but very quick. Uh, not a lot happened in this issue. The art was really good. Bruno Redondo is one of my favorite artists on Injustice. He's been on the last couple. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, I gave it an 8 out of 10 on the site. Mm. But really, not a lot happened. Uh, you get this whole thing. It was the buildup with this Gotham underground, the Joker underground. And it's weird because I really thought we were going to get a little Batman. Like, you know, something like that happens in Gotham where guys are yelling and screaming about, you know, the Joker and how he's the face of their resistance. It's a cool concept. That's Batman bait right there. Yeah, and you would think Batman would have shown up. Instead, they kind of threw Batwoman in there, and I don't know. It kind of came off a little little lame. Not lame, but it wasn't as hard-hitting. I wish that Batman would have shown up and then left because Harley and Batwoman leave right before Superman show up. They're like, hey, guys, you know, you got to do it the right way. Joker was a horrible person, and Harley's really good in it. She she even stands up, and she's like, yeah, he's a pretty fucked-up guy. You don't want to, you know— yell his name out and, and gather around him. And they kind of, it's barred. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll tell you what we're going to do. And mm. then they leave. They're, they're driving away. And next thing you know, you see a big explosion. It's Superman just, he fries them all. And then he goes, but yeah, it's, it's more, uh, to me, this was just to show that, you know, there's no going back. That all this time, you, you kind of get this idea. Well, maybe Superman will call it true. It's not that. It's a weird book because you know what kind of happens if you played the game. Yeah. But this really spells out like no, he he doesn't care now. You also get the impression, the- you know, we know this is the last year, and I think Brian Bucciolato, he's partly, he's got to obviously spin his wheels a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, he does play it out, but he, he's taking the time. To do a little bit of characterization. Yeah, there is character give, give work. Give some moments, you know. That's cool. And it's weird because uh, when this first started with Tom Taylor, I thought the biggest thing, obviously the thing that everybody grabbed, that, oh, my God, it's Superman. He's bad. Uh, there's a lot of crazy killings. You know, you had Black Canary. Yeah, that would be a Green Arrow. All of them go down. But it made it good because of the characterization that oh, yeah. Tom Taylor did. So when Green Arrow died, uh, which was one of the biggest moments of this whole series, you cared about it because you cared so much about how he gave you the characters. And when Bucciolato jumped on, I think he had a lot of things that he had to catch up. If the story was already set in place, and I think that he's finally getting to do a little bit of his own, and they said, listen, this is going to be a little more of an expanded year, so you have some chances to you know, give us a little thing. And his big thing was Damien, the last couple issues before yeah. And that's going to be good because at some point, you know, Damien's against Batman and they're going to come face to face. And then I even saw some solicits that came out about, you know, uh, a dark thing happens and Damien and Batman have to, you know, put aside their differences. So it'll be really good. But I've been enjoying it. 
It's not my favorite, but at one point I gave it book of the year, the one year that well, for the site. That's yeah. how much I like the first two years of Injustice. It's not as good as that, but it's good. It's it's worth the ninety nine cents. I really enjoy it. But yeah, yeah. it seems like it's got some payoff for someone yeah. who's been following it yeah. all along. Yeah, and that's for it's been a long time uh, <laughs> yeah. doing it. Uh, there's a couple of people on the site. This Anne who comments on the site every week. She's all into it. Like she, if I really was sick and tired of doing this book. I'd be calling her right now and yeah. tell her she could do it because, boy, there's times when I write side. She's like, no, I really think this. I'm like, God damn it. She's right. I don't, <laughs> I don't admit that because, you know, I, I don't want to admit being of wrong. Of course. No, yeah. you never you but can't. Yeah, that, that's about it for the digital, though, this week. Yep. Uh, next week, we'll have Wonder Woman 77, right? I as hope, far as yeah. we know. In and theory. I'll, I'll have Injustice as well. And I, I am catching up on Legends of Wonder Woman. So yeah. I don't know. I don't think it'll be next week that I'll be fully caught up, but it'll be the week after. And then it'll probably be at the end of the, the run. I'll finally catch up. I have like one issue left. But, yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I think I'm down like nine issues now. Uh, but before I was like 12, 13. So. Yeah, you're hacking away. Yeah, I'm trying. Ray Dillon's happy. Yeah, yeah. It's a great book. So, again, I'll even give it a little uh, shout out if you want a Wonder Woman book. And uh, during this point in the podcast, I think we would already have been talking about Wonder Woman uh, Earth One, um, yeah, it's a little behind the scenes. We haven't talked mm. about, it, but it, how we edited it in. Um, but there's a couple things from that that I think even Grant Morrison grabbed from that, which is mm. kind of seems kind of silly that they would do something from a digital book like that. Uh, but yeah, a couple things kind of uh, ring true in that and uh, whatnot. But yeah, that's it for digital. And, yep. uh, I think the next thing we're talking about, we'll be going to talk about Bloodlines. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Right now we're talking about Bloodlines number one, written by J.T. Kroll, art by V. Ken Marion, Sean Parsons, and Andrew Dahlhouse. Ever since that meteor that causes instantaneous mutations landed on the outskirts of Pine Ridge, there's been an uptick in evisceration by monstrous deer and abundance of pubescent shape changing. The artwork is appropriately 1990s, but the storytelling in this comic book really shines. It's like watching a slasher film without having to tell your girlfriend when it's okay to look. And right now we've got Chris Sheehan from the website chrisisoninfiniteearths.blogspot.com. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. Hey, no How problem. Doing? What's going on, Chris? It's like we've done this already. Shut your mouth. Yeah, we're all the hands of this <laughs> we, now. We had some issues where we recorded this whole segment and it failed. It seems to happen to us like every couple months that that sort of thing happens. But uh, boy, it always sucks. But we're back. We're going to do this. And yeah, Reggie, you reviewed this on the site. And luckily, this I time did. you didn't you didn't spoil it with the score that you gave us. But well, first, that's right. Well, yes. well, first we have to mention that that uh, Chris did write a great article. That's this where month I was getting to. All right, well, Jesus go ahead. Christ, no, you, you go, you go, you go, Reggie. He wrote an article explaining Bloodlines, the original nineteen uh, nineties annual crossover that DC ran, and uh, it was great. And you should check it out. But this comic has nothing to do with that, and you don't need to know anything about the 90s crossover in order to enjoy Bloodlines number one. No, and it's weird because before we did this, I'm talking not tonight, I'm talking weeks ago, even when this was first announced, uh, especially myself, I know Eric as well, 
like, what the hell is Bloodlines? And Eric knew. I knew nothing about it. I was it, that was my cool guy face. Like, what <laughs> yeah. was this, like ninety three, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I was in college. I, you know, that lasted that lasted for a couple of months, right? Yeah, yeah. My my <laughs> eight years of uh, my freshman years. No, but I was, I'm no I, dummy. I, I did. Yes, I'm no dummy. But I I didn't know anything about Bloodlines. So when this was announced. I remember talking to you, Reggie, and saying, like, well, what's this? And I think I sent you the note, like, hey, they're doing. And I think your original yeah. thing back was, like, holy shit, what the fuck are they thinking what's, going back to what this? They, what are they dragging this out yeah, for? Yeah. You know, like, this, people have kind of put this away in a nice little neat box and uh, moved past it. But it was sort of a weird thing to dredge up. Yeah. And, in fact, um, I'll even put Chris on the line, uh, on yeah. the spot, I mean, right now. Uh, if you... In general, just a gut feeling, what would you rate out of 10, like the whole Bloodlines, the original Bloodlines crossover, what would you say it was about? Oh, it's sub five for yeah. sure. Yeah, and you're a guy who knew, you know, you read it and did all that and even that, and it's it was not good, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Wizard, Wizard Magazine promised me new, uh, pro- promised me first appearances. Yeah. So, uh, so I picked a few of these things up, and uh, they... Uh, they were not uh, very stable in their uh, you, level. You did get first appearances, though. Yeah. Just I, that really was a shitty fact. characters. Well, I'm read, I, I read your article. At that point, I wanted it. them to be last appearances. Yes, I, I read. Well, it seems like <laughs> most some of them were. Was. Was yeah. yeah. It was for some of them. Yeah, pretty much Hitman was the only thing that came out of it that actually had some staying power, right? Yeah, he was the only one with any legs. He uh, his series ran around sixty issues. Yeah, so that at least that came from it. But all these others. So when this was announced, and Reggie said it to me, and then even as we got closer to this, I said I know nothing about it. I tried to get involved. I even uh, ordered a trade, uh, like the uh, what is it? What are they called? Those archive ones that I did get that has the first like it's volume one of it. And I looked, and Lobo starts off the whole series. And boy, I, I, I couldn't even get through that. And that, that's just, it was all in annuals. So it's not like it was horrible to the point where like it was just its own series. This was actually being thrown into legitimately running series. And still, I, I couldn't get through Flam, it. Flam, Yeah, and it, boy. And so when they announced this, I, even not knowing about it, I thought, what the hell? Why are they doing this? Like, there's so many things. And Eric will tell you right away, where's the Shazam book? But God we're getting a right. bloodline. <laughs> and they could have had a Shazam six-part mini even. That was or, my attitude, Or they could have had a like, Doom Patrol or whatever they had. Yeah. They picked this. And I don't know where this came about. Was it, you know, Dan DeDio sitting there and, oh, man, we got to get back to it. It's such a weird thing that I've not seen one thing online. Chris, what you wrote on our site might be the most positive thing I've seen <laughs> on anything <laughs> online. Everything else, you look up Bloodlines, Bloodlines, uh, you know, 90s DC comics, and everything pops up of, uh, you know, top five worst ideas, top five worst runs, say that all these things are crossovers or whatever. And yet this is what they went with. But in the weird way, you don't need to know about the 90s. And it seems like the 90s thing, to me, is more a detriment than anything for this comic because it's going to throw people off. And yeah. you didn't need, like Reggie said just a, a minute ago, you don't need to know about Bloodlines. And in fact, if you don't, you're better off. Like me and right. going into it. Yeah. We're going into it. We have no idea. And it that was, was that book I passed on 25 years yeah. ago to pick up Batman yeah. in a robot basically, suit. Basically, what it seems to have turned into now is a six-issue mini that seems more of like a horror comic than anything else to me. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how you guys think about it. 
even though I do because we already talked about this. But, You're a liar. Uh, <laughs> yes, but you know what I'm saying. I, it, this is I've more, changed I, if, my opinion. Yes, <laughs> if, if people are out there, though, that were like, oh, blood law, oh, my God, I heard about that, or I did this, or I don't know anything about it, don't even worry about that. Just go into it. And give it a shot because I really liked it. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little more in detail. But you know, you know general, I, I like if this was pitched as a horror comic yeah. first, and then, and then the, maybe an editor or somebody said, "Hey, we could you know jam bloodlines in here it's for some just reason." Weird. This is like I start a band and I'm like, I really have this hard sound. They're like, you know what you should do? You should say you're poison. You know, something <laughs> like that. Like it doesn't make sense. I believe it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Or, hey, I have this idea of a superhero show. You know what? You should call it Mantis. It just doesn't make sense. No, never, no, never go that way. Well, that's what I'm telling you. you. There's no reason to pull in the Bloodline's name. Well, you had me if, with Poison. Yeah, yeah, Poison. You're, you were in. <laughs> you're, you're in with the po- Poison. But yeah, yeah, it's just our Bullet Boys. We're now Bullet Boys. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's very odd. But yeah, the, the book, and number one, just in general, I thought the art was great. I really liked it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's kind of a, it's not, uh, J.T. Crowell writes it, it's not holding your hand with the story. He's not going to come out and say, hey, this is this guy, this is that. You get a very loose, like I said it before, like a day in the life in this town that shit's gone wrong. Well, it's, yeah, you're only on a first name basis with all the characters in the first issue. You don't yeah. know anything, even a last name. Yeah, and there's there's a couple that show up. I don't even know what the hell they're doing. Uh, get <laughs> yeah. to them. Some of them don't crackheads. Come on. Yes. The issue starts off, and there is a uh, comet. A comet hits the. You could call it the night of the comet. Yes, it could be. It hits, <laughs> and there is an infection. A deer gets infected, and again. It's so funny because we did talk about this earlier. More, I actually didn't even pay that much attention to the whole deer thing. I just wanted to get to the comic I'm going. But, yeah, this deer gets infected. And uh, then we get to see. You just our, mailed it in last yeah, time, didn't you? How did you, well, you notice that happen? No, before when, when we talked about it earlier, and you're like, oh, the, com- the deer. I'm, the deer was in it before. I t- hey, yeah, he was at the beginning. Look at that deer. Got, once, until we get to that freaking uh, the credits page, I, you know, I am mailing it in. I just want to get going. But, yeah, so you go and then you're introduced to the main character whose name is Eddie. And I like, uh, yeah. I don't want to talk the whole time. Reggie, you, you tell us about Eddie. Well, Eddie is a uh, teenage boy who appears to have uh, contracted some sort of debilitating disease that has what left kind him of crippled. Disease? Uh, debilitating one? Yes. Ah, a uh, a degenerative disease? Um, and uh, he's got polio. Say it. I, okay. He's I think definitely he has got polio. He no says doubt. something about his back becoming a pretzel. No, and I thought it might be muscular dystrophy. It's it it's might... one. Of, it's something in that family. All of these it's... things run together for me. Yeah, again, it it, it is a very. Does Jerry Lewis have a telethon for him? He does now. <laughs> <laughs> it's very. It's like it's almost a generic disease. You know what I mean? You you yeah. don't know. Um, but you you get the idea right. Boy's got crutches. He well, you get the too. idea right away that it's it's something recent because he throws you yeah. in there and there's Eddie in his in his room. And first off, I said at one point it says I used to jump up even before my alarm, but now I can't even jump. And that's where you see he's crippled. And I uh, that does he, he should clean up still. I don't care if he's crippled. <laughs> clean up that room. The room is a fucking mess. Tell and, your kids. Uh, Come on, Chip. Uh, yes. Chip. 
You know that looks better than any uh, kid's room. That's true. Well, my room as a kid, it was, whoa, it was a wreck. But yeah, uh, well, you see, he has skate magazines. Mine would not have been skate magazines, but I would have hidden them a little better. But you, you have the, you get the idea. I think JT Crawl really does a good job of showing you that this is something recent. This is not like this kid hasn't been crippled all his life. He hasn't been crippled. Yeah. It's something very recent. Yeah, this is a uh, lifestyle change for him. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it goes. And he's along bummed and, out about it. Yeah, and that's basically his character. He is a kid who you, you don't really you know he skated, whatever. But yeah, he can't do that stuff anymore. I think he was just more of an enthusiast myself. I don't know. He has a skateboard there in the corner. He's yeah, that's why. Right. I would I would think that too. But he has a skateboard. Yeah, I had one too. Come I, on. It's <laughs> funny too because he has a, a guitar. I don't know why his legs are keeping him from playing the guitar, but whatever. But that, because his spirit is broken. <laughs> his spirit is broken. He is. You know, we sound awful. He does not want to sing the blues. No, well, he's singing the blues. But yeah, I don't think it's overdone. I I don't think that they really... I like him. I feel bad for him. He's a very likable character. Yeah, and I I get the idea. You know, you're there and you kind of get the thing of, hey, if I couldn't walk now and whatever, um, I'd be pissed too. I'd be upset. He does not come off as a whiny crybaby. He just goes about his life, tries to do the things on his own, doesn't want help from anybody, and he comes off very strong in my mind because of this. And yeah. again, as I'm subdued, through, but still. Yeah, but as I'm looking through it again, I also give uh, the mom credit. How I do she, not. <laughs> I do because she doesn't mention anything about his disability at all. Is she going to mention it says, every day? No, I'm saying that, but she's not, hey, watch out. They, I'm saying hey, kid, more of how you JT, could walk? Oh, I used to love No, you I'm that. saying JT, any other, you don't think any other comic writer, uh, you know, some hack would write. Right away, hey honey, watch out because I told you you're not allowed to do this. No, she's pissed because he eats shitty cereal that probably is it better than anything. Yeah, it does. Uh, but yeah, I like. I'm saying more about the mother about how JT Kroll is putting it across. It's not she like she knows her boy's independent and doesn't have to wipe his ass. Well, he's he's independent, all right. But yeah, he starts walking. His friend picks him up. His friend, I always forget his goddamn friend. Graham. Graham. Graham picks him up and they go to school. And then in school, you get the idea. Again, I think it's kind of sh- not stress, but it's kind of a subtle thing where there there is Eddie and he all these kids are having their normal life. Hey, the game last week. Oh, we got crushed. Oh, the coach. And there's Eddie. His life to him, it's done. That sort of thing. Like these guys are still, you know, athletes and whatever. He's just this crippled kid. And I think that where I got it was JT Kroll is also showing you that he is wrong, that he thinks that that's what's defining him and everybody's thinking that and whatnot. I don't think everybody is. He's projecting. Yeah, and I think that everybody else just considers him, you know, him. And um, I think that rings that rings true to how a teenager, you know, I definitely would have been. Oh, yeah. me as well. You know, so. uh, Yeah. That seems to be right. He, He feels like an outcast, even though. Graham wants to hang out with him. Everyone's yeah. very friendly. Yeah, everybody seems very friendly. But it, his entire fun. handicap is done very tastefully. And it's not—it's not one of those like a Joker's yeah. daughter thing where he's like, "Hey, everybody hates me," and it's like way over the top, the opposite way. But it's done well. And you're right. When as a teenager, I had very bad acne, Reggie. And thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> But I used to think to myself, oh, my God, it's so bad. And, and then I'd go to school and they'd say, hey, pizza face, uh, you fucking assholes. Because it was. I wasn't projecting. I was right. I had a pizza face. I used to stay home from school sometimes yeah. because my fucking zits. That's called it's validation. The it's the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One girl once said, yeah, you'd be really cute if it wasn't for that acne. If it wasn't and, for and, that face. And she disappeared and they never did find her body. <laughs> 
No, I was so mad. That is true. The girl said that. No, she, it's true. She disappeared. Or she, no, she no. drowned in a yeah, pus. She, yeah, she did. But yeah, and then you go through uh, Eddie's day. Obviously, he's the point of view character. <laughs> Thing. You go through his day. I don't even care and... about the book anymore. Just tell me about your life. <laughs> so then uh, I think that's our whole podcast. But then uh, you go and you meet another kid. And these some of these characters are just thrown at you uh, very quickly. One page, bam. Yeah, Albert. Albert is a kid who is the smartest kid in school. He's a Doogie Hauser. He is. Yeah, he is the Doogie. He's running the science class while the motherfucking yeah. science teacher is doing his fantasy class. football. Yeah, he's doing his fantasy football draft. Probably drafting DeMarco Murray right there like a fucking, fucking idiot. All nonsense or worse, uh, Nelson Aguilar like I did last year. I would have done the same. No, he's terrible. But yeah, he's going on. And obviously, is it obvious? He was that, great in preseason. No, I'm not talking about Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> I'm talking about Albert. Is it obvious to you that you know he's going to be the guy who's going to end up at some point helping out? And with, with he's a big DNA guy, correct? Honestly, at this point, he could just become a, a supervillain in my mind, like Jimmy Olsen did when he got a hold of the mother box in Earth 2. Oh, yeah? That's what you think? That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be okay. I got nothing. He's a mastermind. I don't know. But yeah, he's, he's going to be the kid it's who's going to It's a page where he's just reading a lecture on freaking uh, genes and freaking genomes and DNAs. I yeah. don't get much well, from now, the character. As, he's a Doogie Howser. Actually, Chris, does do any of these besides you said that Eddie himself comes across as, what was it, Longshot? Cannon. Loose can of long shot. <laughs> long shot was on the X Men. Yep. <laughs> that was me getting a date in high school. But yeah, any of these other characters, like does Albert or you know, Gr- it's, oh, it's funny because it, uh, you mentioned that you didn't have any uh, any knowledge of the, uh, the you know the old series. Yeah, and uh, I think that that helped you because I stared at this cover for way too long trying to figure out who everybody was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think uh, I'm thinking that we got here. We got Sparks. We got uh, Razor Sharp. We got is Razor uh, Sharp Haley. I think so. Because she looks like Marrow to me from the X Men back she in does. the late nineties. She does okay. after her after her prettying up, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think the girl with the uh, the greatest blog in the in the world is Sparks. Okay. And, uh, and I'm thinking that uh, that the dude with the gun might be Gunfire, but I don't know who Albert is. Okay, but th- but there are some connections between some of the other characters. Maybe. Okay. But yeah, maybe. Again, it's so weird because they are throwing a weird concept of bringing back best bloodlines that you would think that they're going to try to get something from it. Now, Chris, you were saying before that uh, Loose Cannon showed up previously in the New 52. Yeah, he, uh, he made an appearance in uh, Teen Titans number 11 just a, a year into the New 52. And uh, he was a, a villain, actually. Bad guy. Was and, that still uh, Liddell's run? That was Lobdell, yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, it was, uh, I guess he was posing as a recruit and then uh, had himself a heel turn and, uh, and uh, was actually a villain. Now, were, you were reading Teen Titans at that point? I've I've unfortunately been reading the Teen Titans. Yes. Very yeah, that, then I, I <laughs> do feel bad for you. I still like the Teen Titans I, at that I, point. At, at that point, when that happened, was there at because I don't remember. I don't remember anybody. Oh my god, there's a, a freaking you know, this character. Were there a lot of people saying anything about it, or were you the only one like, holy shit? I might, I might have been the only one to notice it. Yeah. <laughs> so, nobody, I think you were honestly, yeah, I'm telling you, nobody else even had anything to say about it, did they? Yeah, 
that was around the time where they were doing like where they launched that 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 horrible Ravages book. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they they introduced like the new Red Beast boy, and they brought yep. Terra in, and one of the Gen Thirteen girls. They just kept throwing characters. Gotcha. At hey, Eric, liked the Red Beast boy, didn't you? I actually love the Red Beast Boy and hate that he's green now because it made so much more sense that his <laughs> metagene was activated and that he was with the red. It made yeah. so much yeah, goddamn. Really and then all like of a that. sudden, we get the new Teen Titans like renumbering and he's green out of nowhere. Yeah, and and that, they but, never explained it. No. Ever. And that was yeah. what? That was probably a year before the even we started the site. Yeah. Correct? Mm. And boy, all I would hear every month. <laughs> God damn it, freaking Beast Boy was so good. It was it tied into the red. That's all we heard. It was amazing. But yeah, so nobody, there was nobody like, oh my God, it's, they're bringing back bloodlines. This is awesome. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody wants nobody that. Was saying it. But yeah, <laughs> we, we talked about earlier when we were running. And by the way, Reggie somehow is disconnected. He's and gone. We have gone no idea. Gone to win, baby. I said. I, ha- I, I have that effect dead. on people. Yes, I think he's dead, but he'd want us to carry on, I said. So we are keep on, keep it on, boys. Yes. Written on his tombstone. Um, but yeah, um, as we go, again, we just were talking about the tie-in of what characters might have been that for there. But again, you don't have to know anything about those characters because I don't know. I keep calling the guy long shot. I, I have no idea what's going on. But yeah, I really liked it. And I really like the character of Eddie. And I'm interested, even like this Albert, who, you know, a, this kid who's the smart. Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Say it right. He's only in it for a second. He's t- I want to know more about him. I don't know what it is. It's not just the writing or whatever. I, it's just the way this book is presented that... I just want to know more about the characters, and that keeps going on, and even to the point where you see people who are not really "quote unquote" good. I want to see more of that sleazy guy at the freaking uh, Texaco looking there's, at that one mother's there's ass. A, there's a sleazy guy who's looking at a mother's butt, and just awful. And you would assume that if something happens, this guy is not going to be a good guy. Um, I, I guess he's going to get some x-ray vision. He's going to stare at them asses hard. Yes. But you go from there. You have this, uh, I always see again, I always make and I'll admit my main thing that I say going into a book and after an issue is if I think that the God, I got to good. <laughs> now you're going to go and pay. You go and pay. I'm going to, no, no, no. That's pay. what you say every time. Oh, I thought you were going, <laughs> no, what happens when, I get down a book, I think, okay, what were the characters? If I don't remember their names, to me, that means they didn't stand out or whatnot. I don't remember half of the names in the yeah. book, but I do like them. And in fact, I'm going like, hey, I could say to you, oh, you know, the girl with the worst vlog ever. You know who I'm talking Dana. about. Exactly. And it's Dana. And that's another character that she pops up. She's doing a vlog where uh, she's the blogapalooza. My senior year, I'm doing, <laughs> somebody has to tell her, JT. Am Paul, I right? And that, yes, somebody has to tell her, and Chris, you'll, you'll be right with me, that mm-hmm. blogging isn't the greatest thing. She's no. like, she's like really pushing <laughs> blogging. I think she should start off, get a website, lady. Don't go Jimmy, blog. You're not going to watch my blog? No, I'm not watching your blog. She doesn't even know that. She's just, she's having blog a loser. Blog a loser. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like she's just documenting each day, and it, it's so lame. It's like, hey, here I am today, and hey, check you out. Am I, hey, right? But, <laughs> am I right? She say, am I right? But yeah, she's talking. She's going to go to college. Somehow she thinks Penn State's a really good college in the lines of Brown or NYU. I think somebody's got to tell her different. I think she might not be going to college. Yeah, she might not. But yeah, uh, you get her, and again, you don't get much, but she seems peppy. And, you know, mm-hmm. something's going to happen on this vlog where they're going to get the, uh, you know, a mutant or something on there. And yeah. 
you you get you get the idea where these characters are gonna fit in the story kind of, but I really like it. And then you get Megan Fox, right? I'm telling you, this character Haley, who is just a mechanic, we have her for one panel on one page, and we are presented to her by her like Megan Fox winning over the freaking yeah, hooded Transformers. It's exact. It is exact. And you think maybe that's kind of a goof? It might be. It might I just be. know she has a lot of sex appeal. She can work on my car, and I am in yeah, love she, with this yeah. woman. Yeah, she's there with this guy, Stu, that kind of looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hat. Fucking guy. Monster her, hat. Her but yeah, and it, it goes. I'll give JT Crawl something, too, that as the issue flows, it does flow almost like a um, what I would say would be like a continuous shot video where they have those because it goes from this, then somebody kind of comes in and it goes to her, that Dana. Then right. from Dana, it goes, that, you know, goes up. Well, you get Haley, who is now talking or talk, telling the one guy about, hey, I'm fixing this car, whatever. And then it goes to the guy who was on the phone, who these two guys, we don't know who they are. You say they might be. They are uh, cops. They are DA, bad cops. They, might, they are the worst. Because they are narco agents. They are having a bad day. So what you do on a bad day in this comic is you go beat the shit out of crackheads. You, you don't crack try to help start, them. Yeah, well, you are helping them. Well, you are because they walk up, and I, I love it too. They're walking up. They have their badges there. These crackheads <laughs> do not react to the badges, really. But what yeah, they, they do? Re- oh, man. No, oh, that, man. Telling, that oh, man is when they're going to activate the dental plan. And I don't know about you, but usually crackheads do not have very good insurance. So I don't know what dental plan they're talking about. Yeah, or teeth. Hey, hey, I'm not a crackhead. That's fine. Yeah, really. Uh, he goes, hey, when was the last time you saw your teeth? I'm like, that, that part, it's like one page, right? It's Yeah, it's, yep. it's pretty much one page. They could have taken this page out if J.T. Crawl would have. But again, I think that they're setting up the difference between the bad and the good guys. I think that now in the bloodlines originally, not all the people, were they all good guys that were infected? Or did they end up fighting each other? Well, the, the the main the main thrust of the fight was against the the parasitic aliens, but okay. uh, there there were some not so not so good characters. Okay, I mean, obviously, we're setting this up to either you would you would assume that all these characters that are being profiled or really put to the front are um, going to end up being infected. That that's how that's I. That's when it really comes off. Yeah, and yeah. then instead of because we even said earlier, the parasitic deal is not really stressed here. In the beginning, the deer that I just glanced over <laughs> did have something affect the the neck when at the neck and like you said in the original bloodlines it was the uh spinal fluid that was yeah. you know was sweet, taken sweet spinal fluid yeah, you love that spinal fluid mm-hmm. um, the aliens did like a like a kind they kind of turned into like geiger aliens a little okay, bit okay yeah tube came out sucked the uh the, the yeah. spinal fluid out. so they they kind of have backed away from that a bit in this it more seems to me as it starts is just a comet that seems to have something that's infecting the people and it's going to go down so it's like night of the creeps yes it's night of the creeps but yeah right. uh, and speaking of creeps like i said these guys are just awful and i'm assuming they'll be infected or i, I don't know they, obviously they're going to do something they're the bad guys because without the big alien parasitic aliens where are the bad guys in the book? You know what I mean? The th- now the thing is, I don't know if I actually said this here or the first time we recorded this, but the issue plays off a lot to me like the pilot episode of the Static Shock cartoon show where this comet acts like that gas container that explodes that gives everybody their powers. Static obviously became good. A lot came, became yeah. bad. They had to fight each other because out of nowhere, people are just getting their metagenes well, activated. Yeah, and as we're talking about this, it actually does even uh, – 
remind me of what they're claiming uh, Joshua Williamson's Flash in Rebirth is going to be about, where the oh, yeah. speed force affects everyone. There's good, bad, whatever. But I do think that's what's happening here, that you're going to have good and bad guys uh, only because you don't really have a, a, an alien villain so far. I, this is only the first issue. We may find out later that it is something else. But, yeah, it does Next seem, issue, all about aliens. And like, yes, and like you said, Chris, the original one was where when they would get the fluid, if you had this meta gene, it would, uh, it would, it would uh, not kill you. It, it wouldn't uh, it would kill you, and then it would activate that. Yeah. And obviously that seems to kind of be in play. It's weird. Like we said earlier, this is a weird thing to say, like, oh, this bloodlines, it was such a hot property. We're going to do it. But they are skirting between, like, something new, but also, you know, bringing some older stuff in. Mm. I, I don't – J.T. Crow was not involved in, the, in bloodlines originally, right? No, no. Because – he was involved with Seinfeld. Back yeah, then. yeah. It seems. Yeah, it seems to me. Now this, I'm going to hear that goddamn Seinfeld yes. music every time I read this. <laughs> the the yeah, he was weird a thing about assistant. this is it's almost like this is being released to make up for the old event. I, I, Look, so I'm weird. sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I'm Here saying. If this was like this was the main guy, and he came back, and he's like, "This is what I wanted to," but it's not. It's just so weird. But yeah, they, <laughs> they end up. All this ends up in a big high school kegger. In the middle of the fucking woods. Uh, yeah. Big clearing in the woods. And again, you remember these parties, right, Jim? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You uh, no. Would, I remember it like Eddie because Eddie shows up and he thinks that, you know, nobody wants to deal with him because he's a cripple. I, I don't get that. We talked about that earlier. But, yeah, he even says, that man, he's like, I got invited here only because of Graham. It was the same thing. If you want to know, uh, the reason a lot of times I was invited to parties was because of my buddy Jamie, who was the guy I said earlier who would fuck a sock filled with mayonnaise. So that he was popular, though. I, it, it makes no goddamn sense, but he was popular. Also, <laughs> I, I, if you remember before, when I told you about a guy who uh, he had crabs and then grabbed them and put them in a jar and looked at them. Remember, I, remember that? The uh, guy yeah. at work? No, no. Well, no. This is the guy I went to college with. And, oh, right, right. Your roommate. Yeah, where he, they, everybody seemed to go. I didn't get him. Thank God. But a bunch of the guys in this house got crabs. Well, you think so. If some guy's pulling it off and putting them in well, a goddamn jar. Well, he decided to put it in a baby jar and look at them. It's like, what the? <laughs> What's a baby just... jar? Is that a jar for babies? Yeah, like a baby food jar. Oh, food. Okay. Baby food jar. I don't know how he even. College is weird, man. College what? is weird. Very odd. But I don't. Uh, I was like, why am I even talking about that? <laughs> but it was these parties. But he goes to this party. He goes to the side. Everybody's having a good time. He's going to drink. I like also that uh, they, he has to stress that he's not a big drinker. It's like, man, beer sucks. I mean, we don't need so it's like you used to say you had an allergy? Yeah, I, I had an allergy to hops. I just didn't like, I didn't want to drink beer. Is that so bad? Yeah. That's a good guy. But yeah, they're, they're in the woods. They're in the woods, and then all of a sudden, the, the freaking deer from the beginning that was infected just goes nuts. And well, the thing is, if Reggie was here right now, like we, he knows he wants to be, we all know it. Mm -hmm. We wish you well. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie. But, uh, he would try to. He'd be telling you that this is actually a horror comic. Which, funny enough, the first time I read this, I did not see it at all. But yeah. paging through after we were talking about this the first time, you could see it right away. You have the POV of the deer in the woods before it attacks, just like you would in a slasher film, where you see the POV who are stalking the victims. Yeah. And out of nowhere, I didn't even see this in the beginning. This just becomes a horror comic, yeah. and it's really good. This monster deer comes out of nowhere and just starts ripping motherfuckers apart. Yeah. 
And because I don't have much of a Bloodlines background, I take this fully as a horror comic and really liked it because of that. Uh, but yeah, this deer goes. And again, I don't know if you're supposed to think that when the deer bites this guy's fucking half his arm off, if he had this metagene, he would kind of become because this deer is just ripping apart. And you don't really get a thing because it will spoil it. Fucking what's his name? Graham ends up getting eaten. He's dead. And Eddie. Poor Graham. Eddie is trying to help him. I but barely knew you. Before there's even like a connection between Eddie and this deer, that's when he transforms. He mutates. He hulks the he's fuck a out. Blue Hulk and is awesome. It looks he awesome. He looks like Faker from He Man. Yeah. Uh, is is the character design anything like the old one, Chris? Uh, it's a uh, his uh, the old version. Uh, well, first of all, he was a he was a grown man in the first. Okay. Grown ass man. Yeah, he was a cop who was injured, uh, and and he was called loose cannon before he turned into a. <laughs> okay, so he was just a guy who was so going was and just, fucking just shoot. So everybody. he was Riggs. He was I got just everybody. And uh, and he, but he did have the same. He did have a, a an injury. I mean, he okay. was on the crutches just like uh, this. Guy. Yeah, was he? But uh, his uh, thing was that he would uh, he would change color, so he wasn't always blue. I mean, oh was, really? Blue, purple, red. It was all dependent on. Uh, I think it was dependent on his anger and level of strength. Okay. So I think oh, it was crazy. more Hulk than uh, more Hulk than I, I than I previously thought. Okay. Yeah, that that sounds now, pretty cool. Do you th- do you hope that happens again here? Or do you hope he stays blue? Uh, you know the blue is is a lot is a lot nicer looking. Yeah, <laughs> it I looks like really it. cool to me. I, I don't really know. Like I really it. hope he stays blue. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with with Marvel putting every color a Hulk under the sun. Yeah, uh, really. I, I, the, Let's leave this kid blue, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the character design's awesome. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, and if, if you want to know if people are just paging through or, or going, it's it's he's right in the front cover. That's he him. looks like a buff-ass angel from the X-Men, Archangel. Man, he yep. looks cool as hell. But yeah, and basically that's how it ends, that uh, his buddy That package, shit. I know, I was looking at it and... <laughs> I didn't want to say. I'm telling you that he is fucking out all I want to tell everybody. Place. <laughs> yeah, I want to find somebody infected by this metagene. But yeah, he ends up, it ends up where he's there. He couldn't save his, his friend. His friend Rips that goddamn deer apart, though. Yeah, ripped the deer apart. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with him reverting back to himself. And we had mentioned before, when we thought we were recording before, <laughs> that uh, you asked me if, Chris asked me if I thought that he was going to uh, be crippled still, if he could walk. And you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, I'm not so sure. And I think he's going to be crippled still. I think that's the way it went in the original. Okay, idea. because it'd be very odd if he, if all of a sudden he could walk. But I want to know, like, is this going to be something where he immediately knows how to transform? Is he not going to be able to control it? But because again, this is only six issues, so you can't yeah. have a lot of, you know, two issues of him learning his powers. I guess you could, and well, I don't even know what doomed. powers they are. Uh, yeah, really. Um, he does remind me a lot. We mentioned it before. He does remind me a lot of Doomed, and it's a shame because we were talking. I would love if he would end up. I like him enough already that I wouldn't mind him on the Teen Titans. I, he I just looks like a badass. Yeah. He'd be yeah. a cool addition. I want to see more of this character. Good. And it'd be cool with Damien leading the Teen Titans. He just hears about this guy. He's like, he's pretty strong. Damien would go for this guy. He'd want him. Actually, in. seems more like something that Tim would do when he's going out trying to recruit metahuman teenagers. Yeah. Well, I just think Damien would like it because he's strong. He's like, yeah, hey, I'll get grab this guy. But I really like it. I like the idea that. Uh, also, I really, really like it that when he changed. 
he was not just he wasn't like a brute just ripping apart mindless beast yeah he wasn't he went and he's chained and he knew what he was doing um yeah. i thought that was great i thought that was really good and again there was somebody online who gave this a really shitty score and Fuck really that thought that he what that it didn't treat the disability well and all that i i didn't see it at all i thought well, that if it's not true like background he don't like it no again though you, you have a kid who's crippled in a, in a comic well what are you supposed to do you know, exactly. don't you think that him mutating, it's not like he was the whole, man, I'm going to try. It would be something different if he heard that there was like some nuclear scientific thing going. He injected <laughs> something. I'm saying if he injected some weird shit in himself and, oh, my God, I just can't know. This happened. Because That's called he, heroin, well, Jim. This is, he, he just reacted. Thing. He reacted to a crisis with his with his buddy getting torn apart and that's what happened it's not that's what i like too we don't even know how his metagene was activated no, that's what point. i'm saying i really like we had the comet with the deer we don't know if he's by the comet because he's in the woods where the comet might have gone down because we yeah. haven't seen the comet since like the first page no, it's like the so first he just hulked out skipped. out of nowhere <laughs> i skipped that we, we don't know if the deer is a carrier or, yeah. if, uh, or if they are nearby the Ground zero there. Yeah, like yeah. i said yeah and they could be right you know right near it but yeah True. from all i could tell um, it didn't seem as if the deer physically touched Eddie at all yeah. to do anything. Not so before he hoped The only thing they showed was his hand on the ground, but that you know you don't know what's going on. But I really, I really liked it. I thought this was a really good horror comic in a uh, time right now where there's not a lot of dark comics in the DCU. There really isn't. There's get Swamp Thing, Constantine, Constantine. Not much more after that. So for six issues, I'm interested. I'm going to keep reading it. Oh, and, I'm down. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. And, and hey, it could go off the rails later. But right now, I'm very interested. I'm impressed that they did take this weird property. I just think that this weird property is going to keep them from You did the end with stuff. that obligatory no. Yeah, the, yeah. That's yeah. kind of over the top. But I still yeah. enjoy the entire issue. Yeah, and I want to see what happens. I Again, the way it's set up, you want to see these other characters get infected and what they become. I, yeah. That's what I want to see. And, uh, yeah, I would give it probably a 7.5. I really liked the art. I thought the art style was really good. It was very reminiscent. Chris, you said you thought it was very Brett Booth-esque. Yeah, Brett Booth has a very distinct face and nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, every nose I see here just screams Booth. Yeah, I'm telling you, uh, at the very beginning especially, it seems it could be a flash book when Brett Booth yeah. was on Flash. It really could have been a setup, like it would have been somebody who uh, got the speed force here. But yeah, I think that also at the very, very beginning, it even reminded me of a Jason Faba that me and a bit, yeah. Eric both yeah. thought so as well, which really, I this know... This comic's that, the love child of Faba yeah. and Booth. And here's the deal. I know <laughs> that Reddit hates fucking Brett Booth. I don't hate Brett Booth. I really like Brett Booth, and I really like Jason Faba. So that, what I'm saying, it's pretty much a compliment coming from me. Uh, and also helping out with that, we have Andrew Dollhouse on yeah, Colors Andrew Dollhouse and Flash on as color. well. And the colors mm -hmm. are very almost Flash-esque in that way. Very it's vibrant. Cool. Yes, they are. Yes. And I really, I really liked it. Uh, what would you give it, Eric? I would give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I had a good time with this book, and I really didn't think I would going yeah. in. I, I, how about you, Chris? An 8. 8 works. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, I really like it. I, I'm telling you, anybody out there who just wants to try out something different, I think that this first issue is worth a look. And uh, after everything we've been dealing with with the DCYOU, I kind of do want something new because, yeah. you know, I don't want them to change the characters that I know and love. Bring me some new characters yeah. in. It's just a shame that the, the rebirth is coming and people are going to 
you know, shy away from something new. Yeah. Uh, it's very odd. I wish this would have come out, you know, three months ago and just ended in June or whatnot. And or just launch uh, it in yeah, June. Yeah, or launch oh, yeah. it in June. Uh, I was just going to say that you could have this as, you know, not a rebirth title, but one of these things. And also, then I'll just, in a little aside here, I don't know what the hell they're doing with these minis anyway. They should brand them something different. Uh, I, they're really confusing. And next week, uh, the Gang of Harley starts. And I think that's also six issues. It's just going to confuse people. They're going to go into the comic store and say, oh, you know, Batman's Rebirth, what's this? Oh, what's this Harley? Oh, that's not real. I don't understand. And also, I know for a fact that the Reb- or the Harley is three ninety nine. Uh, is this three? I don't even remember what I paid for this. This is two ninety nine. Okay, two. At least you have that because you're going to have this Harley where people are going to go in and the new Batman's two ninety nine. They're not going to pick up a three ninety nine book that, especially something like this. So thank God it's two ninety nine. Oh yeah, um, definitely. They made this three ninety nine. But it's still, ridiculous. also you, down, you're yeah. going in June and it's already halfway through. Who's going to say like, oh, I didn't know about this. I'm going to pick up four issues. It just they. <laughs> <laughs> Me back in the comic book shop would have. Yeah, you would have. But I'm saying just people going in and that I just I don't understand. I would even say they should have grabbed a couple things and used this like a uh, sampler of this and some of these other minis as their free comic book day even. Just try to get some hype. Uh, they, they don't do shit like that. They, they don't know what they're doing. I guess. Like Chris was making fun of the Ravages earlier. I went back and picked up the entire yeah, series yeah. just to see. God, I wish I didn't yeah, do did that. Did you review the first issue then? I did, it? and I was like a five out of ten. I'm down. I'm out. Yeah. That was a bad book. And now you, you they said, how many issues did you have of that? that I think just I, it lasted, I think 12? I had 12 it issues. It did 12. Yeah. I, for some reason, zero, I thought too. it was 12. Oh, yes, with the zero. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, we'll. <laughs> We'll stop there. But yeah, Chris, uh, tell us where we can find uh, all your stuff. Oh, uh, I'm at uh, Chris's on Infinite Earth.blogspot.com. Um, try to do uh, a review uh, well, just about every day. I'm trying nice. to do a review a day for 100 days. And uh, sure. on, on days I'm tired, I just uh, you know make up something to stick up. That's there. right. Like, but, Eric, uh, <laughs> you just mail it in. Fuck. I have on a couple of occasions, yes. <laughs> but. Uh, I try to uh, stick to some more of the uh, more offbeat and uh, you know non non road worn uh, titles that uh, people yeah. might not know a whole lot about. Um, I like bloodlines. Uh, like bloodlines, yes. Uh, I'm always a, a little bit trepidatious about popping in on a on like a like a well known comic. Yeah, yeah. I did a Superman seventy five, but there's a million Superman seventy five reviews out there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, what am I gonna add to this? So I throw like a personal anecdote in there. Cool. But uh Usually, just stick to stick to the lesser known stuff. Have a have a good time uh, revisiting stuff and, and checking stuff out for the first time. Yeah, and I said uh, before when we thought we were recording that uh, we're gonna try to get you and Reggie to maybe do a segment, kind of like a retro thing. It might be something to take place of uh, Professor DC, something around those. Whatever lines. happened to that guy? And he disappeared. He went on he vacation. Said, I think he went to Angola. I don't know. I don't know where he went. He went to fucking North Is Korea. Is that on Earth? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Words. He went to North Korea on vacation and uh, some prank. Now he's at freaking hard labor. They, they're asking Clinton to go and free him or something. I, I heard. He'll be but, back in 75 years. Yes, yeah. So we, like, I would like to, to have you and Reggie on. You guys talk your crazy retro stuff because really. Your crazy retro you know, And when I listen, I, I'll learn <laughs> something because I only came about during the New 52. Is basically that sounds like a lot. 
lot of fun. I'm on board of Reggie's. Yeah, we'll do that. And of course, Reggie is nowhere. He's messaging me on Twitter. Are you getting these? He just from the afterlife. <laughs> and yes, yeah. And I put yes, I am now. But you're too late, you son of a bitch. He'll listen to this and be like, those son of a bitches. But yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for coming by, Chris. And also, what what's yes, your Twitter? Thank you. Uh, it's a it's at Ace Comics. Okay. A C E C O M I C S. So yeah, people can go and talk to you and check out your site. Where you're also on our blog roll. So if people don't remember things or write down, just go down there. You're right there. And I'd like yes. to thank you for coming by because I knew nothing about Bloodlines. Here did I. And, yeah, and we're gonna go back to the podcast. I, I say that, and we're already in the podcast. I don't know why I said that, but I think we're talking we're going about, back. I think we're talking about Midnighter next, so I'm sure that sure. will go well. But yeah, Hopefully thank you. It's Chris. Midnighter now. <laughs> thanks for having yep, me, Bill. Thanks. Thank you, Chris. Bye. See you later. Bye. Later. All right, in the next and last book of the night, Eric. Last book, I believe, right? Is this the yes. last book? Yes, it is. Midnighter. Midnighter. You know me and Midnighter. We have a, a long history. Me and that guy. Torrid history. Me and that leather clad devil. Um, this is not going to be one of those where I scream and yell about no. it. Uh, maybe. Actually, I might still, but it's not for the reasons usually. And again, usually at the end of the podcast, the last book, we throw in the worst. I can't say this was it because it's Midnighter number 11, written by Steve Orlando, art by Aiko, Hugo Petrus, Jeremy Cox, and Tom Napolitano. Napolitano. I was right, everyone. I just wanted to start with that because I was right. <laughs> Apollo saved Midnighter. I was right. And after they may have partied all night, Eric, or partied all the time, partied all the time, they almost kiss before being called in action. I'll stop you. You think they fucked the night before? No. Boy, that bed looked a little messed up. Looked like two people were in that bed. Believe I think it was me. more of a uh, spooning session because Midnighter was out. He was out. I think that that did not mean anything to Apollo. Apollo, don't play that, Eric. We've he had history. Care. I'm going to put this in your butt. Yeah. The Suicide Squad has given Bendix the last piece of the puzzle for him to make the Unified, which may be the worst superhero name I've ever heard. But if that isn't the worst superhero name, Eric, you don't like hot butt play, I wrote. I ruined my whole joke. You like hot butt play, right? Damn right. I call that a sneak attack. Yes, so it is the worst superhero name. After Bendix finally uses a door the way it should be, Midnighter gets to round two with afterthought, and it seems like his fight computer has been watching a Rocky marathon. The problem is, I didn't know what the hell was going on. After what I thought was an unnecessarily confusing fight, everyone ends up in Medora, ready to party all the time, Eric. <laughs> Go party all the time. You know, party all the time. I'm setting you up. I want you to sing here. God party all the time, party go. all the time, party all the time. Thank you. What is I love the part where uh, freaking Rick James has this talking. I love that with Rick James. I almost. I just love how bad, how much Rick James is getting into it. I always like, imagine. Yeah. I'm saying I don't actually think that's in that. Oh, I it's always not the ima- song. I think I, it's in the video. Okay, because I always yeah. imagine it there. I'm no, like, it is in the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in the video because that video has a lot of like extraneous talking and stuff over top, which usually drives me nuts in a video like that. Not there. I like it. That seems like they are partying all the time. <laughs> Believe me, from what I heard of Rick James, that's fucking true. That guy party all the time, Eric. But yeah, this issue I liked. And what I didn't like had nothing to do with Steve Orlando. One Not at all. He was uh, the best part about Steve this Steve Orlando, issue. actually, this is one of his better issues. I really, if you go back, that first issue of Midnighter, I think I gave a 9.5. That's crazy. Um, I liked it. There it is. You have it? Yeah. Listen. 
He parties all the time. Come on. Yeah, sing it, Eddie. See, they're partying all the time. That's why I thought that Apollo and Midnight there it is. Yeah. Really? The, the thing about the song that I didn't understand, were they partying all the time? Did that girl like to party all the time? I don't She think liked they... to party all the time, all the time, all, all the, the time, time. All the time. She liked to party all the time, all the time. <laughs> all the time. But yeah. Um, and then Eddie's like, you know, bitch, I can't afford you no yeah, more. Yeah, listen, bitch, you're partying all the time. That means you're fucking around. You get out of here. You take my money. I'm going to go get I got to support my buddy, my I'm brother gonna Charlie. I'm going to go get me a tranny. Because that's what he did. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, it starts off, Eric. Midnighter starts off. And uh, we, we find out that, indeed, Apollo saved his ass. Yes. And he did at the last second. And, yes, he ran and he went into the explosion, grabbed him, flew out. I was going to say, because the Suicide Squad had the most elaborate death plan where they put Midnighter yeah. on a plane, yeah, made it fly I off to self I put it again in my review. Their own plane they sent up, to, but they could have shot him right in the fucking face. Right in the face. Why did they have I'm telling you, plan? it reminds me of freaking Seth Green from Austin Powers. Look, give me a gun. I'll shoot him yeah, right I'll now. I'll shoot him right now. They should have done it because Apollo saved them, though, where I forgot. I forgot from issue to issue about the whole uh, I don't have my healing factor. I'm telling you, I don't forgot care. forgot all about it. I don't care what Apollo saved. He should be more <laughs> hurt than this. He's still in the middle of an explosion, for Christ's sakes. I also like the fact that you get the idea that Apollo might have been taking a shit and then find out he is in his skivvies and a T-shirt. He is not in any sort of superhero outfit. I don't know what he was doing and how he heard, but he said... They, they got him. He's there. Saved him. Boom. Done. Right? He is cooking up vegetables. He, yeah. I don't know what he was doing, but they go back. Then you go to the Suicide Squad where they're there. There's Lawton. He's not in it enough. That's the one thing that I not was at all, really. upset about in the thing. And there's a weird panel here. And this is all. It all has to do with art for the most part because there's Deadshot. And he's pissed off. Oh, thing is, where's I'm your afterthought? Hold, hold, on, hold on a second. Hold okay. on. Because we both do not enjoy the art in this book. No. This is the one time I do enjoy this panel layout when Walton is giving Afterthought a hard time. Really? Because to me, it's not really that great a hard time. I don't th- – Harley is guffawing like she has heard the funniest thing ever. Not that funny. He says, watch out, kid. Hard to dodge a bullet even if you can see the future. Check your mouth, Lawton. Your finger wouldn't reach the hammer. Go on, win or lose. I'd still have a good time. I don't get a, I don't get a lot of laughs there. <laughs> oh, that you is, no, <laughs> that is not as funny as Harley's making it out. It, uh, it's so stupid. It's her laughter's like, infectious, Jim. Oh, yeah. It's all, and is that Parasite laughing under <laughs> that one panel? Or is he just grimacing? <laughs> he, just, he just looks like a big <laughs> and purple beaver. There, and, yeah, and then there's Boomerang, who's just eating. He looks yeah. like he's eating like granola. Um, yeah, I don't get that it's that funny. I, I'm really telling you, threw, I actually didn't. There. I didn't mind that though. Yeah, I just it's that is not a great line. No. It's really not great. Either one of them. <laughs> is she laughing just because there's two people fight? It, it really. I thought. I don't think she needs an excuse to I laugh. I don't at this mind point. the panel layout, but I thought it was stupid. I don't think there's any guffawing going on right there. It's nonsense. But yeah, Lawton was mad, basically saying, "Hey." Uh, uh, Waller, where's your afterthought? I guess he, uh, you know, blah blah blah, and then he just shows up. There he is. Here and I am. He, he has kryptonite or uh, Kryptonian Kryp- DNA. That is the last part of the puzzle that Bendix needs to make the unified Eric. The unified. The unified. That is the name of the hero. The unified. You like that name? The pseudo hero. The unified. And it's funny because at this point, 
Bendix is still trying to make it seem to Waller like this is on the up and up. Yeah. Like this is going to be for good. Is she that stupid? I don't know anymore. And it, the thing is, don't don't ruin this for me because I really enjoyed okay. this I issue. I don't mind it, but this is the part that actually got me upset because really – what is the end game at this moment for the Suicide Squad? Because really it only comes down to them getting revenge on Spiral. That mm-hmm. doesn't seem like enough that a smart woman like Waller would let Bendix get involved in this. It seems like too much she is giving him just to get Spiral back. And that's what it all ends up being. Well, uh, reve- revenge is a hard revenge, game. Yes. You never, you it, never have it's all, a all your thoughts on how to serve cold. But <laughs> she is really handing it, and she, they spell it out. Steve Orlando does spell it like, "Hey, how are you going to make sure that this thing is going to listen to you?" Oh, I got some backups. No, listen, give me the backups, you fucking asshole. You have fucking tech in your head. You look crazy, Bendix. Yeah, you're and a goddamn mad Bendix scientist. Bendix has never ever been a good guy, and where I don't think Waller would be that stupid. She seems to just be like, you know, okay, here you go. I hope you have a backup plan if he goes again. No, he's not going to go against Bendix. Bendix is going to tell him to do bad shit. And it just comes off as odd for me. That's it the, does. God the, damn the whole thing with Bendix and the Unified is the only thing in this that, that threw me off of Steve Orlando. I'll just, and it was very talky. Yeah, and I'll say that it's just to hurry it up to get it done, uh, I guess. But, yeah, you have then where Midnighter is there with Apollo. And this is the part where I said, Steve Orlando really, I like what he does here because he actually has Midnighter kind of apologize to Apollo but also explain why he's such a dick and why he's acted like this. And it basically comes down to like everybody expects him to anyway. He's trying to be a good guy. He's trying to change. But he has friends that accept who he is and he's going to go with that and he's really found some friends. And when he found these friends that accepted him, he realized that he had been a real dick. The thing too. is, too, I really like the fact when he says, like, you know, I, I wanted to know, my whole past was taken from me. Yeah. I wanted to have that back. I went through all this shit. I'm trying to change. But you know what? I'm Midnighter, and I'm okay with yeah. that. He's like, I'm Midnighter, and I loved it. I really I lo- did. I lo- it was, it's the best writing that Steve Orlando has done on the series in my mind. Yep. And then, yeah, and then he calls Andrew. He calls him Andrew, and it's, yeah, they're about to kiss. They're about to get sexy. And they get a call from Spiral, and like, hey, we need your help. They show up to the spiral base, and that's where all of a sudden a door opens and it's taking half a spiral. It's very confusing, <laughs> though. The art is confusing in this it is. issue. I that also like, layout, man. I like the little bit where when he shows up and he's like, afterthought, I got him, wait. And you have that, and it's a, it's a throwback a bit to the first cover of Midnighter. That was very reminiscent of that first cover. I like that. But, yeah, then the door opens, and Bendix says, open the door. And uh, to me, fucking right on. When you open a door, you send motherfuckers to the moon. You send them in the middle of the fucking ocean. I said it a hundred times during Eternal. You don't send them, you know, down the block to the fucking bistro. You, you send them to death. And that's what he does. Apollo saves them all. I don't know how he does it because there's a lot of people there. But he, The best he, part is, too, is that he doesn't really save them as much as he catches them. But leaves them on the edge yeah, of an active volcano, volcano as he runs back, as he goes me, back. That's Mother's Volcano. They're all there. Sure Mother is. going to come up with fucking Orphan. There you go. But yeah, he just leaves them there. He's got to go back. He goes back to Spiral Base. And the thing is, I didn't get that till right now. I'm looking at the book. I'm like, I had yeah, no idea. I, th- I actually thought that was the Suicide Squad at first. Like, they were yeah. waiting to take them. And, like, I realized now what's going on. But um, 
then the they, panel layout yeah. is no terrible. everything is weird and there's another each page to me has something wrong with it uh somewhat well you go back and there is boomerang shows up suicide squad shows up at spiral they that door was their it. plan basically they doored out like everybody else and now they're going to go in and kick ass with what's left i don't know about you i probably would have doored out Helena, Midnighter, <laughs> these people, and then went and fought the other people. But, you know, they want to get their revenge and see these people suffer. So they go in, and you have Boomerang, and it's a pretty cool thing that happens. The problem is I was confused at first. I know I probably shouldn't have been because I know that Helena is the one who has the crossbow. Crossbow, yeah. She I'm telling that. you, I, I didn't get that at all from no, the panel the out, problem is, from the dialogue. Yeah, and the problem is, though, when they go – uh, he he gets hit. They show the whole thing. He gets hit with a... And I didn't even know... Like, to me, I don't even know that those are crossbow bolts. I thought they were boomerangs at first. Yeah, so he's like, ah, my damn ear. And then you have two people talk. The problem is, you don't know who's who. Nope. Because they're not on the panel, and they have no difference in the, the uh, way they talk. And it's boomerangs locked down. I left you the plush one. Not bad, Matron. Now I get it. There's Matron. He's yeah. talking to Helen. But at first, I was thrown off. I'm like somebody. I'll show you someday. I'll show you how to use the crossbow like an adult. It's that's a funny line, but it was thrown off to me because it's just you don't even get them talking. You just get these things, but it's okay. Um, then you have parasite, and that's when Midnighter says, "Hey, I know you took my healing ability. Maybe I can't kill you, but I'm pretty familiar with my powers, and I can slow you down." And it's a pretty cool panel. It, it is cool, but the thing is, I don't from know the panel layout. About. Yeah. I had no idea what happened at first with this extending spear he has yeah, yeah, out I of don't nowhere. Know I don't know. Never either. saw it before. Nope. All of a sudden, he just does it. But we always see of this thing before it is through Parasite is click yeah. of a small section of and it. That's what, that's what Aiko does a lot, and especially in this issue where you, you seem to only get half of the deal. Now, right yeah. there, click. Why can't we see? Why can't we just have regular panel layout and see the whole weapon and see him have it? And then when it goes, because, yeah. Granted, I can go back and say, okay, I guess that's that. It extends it. Yeah, but I'm telling you, at this point now, exactly. It it just, I don't understand. But then, um, yeah, so now they've taken care of Parasite and Boomerang. That's when Apollo shows up. Hey, I'm sorry it took too long. And I really like that. So do I. And Midnighter even says, hey, you were an ocean of continent away. Don't apologize. That's when Afterthought comes out. Now, again, this is huge. Because afterthought, we are already shown that he can take care of Midnighter. He I had whooped no, Midnighter's monkey ass oh, last he time. just destroyed him. And I have no idea, which is not, I'm not saying I have no idea, and that's a problem. I have no idea that Midnighter has even thought about this since, because he almost got blown up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what happened? What, did you almost fall? No, I almost, fucking, I kicked the desk. Okay. Well, I like the fact that you're thrown in cold. You don't know Midnighter has a plan. No. And he does. The problem is the layout of this fight is so ridiculously confusing that I you see the I middle part I don't on. mind. The middle part you see Midnighter and you see – but even then, this is something that the way the panels were always thrown out this way to me was always what Midnighter was seeing through his it's fight like computer. computer. This yeah. is twisting it around to you seeing Midnighter, and it, it threw me off a little. But, yeah, you get a panel where you see teeth. Then you see something punching something. Then yep. you see a knee to a, a knee. A knee, a knee. And then you see a, 
uh, at one point, Afterthought is punching something. I don't know what it is. It I have is the no one, idea. Do you see that one panel? He yeah. is punching a blob, it looks like. Then you see Midnighter looks like he's hanging upside down. Then it's all nothing to me. I don't get it. If you said to me, and then you even have his, like, his well, vitals. And I'm even on this one little block is freaking Afterthought, like, starting to, like, sweat on his brow. Yeah, he sweat. And I didn't even see that the first time around. But even that does not really get me to this whole rocky thing that we're dealing with. This is easier than last time. But because of what's happening is that Midnighter is rocky now. I said the the fight computers watch Rocky 4. And uh, fucking now Afterthought's going to go to the corner. He's like a piece of iron. He's like a piece of iron. He's not human. He's no man. And But you don't get that. And it could be really cool and you see what's going on, but I was confused. Maybe so, me and you are fucking morons. Maybe good possibility. we're the only ones. Uh, to the point where you even get to where he crashes his symbol. Like he is big. To me, Midnighter is getting the shit kicked out of him. You've already seen Man. before that Midnighter couldn't get a, a, a fucking punch in edgewise. Yeah. So now to see this without knowing that it twists around, but to see this, I'm like, okay, uh, He's waiting. I, I never got like, oh, and, he's just getting the shipping on to get him tired until he says it. You look tired. And he's like, oh, my hands, you. And he, he has let him beat the shit. He explains to him, I knew what was coming. I made you punch me where it was happening. That doesn't really make sense to me no. in the afterthought thing. The way this power works, does not, it does not add up completely. No, because and to even me, then, after he gets tired, he'll know what Midnight is going to do and yeah. can avoid and it. And to me, the problem really is... The ice, I'm looking at Midnighter now. Boy, right in his face. You could punch him fucking three times till Sunday, and you're going to end up bashing his head in and killing yeah. him. Why even, why even target him anywhere else? Why, if you're afterthought, yes, it, it makes no sense to how it was going, but I do like the fact that you get that Midnighter's just I, he's I the like smartest the guy in the room. I like the fact that it's Rocky. <laughs> yeah, and it is Rocky. And you know what? It's an awesome line that he has. For all these issues, I've yelled... This guy has never seen an action movie. They are the worst. But when he says, "I've got to know," do you like what you see coming? Do you like what you see coming next? Best no. line of Midnighter. Best line ever because it's subtle and yeah. it, it get it, it's, it's not exactly over the top. what it is, and it, it pulls out what afterthought afterthought's fucking power is. It's awesome. You don't need to go listen when flesh hits steel and you get a frog. That's when the thing gets a hopping. Like, when fists crack and faces yeah, meet, you don't know what's going to yeah, happen to and, the pavement. And the, the crack is the symphony that I hear in my <laughs> eyes before I go to bed. And he's like, you, you don't hear through your eyes, Midnighter. Shut <laughs> up. But no, this is great. It really is. But it is. it's ruined to me by that art. The art is overly confusing to the point where I want to see where I'm going through that page. I'm looking at that splash page again. By the time I get to the middle... I want to know, like, holy shit, he's fucking setting him up. Yeah. You don't because you yep. don't know what's going on. And all these other people with their reviews. And, yes, I was the lowest review again. I'm always the lowest. I could give this a fucking 9.8 and I'll be the lowest. But they're like, oh, the exquisite ballet of the art. But no. 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 It, it's just – it's – I said – I it is some. That, it is pretty much this. It is imagine trying to do something and focus on something that somebody's doing very specific, so you can learn how to do it. But then somebody puts on a strobe light. Yeah, and I think that Echo uh, really 
read his own press clippings, and this is what <laughs> happened at the beginning. I remember at that first issue, again, I'll always go back to that because I really liked it, where he had where he threw the, uh, the steak bone. And it, it went through the guy's head and the way they spelled it out of how the fight computer would see the steak bone, grab yeah. it. And it's like such a crazy thing to think of using as a weapon. But because he has that, that mind fucking the fight computer that he mentioned. And you know what? Never, <laughs> never mentions it. it. No, no, never. Me- I didn't even think of that. Best never issue. mentions it. Never mentions it at all. And it's, yeah. that's great because we know he has it. Uh, but boy, that you also besides this, yeah, and then basically he just beats the shit out of him. He punches fucking afterthought, and then Amanda Waller's like, "Hey, don't kill him." And I thought that was a really great moment too, because up until now you would have thought he'd kill him. Oh yeah, but he doesn't. He's like, "Nope, he's gonna have to deal with shit," and you know he knows he. Got well, that's because Apollo's there. He's got to put on good fucking. Uh, yeah, but you even know. so, if that's I what know. Apollo gives him, I'm all for it. Because so am I. This, I want him and Apollo together. Issue. And. Um, in the meantime, unified, they, they ignite them. I don't even know what you'd call it. Activate? You activate them because now they have all the pieces. They have the DNA. And uh, even Bendix tells Amanda Waller earlier, listen. It's kind of like the brother eye symbol yeah, on his chest. Yeah, and he's like, he has like eight times the fight computer Midnighter ever dreamed of having. Plus, now he has all the abilities of a Kryptonian. He is going to be unstoppable. And that's when she says, hey, you have a failsafe, right? Oh, yeah, just like you do. And they go and basically his first thing is like, hey, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, you know what? Those people. And it's a good tie in. It's a tie in to that first issue. That was the Medora. Yeah, which I, where, I do not yeah. like, remember the first issue. No, they, so. Remember, and they were just fucking terrorists. And All I thought why, about that when I was reading this was like, you're just fucking giving Sonar reason to blow people with yeah. noise. Well, and the reason the why I like it, because even then, when Midnighter was killing everybody in that first issue, it didn't make. And he, it didn't matter because they were terrorists and it was yeah. all that. Um, but, yeah, they go off. They're going to go off and take care of them. But in the meantime, there is Midnighter and Apollo show up. They're all full garb and they're ready to go. And I and loved them. Yeah, I loved it, too. And, uh, again, one question before you get started, Henry, because, really, they want to kill Henry. That motherfucker fucked them big time. And all he says is, you want to fight. There is yeah. no craziness. They're there. It's an I awesome love battle. Apollo and Midnighter together. Yeah. And I really like this issue now. I'm even thinking, because I said it goes back to that first issue and all these yeah. people about how the series in general has gone great. We had then, then we went to the guard, uh, God Garden Tech. We even had the weird thing with like the fucking, uh, when Grayson showed up and they had those like vampire guys. This whole series <laughs> has been a bunch Jesus of nonsense. I remember that in the bathhouse? I do now. They had that. Shit. And it's like nothing ever seemed to get resolved, but yet this seems like it will. Yeah. Like this is going to be them beating the two issues left. It's two, right? Uh, is this- sure. I think actually, I don't know anymore. Yeah, it might be one. I think it's two, actually. Yeah, it might be one, but I get the idea. They're going to just beat the shit out of it. Bendix, they're going to force, they're going to get the memory back. At midnight, I'll have some of his memories back, I believe. So you, you're going to end or the book. Or even if he doesn't. I just think that they're going to end the book to reset the thing so when they, if ever they have another Midnighter, I, I'm God just forbid saying, if I'm they okay do because nobody will like it. Saying Midnighter has come to terms with who he is. I'm yeah. okay if he doesn't get it back. That's a, and it's weird, too, because to me, everybody who went gaga about this and the whole thing, and even Newsarama had an article this week, and it's like, Midnighter, the gay superhero that everyone deserves, and all this. It's weird because to me it's like Steve Orlando is using this issue to go, hey, I'm sorry that Midnighter was such a dick yeah. for all these other issues. 
this is he's come to terms with it now and he wants to be a better person he was trying he didn't know how to before he's finally come to grips with it apollo's back in his Apollo, life. Apollo's he's a good his anchor. to me it seems like you get what i'm saying that this is like him saying like Boy, before he was an asshole, but look what he can be when yeah. everybody's been gaga before about what the fuck he was. And I'm telling you, he was awful. He was an awful person. I'm not, he's Terrible. an awful person. Not just an awful gay fella, not an awful superhero, just an awful guy. And I want to, where's the fucking documentary going on? Why, aren't, why isn't he filming this? This is some interesting shit to film. Why isn't he Medora? I don't think we're going to see that guy again. And if we the do, thing, it's going to be the last fucking page, and it's going to be at the premiere of this fucking documentary of people like, oh, and you'll see these newspapers. Midnighter wows us all. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> And I'm going, what? What the fuck? It'd be so funny if the headline's like, I really like the story, but boy, the visuals were real confusing. I'm like, you know it, Steve Orlando. You know it. I just, I, things just came about. We had the God Garden tech before. I don't know why I'm going into my rant about the series in general, but it's more because everybody just seems to always mention the review. This has been the best thing since DCU, and it's the best thing. Why are we getting rid of it? 2030, we're going to wish that this was back. But really, nothing... The God Garden tech, that was going on, and then all of a sudden, in three panels, they fucking wrapped that up. Never really wrapped it up. Yeah, Prometheus, I'm telling you, he even believes he crushed Prometheus' skull. Prometheus is gone. He's still yeah, alive. Yeah, I, it's so weird. Why, people? But this issue's great. This is probably... Now... Because this is my of the favorite art, issue of Midnight. Because and of the, the art, it's not my pro- second best score, but this is my second best issue, if not maybe the best, because I love that first one, didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah. This is after I like the second one. This is after, yeah, and I, again. And I, last issue or not. I actually listened to a bit of our podcast that that was on. I, figured, I was trying to grab some audio or something for uh, this thing that you can put these yeah. sound clips on. And I heard us talking about, and I remember that second one, I was really off with, I said, the dialogue. Like, I had already, I had a sixth sense going. I knew what was coming <laughs> down. But this issue I really liked, and but the art was off. But as a Steve Orlando written issue, I think this is great first or second best issue of the run. And if the whole series was like this, I never would have complained. I probably would have been around in seven or eight the whole time, uh, especially if the art would have been good. But I gave this a seven, and I'm telling you, that is five out of five for story and two out of five for art. If we did do it, do you know, that way, yeah, did it that way. But again, I'm still the lowest on the goddamn comic book roundup. I don't understand. I'm and I, still I somebody I'm came sitting through. here thinking to myself, I'm out between a seven and seven point yeah, five, yeah. really. Yeah, and uh, to me, I don't care what anybody says. If they look at my score on the roundup and say, "Oh, what an asshole!" No, I'm telling you, I liked it. It's just the art. I said the art is a little off. And it's the, yes. the worst part of this book. I, it ruins some really great shit. And I put even in my my little blurb. I said it's not. I didn't go crazy about Apollo being back in Midnighter's life, but I liked what it did to Midnighter being back. You know, I, I wasn't like, oh my god, the the fucking love affair of the world. That <laughs> everybody else seemed to say that. I didn't mind, but I said I liked the dialogue. The character development was great. I like where the story's headed. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I really liked it. I'm back on the Midnighter trolley here. I'm telling you, next issue, 10 out of 10. I'm going to join everyone. I'm going to surprise <laughs> everyone. I'm just, I don't even care if it sucks. 10 out of 10. I'm going to say, everybody, you are all right. God damn it. Come and love me for once. They're all in this Midnighter fucking party going on. I'm not invited there. I'm not invited. I didn't even make any like crazy things like, hey, yeah, come on. 
Everybody you see. I'm telling you, if me and you ever have a group, here it comes. Oh, you turned it, oh, you turned it off right at the point. He was, about to, he was about to repeat. When Hold she on. says out romantic, I think that's what he says. Yeah, you ruined it for me. You ruined it. He was about to say it. She, he was gonna go. Every time you go out romancing, you go out romancing. I love those parts. I, if we ever have a group and we're singing, I will sing you repeat anything I say. Okay, oh, yeah. that's how it goes. It's like Eric's going out now and he's gonna suck some penis. Suck some penis. Yes, you were in. Yeah. That is so good. All right, what's your pick of the week? Pick of the week is Superman. So is mine. I really liked it. Uh, to me, that should have been Superman 50. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but yeah, I really liked it. But you want to hear the craziness of next week. Next week, on. we continue. Jimbo. The, we continue the Super League uh, story with Batman Superman number 31. And if you saw the cover, there's a lot of like, uh, like Oriental Asian uh, fucking writing and stuff on it. So I think we're going to see more of the Asian Superman. I don't want to offend people with the Oriental. <laughs> but I'm an older fella. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that offend people. That one throws me off a little because I, in my mind, when people say something that is racist or offensive, they mean to be that. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to say the N-word because I, I hang out on the corner. I'm saying it to be mean or racist. When I say or, Down there in Kensington? I, yeah, I don't mean anything bad by it I, at all. Though, what, the N-word? No, not that. I'm saying Oriental. <laughs> I know the whole thing. Oriental, that's like a piece of furniture. That's a uh, thing. Whatever. Whatever, Eric. Nobody's listening this long. Batman Superman number 31. I would never say anything with the intention of hurting somebody's feelings. If I Until that. we do. Batman Superman number 31. A lot of Asian writing on the cover. Uh, the next one, Eric, I'm including because I will be reviewing this, is mm-hmm. Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 5. I've started. I picked that series up. And ran with it. I yeah. have one. I have number four to review. I'm going to do that before. I've really enjoyed it. It's almost to me. It's a, it's a weird deal. I would say. I might even say it in my number four review, Eric. This is my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gateway. This is like marijuana. This is pot to me. Leading to the Ninja Turtles, which are the heroin. You, you got me? I, I don't know. You got me. Because I never would have been involved in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, really, because I was a little too old. Yeah. Um, and though with this, I wanted to review it because it's a big book. Everybody seemed to like it, but it, we just kind of stopped doing it because uh, Joel left the site. So I'm like, oh, I'll do it. I loved it. And it actually made me go and read some other turtle stuff and actually <laughs> review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 21. Uh, Kevin Eastman came back to do the art. Awesome. I really like it. It's also today I did that uh, Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Really enjoyed it. Made fun of my buddy Brett, who was a big Power Rangers fan. I'm like, I, I, was I read little, your header. I was like, I was a little too old for that, but not my buddy Brett. So I ended up seeing a lot of the first season. Uh, did you see the first season? Yes. Do you remember when uh, uh, Green Ranger, uh, what's his name? Tommy. Tommy. I almost called him. When Tommy showed up and he was kind of being controlled a little, they had that whole deal, the uh, the evil green or whatever. Uh, yeah, this and then he actually, blew off Amy Jo Johnson. Yep, this actually kind of sets it in a new time frame. It's a modern time, but it goes off of that little arc. 
I really nice. liked it. I really I'm telling you, that it. was the best part when they introduced the Green Ranger. Yeah, and he that's was the how the most badass he, ranger there was. He has actually just become a ranger, and he's still trying to figure out things. Yeah. And uh, Rita that actually sounds the, like a lot of Rita, fun. Rita's actually talking in his head, telling him that he's going to betray everyone. Like, it, it plays off of that really well. And I did see that whole first season because my buddy Brett loved that fucking Amy Joe Johnson. I'm telling you, in my mind, I was a little old for it. Yeah. Even then, but, but uh, you, I don't know. It's goofy fun. Exactly. I'm it, telling it, you, you got monster, giant monsters yeah. versus giant robots. I'm in. And I'm telling you, this issue, they went all out. They had all the powers. Got, it's like a little issue because it's a, a preview, the zero that I did. Yeah. It's all out. Uh, it's so good. Um, but, yeah, I even said in my review, the goofiness of that and the cheesiness was the charm of it. So the problem is, is that Hick, Kyle Higgins does it, and that's uh, the that's other the reason. Thing I did is, it that was I the worst Carl, part Kyle about Higgins. it in my mind. What the goofiness? Yeah. Well, then you'll love this because he—it's modern deal. So there's not like the goofy. Uh, like Bolt and Skull Johnson. show up, and you have that freaking bumbling music come yeah, in. That or uh, I'm talking like the cheesiness of the costumes and stuff, and just see. The I whole, actually like the it. costumes. Well, that's what I'm saying. But they're cheesy when they turn into stuff. It's all cheesy. But that was the charm of it. Yeah. To me, it was always like, to me, when I saw him, like, what is this fucking Godzilla with teenagers? But uh, I, that's exactly yeah. what I wanted. And that's loved and Godzilla. He keeps that. I actually watched yet, Destroy All Monsters yesterday. Really? Well, he keeps that, but he brings it up. So there's no like uh, fucking Valley Girl talk and, right. and shit like that. So it's pretty cool. Do they hang out at the juice bar? Uh, they haven't yet. But they're, they're at uh, they're at high school. They got to high school. They're walking. You remember through. in high school when you used to go four wheeling and skydiving all the time and bungee jumping oh, and yeah, all that I extreme stuff. Or like when you go outside and turn into fucking Power Rangers and fight a huge goddamn mecha Godzilla. No, like. I did that. Yeah, you did that. Yes. Yeah, I, I never. The, you, you're talking to the extreme '90s, are you? Yes. I wore flannel, Eric. I know what it's like. Actually, I, I didn't play a lot of hacky flannel. sack. Did you? No, I didn't. I, I hated hacky sack. I'm not a big hacky sack fan. You know, what? I, I, I played hockey. I liked hockey. And to me, it's the best sport ever to play. And you I know was why? A stoner. I played a lot of Frisbee. Yeah, and hacky I sack. did not fucking Frisbee. You and fucking manship. Get on your goddamn rollerblades. Take your shirt off. And fucking amazing. Up. It's fucking terrible. You know why hockey's the best ever? Because I am a big trash talker. And a lot of people like to trash talk, right? At almost every other sport you trash talk, and there's rules against doing something oh, yeah. about it. You trash talk and hockey, you get fucking punched in the face. They don't have punching in the face in fucking ultimate frisbee. Ultimate frisbee. Where we well, played hockey, frisbee. the last league I was in, in Milford, uh, yeah. they actually have an ultimate frisbee course back there. Are you aware of that? No. In that, yeah, they have an ultimate frisbee course at that park. Are you talking about froth? <laughs> What's frisbee that? Frisbee golf? Um, I don't know. Maybe I am. What is ultimate frisbee? Ultimate frisbee is kind of like basketball with a frisbee, and uh, you have like an end zone, so you have a touchdown. So it's it's frisbee football, pretty much. That's we used to play that fucking gym in like second grade. That's worse. I'm telling you, ultimate frisbee is worse than frisbee golf. Ultimate frisbee is a bunch of bullshit. It's fun as hell. You're a jerk. And I was also so tall, so I could always throw over people and catch shit. Why here? You you got five guys together, six guys, right? Why not play football? Why are you going to play fucking Frisbee? What if I only have a Frisbee? Then you're fucking an idiot. Go buy a fucking football. What times are tough, Jim. Be a fucking man. No, it's because you're fucking so high, you can't even fucking concentrate on it. You got a goddamn Frisbee. Next thing you're yelling, there's a fucking UFO. I don't know. Hacky sack. Fucking hacky sack. I get that hacky sack. Shove it right up your ass. Up your ass. I was, dude, I, I was terrible at a hacky sack. Goddamn dreadlocks and a fucking knitted dude cap. <laughs> a knitted one. And, no, fucking, man. and of course it's got the Rastafarian fucking colors. 
No, man, mine was uh, really short hair because my it was growing back from when my buddy had cancer and we yeah, all yeah, shaved our heads. Yeah. But that, I bleached it yeah, blonde jerk. and with a headband. <laughs> jerk got cancer. What's he <laughs> fucking doing? Ruining everybody's good time. Yeah, I, I, I if you frisbee football and even uh, telling you, I used to when I was at college, I'd go and they'd have the uh, they had a big thing. I don't remember what it's called. It's so long ago, but it was a big field. It was an astroturf field outside the student union. Uh, West Virginia, yeah. and you'd go, and I'm telling you, if I saw these guys playing hacky sack, I'd go to them, I'd slit their fucking throat. No, I just, no, I'd, I'd shake my head. I'd be like, what, what the fuck are you wasting your time? The guys are probably teaching themselves how to whistle. And then you go back guys. to your room and sit there by yourself. No, then I went and I fucking was in a band playing some music, getting the ladies. Where are you getting the ladies? No. Because you never told me that part I'm of the telling story. telling you, these guys would be out there. And yeah, actually, it probably was me looking. I'm like, why the hell are these girls hanging out with these fucking assholes? <laughs> they're always like the guy who has like, he has no shirt on, like manship and his fucking bro. But they're always like hanging out, that high as a kite. Yeah. They're hanging out there and that there's a guy with a fucking guitar and he's playing goddamn, I don't know what, he's playing James Taylor music and I want to kill him. Kill him, Eric. Kill him. You good? What does this have to do with Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number five? Are we still talking about that? I'm telling you, the, uh, the West Virginia Student Union, awesome. Mount Lair, it was called. Awesome. It was one of the, it's really kick-ass fucking facility. I'm telling you that. Good. They had good. Wendy's in there first time I ever had a triple. Really? Just think of that. College, it took me to have a triple. <laughs> Tripler. The next book would be. I don't think they came out with the triple until you were in college. Uh, I think they, they took it away. I told you the one story where when me and Jay and Pete went to the Bahamas, they had the triple there and it was like fucking celebration. <laughs> I mean, I saw that and then I realized, boy, this is a lot of meat. And they also had Goombay Punch that time. They had the Goombay Festival there. Next thing I know, Goombay. I'm fucking kicking Hacky Sack and playing Ultimate Frisbee. Sounds like a good time to me. No, that, it's not a good time. Frisbee. I always had First a good time. Frisbee, to me, we were, Frisbee is as bad as, go, uh, as bowling. It's just something you do for a couple minutes, and then you get fucking bored. There That's is you're playing Ultimate fun. Frisbee. There's nothing fun. No, then you get a football. Do you tackle each other in Ultimate Frisbee? No. No. What, what the fuck's the use of it? <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm telling you, you stop. I'm going to fucking Bendix your fucking memories away from you. I'm going to take <laughs> your memories away, and I'm going to pick and choose. I'm going to be like Fugue. I'm going to give you other so memories I only played of you now? actually playing hockey and I did football. play hockey. And I did play football. Not like me. <laughs> and then I discovered marijuana, and then yeah, I did not but, want to do yeah, this Yeah, right anymore. there shows you. The minute that you calmed down because of pot and fucking got all lame, and fi- not that, you know, but you are. You ended up lame. And next thing Frisbee. <laughs> There's nobody that's fucking sober playing ultimate Frisbee. And You've then I started drinking high. and got very angry. Yeah, this is like when... Uh, when Homer went to the baseball game after he was drinking, he stopped I just watched drinking, that episode. And he's like, hey, I didn't realize this was so boring. That would be you. You'd go out to play Ultimate Frisbee right now and be like, what the fuck was I thinking? No, honestly, I'd go out to play now and I would not be able to play because I like, had to catch my breath moving the computer to this room. That's right. I remember I used to – I would have different fr- – the thing that I always did with Frisbee is try to just bounce it off the, the fucking street. Right. That was my only move. And when you try to throw it, instead of throwing it across your body, throw it like out. You know what I'm saying? Like, almost curve? like you're skipping a rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you try that. And I couldn't do it. I'm like, Fuck I used to do that this. all the time. I fucking, I, Frisbee, it's like we talked about earlier. I hate whistling 
because whistling to me is the lazy man's instrument. Because you're just mad at everything you can't do. It, it, no, I, it's the whistling to me is something that Jim. Can you whistle? Had, I can't right now because I don't have my false tooth in. <laughs> so I can't, and that's from a real man's hockey injury, my man. But yeah, uh, whistling that uh, harmonica, oh, a bunch of nonsense. Fucking frisbee. Uh, what else? Hacky sack. Hack? Yeah, really? Hacky sack. So I'll tell you, I played baseball almost my whole life and hockey. It got me as far as somebody playing hacky sack. Exactly. There's somebody, some professional hacky sack player. My, did I ever tell you my cousin in England was a professional razor scooter rider? He was no. a stunt razor scooter guy. Yeah, made a lot of money doing that too. Another that was bu- after my time. Another bunch of popular. nonsense. Uh, I had hockey. I had a big fucking heavy ass scooter as a kid and I yeah. hated it. It's like me with uh, the skateboard I had as a kid. It was really it was plastic with these really hard plastic wheels, right? And you couldn't really maneuver. And again, I got on. I'm like, this is fucking nonsense. I stopped. Yeah, there was not much to that. And my bike that got broken. My fucking big wheel got stolen. This is why I'm angry. All these <laughs> things fucking happened to me as a kid. Uh, yeah, Logan, the fact that you're going all the way back to when you had your big yeah, wheel. Yeah, Logan has a scooter now. He likes. He goes around with it. But yeah, Tanya's like with that goddamn helmet shit. It's almost like a. I, do you ever wear a helmet as a kid? Absolutely not. No. Did you get hurt? I know some kids got hurt. That's the fun of it. You're gonna Man, get hurt. I, I have been Playing hurt. Your ultimate frisbee. Jesus Christ, you're, you're like a fucking delicate flower. With your <laughs> ultimate frisbee. So yeah, yeah. I was hurt a lot playing uh, so on I. my bike. But yeah, that's that made you a man, right? Made you a man. That ended Made me a man child. Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, he's there. He's got it, so much padding on. Then the, he's talking. They're playing hockey in, in school, and he's, like, quizzing me, like, Dad, what was your best game? I'm like, I, I don't remember. And he's like, I had 13 goals. That's better than anything you did. And this is while we were food shopping. I start arguing with him. <laughs> you should have heard me. I'm like, no, no. You, you don't understand. I was the scoring champion. Oh, do you, have a tr- do you ever get a trophy? Yeah, I got trophies. I got yeah. this. I'm going on and on. And he's getting all upset with me because I'm calling him out. And then he's like, I said, how many? You ass- are nothing. I'm like, how many assists do you have? And he's like, I, I don't like assists. Like, God oh, damn you. I said, you don't assists. like assists. I like assists. That's so do I. Good. Yeah. He doesn't like him. He's, big, the, he's a big I, ball hunk. I remember that my, my great-grandmother, I came home from school one day, and she's like talking how she got me a present, all right? Yep. So when you're a kid, somebody gets you a present. That's a big fucking deal. It's not my birthday, and it's not Christmas. Yeah. Holy shit, this yeah, is going to be amazing. Was it a hockey stick? No. Oh. It was a bike helmet. Oh, really? Oh, and God. I wore it the one time because she made me put it on, and then that thing went right in the garbage. Yeah. yeah. People get so upset. I said, I was telling my son then, I'm like, listen. Wayne Gretzky, best hockey player. I'm a big Mario Lemieux fan, but yes. the great one. He's the best. The great and one. And I said, the one year, he had the same amount of points as Marcel Dion, but Gretzky had more assists, and Marcel Dion had more goals, and they gave the scoring championship to Marcel Dion, and that's bullshit. I was yelling bullshit. at him. He had a glazed look on it. He had no idea what I was talking <laughs> about. And then he came home, and he's like, Mom, Dad was telling me about some crazy people and about uh, that it was bullshit. Because oh, I did tell him that, and I got yelled at. But, yeah, I'm giving him all this talk about Gretzky and fucking Marcel Dion. There you go. All Good right. times. Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number five. The oh, my God, one, I'm still doing this. Yes, the next one is Black Canary number 10. Black uh, Canary number 10. When was the last time we talked Black Canary? Because whenever six? that was, was going to still be the last time because Reggie's doing that. Got Catwoman 51. See where that nice. goes. I'm interested to see where that's going. Uh, obviously, that's one that's canceled uh, in a couple issues. Constantine, the Hellblazer, number 11. I bet he'll walk around 
He'll walk around. He's walking around in Fairyland. Last issue, me and Reggie talked about it in the. I didn't even read. Review. I haven't read that in yeah. like three issues. I don't yeah, think they were all. In, they were all up in that Fairyland. Uh, but me and Reggie will probably talk about that in uh, Flash Reviews. We have one of your favorite books, Eric. You love it, though you get called every issue. Earth 2, Society Number 11. Oh, how dare a book about a society talk about a society, Eric? How about that? Oh, God damn, I fucking owe you in that book. Out of nowhere, they're going to decide to use wind power and fucking it. the whole planet's going to be saved. All I know is I hope there's some sexy I, robot Lois. Dude, That's I'm kind of – I checked out of that book kind of. Really? For the most part, I look forward to like the majority art. of my books. I love the art with that. But, but yeah. like Green Arrow, like I don't care anymore. I'll I'll read it and I'll review yeah, it, but not, I but really you don't, dread don't it as care much anymore, right? Because you just don't care. Yeah, but like you I'm telling you, Earth Two, I I love the characters. I loathe re- like reviewing it though because that means I have to read it and I have to be disappointed. Yeah, and you know what? I believe Dan Abnett's on this. After rebirth, I think this is well. Thing is, I remember when I said, but I'm saying I I think I was a liar. I'm going that he wasn't really on this because he got thrown in light. That's what I'm thinking. I still have hope for rebirth, so it's not one of those like, but until then, the minute that they were doing the announcements of rebirth, and I was watching it live, and when they said Green Arrow, Ben Percy, I I really, I, (laughs) I just, I can't believe that. And maybe I know that Brandon actually has made a statement that if you were done with it and Rebirth, he's in. But uh, I think that maybe, nah, you're just gonna you're gonna stick it out, aren't you? I don't know. At this and point. maybe I'll take it over again. We have to do a draft still. Yeah, we are gonna do a draft. Maybe somebody just gets stuck with this, stuck with it. And the next one is Gotham Academy number seventeen that Reggie's gonna be doing. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's the yearbook thing, I think, continues. I don't know, but that makes sense to me. That's a weird this is a weird one with Gotham Academy to me because I really liked it. I stopped reviewing it. I have read and reviewed some since there. Um with this yearbook thing, it it's a we because it continues. Gotham Academy year two comes out uh in the fall. Right. It almost seems like it's over already. You know what I mean? Like this is just And then we have that Lumberjanes time. And they're going to have the Lumberjanes time. This seems like a bunch of nonsense that means nothing. I just want to get on. And I'm looking forward to reading. It's the last days of school where you kind of check out. Yeah, it is. That's what it seems like. You run around. You're crying because nobody will sign your yearbook. (laughs) Actually, you're upset because your dad's too cheap to buy a goddamn yearbook. Which no. I'm now talking about my kids. Thing but. is, I'm upset because I bought this yearbook with my own money, yeah. and all I get is "Have a great summer." Yeah, I only got, I only ever got, I think my senior year, and yeah, I got a lot of "Hope you have a great life." Yeah, things like that. Keep in Hope touch. Hope you don't OD. Phony fucking, you know, have fun with your fucking <laughs> ultimate frisbee. Yeah, they said that they're like you kick ass. I in the yearbook most likely to play ultimate frisbee. There's Eric Shea. Oh, dude, do you know what the worst about my yearbook was? What's that? There was little things that you wrote in for like oh, when yeah, senior yeah. year. You yeah, know what I'm we saying? We did that still. And you know they don't do that anymore in I Quaker no Town. At least they do not have like those phrases and stuff because I think it got too sexy. People were doing too many things in code. The thing I is, think that's what happened. I came to homeroom late one day. I was always no, skipping no. school or so tardies. You had like a really lame one, did you? It is the lamest one. If you go through my yearbook, I should I, find mine. I, I have a bunch of things about sports. And, no, uh, dude, dude you don't like understand. That. This was a whole thing of what you plan on doing after you graduate. Yeah, see, ours was just and, anything. Mine was a lot of code. Right, but the thing is, I took it very literally. Like, oh, really? what am I doing right after and I graduate? And you were like, I'm heading home and having a sandwich. 
I Is actually would have pref- I would have preferred that. Yeah, I put play? where everybody has all these grand plans no, for their are life like, ahead of them. Go to college and change the world. Exactly. This amazing shit. Mine is. I'm going to work at the Grand Slam Cinemas. <laughs> well, you know what? Everybody else was a bunch of bullshit. You were you were legitimately serious, and that's what you did, right? I did. That's what you did. It's Until so like, funny. And because then it, you like, were it closed down two months they later. They didn't explain it to you. Well, the so thing is, I read it, and I read it, it very <laughs> literally. And I didn't see anybody else, what they wrote or talked to anybody, because I was late, and I just wanted to finish it up real fast, because the bell was already ringing. Yeah. And I just took it very literal. Did they, right after graduation, I'm going to go work at the Grand they, Slam Cinemas. <laughs> it's so funny. What after graduation? You're like, well, uh, I'll probably drive home, uh, maybe get a ride. I don't know. And there might be a party, but I really have to go home. I'm probably going to watch a TV show. It's like this whole thing. It goes on yeah. for pages. Oh, you oh, are, God, you that, are a dunce. It is um, terrible. Did they still have, like, obviously, you know, everyone usually has, like, most likely su- to succeed. I doubt that they have that anymore. I don't think they had that. I don't no, think I don't they think would have that it. anymore because that's too, it, it, it's, you know, it throws people out. Everybody has to be a winner nowadays. Did they have curliest hair? I don't even remember having because any of that. Because they had that. And I'm telling you, if I think back of the three years, because when I went to high school, it was 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Ninth right. were still in the middle school. And I believe if I remember back and I could call out the top, my 10th, 11th, and 12th grade years of persons with people with curliest hairs, the guys all bald. Everyone. I'm telling you, everybody who gets voted, that's the kiss of death. You, <laughs> you end up bald. Curliest hair. One was my buddy Brent. Bald as a cue ball. Baldy. All right. Gotham Academy 17. The next one is... Goddamn yearbook. Yeah, and the next one is another one that, I don't know, it kind of throws me off still. And it's weird because this goes into what uh, they were... Um, it was uh, Mike. Who is it Mike? Mark. What are you talking it's about? It's Mark with Batman Beyond, right? Oh, right. I don't know why I thought Mike. It's Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, where Unless you, it's Mike. You have... <laughs> yes. You have Green Lantern Corps, Edge of Oblivion, which is Tom Taylor. Not that great a book. And it's not getting that much better since no. he jumped on. Hopefully it'll be. But yet he jumps on that Batman Superman, one of the best fucking Amazing. two issues, three issues that we have had in the whole new 52 DCU. So hopefully he can bring it around. Uh, then we have Harley Quinn and her gang of Harleys, number one, which Reggie got an advanced copy. So that'll nice. probably go up at mid, uh, midnight on Wednesday. Wednesday. I, mean, I always get those mixed up. How do you <laughs> spell it out? It always throws me off. Uh, Red Hood Arsenal, number 11 for you. Can I you... look forward to that just because it's a good I do, but it's and... weird. It's another one where I'm like, okay, we're going to spin some wheels. We're going to learn about what Exactly, happens, but... and the thing is it hasn't been great lately, yeah. but I still hold out hope it's that it can be fun. A couple issues left. That's Joker's daughter. It's all Joker's daughter. We're going to find out. She is not on the up and up, Eric. She is up to no good is what I think. And the last one for the week, Starfire number 11. Whew, Starfire. I have not read that in so long. Yeah, I have because me and Reggie talk about the Flash reviews and it's been the same. You have not missed anything. Excellent. Each issue is the same with a couple of different characters. Great art. Great art. But yeah, the art's really that. good. Uh, here's a weird thing. We had talked earlier, me and Reggie, in the digital. Uh, Emmanuel Lupacino was on The Adventures of Supergirl. Not very good art. I really? did not like. Yeah, I didn't like the art that much. It's very odd because I was looking forward to her kicking ass um, and taking names. And no, just kicking ass. She doesn't have mm. to take names. That you need a Chew pad and paper gum? there. Choose some bubble gum. She's all out of bubble gum, and she's joined. She's uh, pulled into Frog Town, Eric. Oh God, Frog Town. 
Yeah. I almost uh, watched that this week. Really? That's not very good. Hell comes to Frogtown. You know, that's like uh, Repo Man. Yeah, I hear. Oh, God. Repo Man, you get a lot of people who love that thing. I don't understand how. I'm telling you, when I first watched that movie, I'm like, okay, is this going to be like Men at Work? No, no, it is it was not. Nothing like that. It was more of an indie thing. I, I know when I was know what's going on when movie. I was younger. That was in a lot of the midnight movies. It's weird of the shit that I used to do. I used to go to a lot of concerts back in the day, and I used to go to midnight movies. Me too. Besides this podcast, <laughs> fuck if I'm going to stay up till midnight. <laughs> Holy shit! Even though the last couple of weeks I have been staying up past that, I'm talking to you. I'm how's this guy getting to work tomorrow? But yeah, the midnight movies is nonsense to me, and. Especially because when I was uh, young, younger, the midnight movie a lot of times was Pink Floyd's The Wall. And yeah. boy, sober going in at midnight, I am not enjoying that movie. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. I actually saw The Song Remains the Same at a really? midnight movie. And again, it's not exactly keeping me up either. It's just a concert movie with a couple of fucking vignettes that are all nonsense. Fucking Jimmy Page turns into the man in the mountain, Eric. The man in the mountain. And then I want to get high and play Ultimate Frisbee and maybe take off my shirt and rollerblade home. There you go. Chased by a bunch of hicks. Whew. But yeah, uh, this week on the site, I don't know. We, we have it just for the hell of it Monday. Look for that. We're going to have a lot of crazy reviews and all that sort of jazz. And sometime this week, hopefully, we will re-record the Just for the Hell of It podcast, which was a F. Mary Kill, Fuck Mary Kill, which I thought was very funny. I enjoyed it a lot. The best part, though, I will let people know a little bit where one of them was hurricane, <laughs> uh, earthquake, and volcanic eruption. That, was, that gives you a little hint of the craziness of these lists. And I went on and on Dude. and confused the hurricane with tornado and was yelling about the Midwest and hurricanes. I'm glad. I actually think that I, in my I fucking uh, state of sleep, went up and corrupted the goddamn files. Dude, just so I woke get up out this there. morning with you telling me that it was the whole thing was gone. Yeah, and you had told me before that you wanted to go back and yeah, I was going to edit. Something. I was going to actually. I wasn't going to edit it out because boy, I'm. I just give called, a disclaimer. I called the Midwest hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> But the worst is, you guys didn't oh, no. stop we, me. We went right with Everybody it. Everybody was with it. And I'm telling you, I didn't even hear it back. So, so here's the thing. This is what does not make sense, because I'm going to tell you this. I did not hear it back. The next day I was walking to get a coffee, got a coffee, and thought, holy shit, I fucking, th-. and it just dawned on me. I went back and listened to it, Eric. Those files existed then. I'm telling and you, now in my gone. mind, when I woke up this morning, you sent me the message, I'm like, he just did no. not want to look like an idiot. No, I was going to put a disclaimer. I was going to, and the whole my whole joke was going to be: Listen, hey guys, uh, you're going to hear a thing coming up. I'm going to offend a lot of people in the Midwest. That's not what I'm upset about. I'm upset because I got confused between, and I was going to go on. I was I was going to try to make it kind of funny, poke some fun at myself, and it was gone. But I did now that I re- realized I listened to those files. Yeah. But then I went back in, and somehow they're corrupted in a point where. You have you, basically all the things that we recorded that night, which ended up being an hour and a half. I have a little bit I can hear behind you and Reggie talking about lies that you told people. Remember when we were talking oh, yeah. about that, about how you said even like uh, Leonardo dying, wasn't that one of them? In the, yeah, the I, saw, I saw a Ninja Turtles episode uh, that Leonardo died. And you had one lied of those lies about him. We were yeah. talking about lies. Somehow all these files ended up merging together. That's but, weird. But the one... The, the actual Just for the Hell of It podcast, you can only hear me in the background. Like it's 
t- fucking down the hall. <laughs> and it makes no sense because I listen to them. Uh, even at the end, I said, hey, it's an hour and a half, Reggie, because he said that the, his big goal is to have that be an hour and a half. And I'm yeah. like, you're right on. The only other thing is, if you remember, I don't know why we're talking about this on the podcast, but when I went to do the podcast last week, the file would say it was like two hours, and when I went and put it to edit in Audacity, it ended up being like an hour and a half, maybe something crazy like that. I don't, I don't know. know. But it all went down the tubes. It was so much fun. Uh, yeah, but maybe we'll go. It's weird to go and do that again. It really is. I don't know if we're going to capture that magic because we, we talked a little about porno and stuff like that. It started with porno, in the drain, hand in the drain porno, and other <laughs> things in the drain, and then led to a, a fuck, Mary kill that was real fun. Had a good time. Yeah, it was. It was some good good stuff. And even when we were recording, remember, uh, there was a big noise, and I thought my wife had heard us and stormed out. Yeah. And I went down, and when I came back up, I even listened to the end of the file to see what we said last. So they were there. Disappeared. Somebody's and you fucking, destroyed it. And uh, it's somebody fucking out there. Some, what, what site hates us? What Everyone. Site, what site doesn't hate us, Eric? They all hate us, but yeah. That's about it. That's right? it. I got to go pee. And you know what? This is probably the quickest podcast time-wise of when we're going to get to bed, and I like it. Me too. I like it. I still have a lot to record with Reggie tomorrow, but I like it. I'm going to head to bed. So, Eric, uh, what do we say? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Yeah. 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 Yeah.